Hey, here's uh, intro. We're doing an intro. 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 We're Frank. Here. Doing an intro with Frank. Yep. Hot outside. Smoke the balls. This is a uh, intro. Intro with Frank. I'm not gonna let Dave listen to this because he don't give a fuck anyway. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Oh, Dave, I didn't know you were here. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. yeah, brother. <laughs> Been here the whole time. <laughs> Trying to stay awake, brother. I'm awake. I'm awake. Uh, I swear. Tell me when the empowered females show up. <laughs> Snap it to a comic book. <laughs> and we're just recording the intro. It's the intro. Dave will never listen to it. That's why I'm. That's why we're talking shit about him. So, you know. I wish we could cue up some of that lullaby music, like dun 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 dun. Uh-huh. All right, here's your episode. Whatever, fuck. I don't Woo-hoo! care. My batteries run out on this bitch. I gotta. Yeah, I gotta put new batteries in this fucking mouse. Oh, uh, what size? Episode 103. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Gonna toss it, gonna taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over Culture pushovers, pop culture, leftovers, and with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftovers, pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture leftovers. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider, it's pop culture leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. I'm Hammer Time. And I'm Domesticated Dave, straight out of Frank's hot motherfucking ass garage. And Jake and I are leftovers. Yes, yes, that we are, that we are. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck these other guys are. Left Here. outs. Left, left outs. outs. Leftover left leftovers. <laughs> I like left outs. We're in the trash can. <laughs> I like left outs as well. <laughs> left outs. <laughs> or yeah, maybe band together. Leftovers and left outs. Band together. <laughs> but the bad thing is I'm going to be on my own after about the first hour and a half because Dave will be asleep. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, we'll see, sir. Already, already. We'll see. No, 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 no. There is a rule in place. Dave, if the eyes start giving heavy... I'm gonna just. I'm snapping my fingers. You're packing your shit up. We're ready. I know, to rock. You've got. That's gonna last you. That'll be like ten minutes right there. That's like. Dave's Rehab? got. He brought some energy drinks this week. Got so. some monsters sitting on the table, ready to go. That monster shit doesn't work for me. No, me either. Well, we're gonna find out if it works for me, brothers. It's Red Bull or bust when it comes to energy drinks. Back in me. the day, when you used to still be able to get it, stack or two, that shit that had all the ephedra in it. I think. Oh, that shit's too much. Yeah. That was, that was like, what, 15 years ago you could still get that shit? That was back when I was cleaning carpet every fucking day. I'd be like a fucking animal. I'd be all over the fucking place in the house. Frank's saying cleaning carpet and not using it in a sexual manner. I don't know how to, re- I don't know how to even fucking react to that. I know he means really cleaning carpet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Professional rug sucker for 10 plus years. Stanley Steamer or Stanley Steam Her? <laughs> right, Frank? I had a six foot long wand that would do hot. Oh my god, you just said six foot long. Long wand. Yeah, I did. 
And, there was, and you uh, didn't mean it sexually. There, there was uh, injectors on there that would deeply inject the moisture. <laughs> okay, now, now that's the Frank we're used to. Yeah. There we go. This is all still fucking factual shit, though. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. still wasn't being sexual. Nope. Right. Yep, that's absolutely correct. No wonder you got that job. Hell yeah, I did. <laughs> and yeah, we, no, no joke, true story. There was mm. a guy that I worked with. His name was Hung Lee. He was a Korean fella. Mm. And I always used to get a kick out. You know, you knock on the door and introduce yourself. And I say, hi, I'm Frank, and he's Hung. No joke. <laughs> we know it wasn't a Holy joke. There shit, was dead fuck. fucking silence. You know, the customers that eat it up, they're like, oh, ha, ha, are you serious? He's like, yeah. Okay. Well, that's over now. <laughs> I guess we're a tough audience, Frank. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, we are a tough audience. Right. No, Jason, this week, Jason had to take the week off. Um, I th- think what I'm going to do, though, because it, I think I'm just going to insert like a Jason laugh track this entire episode just to piss some people <laughs> off. Do you have that? No, it was a joke. Oh, okay. That'd be cool. I'd yeah. like that. I'd, I'd like it too. <laughs> just hit the button. You wouldn't have had to hit it for those first five minutes. Yeah, exactly. Frank was still talking. Frank, Frank was giving his fucking monologue over there. <laughs> like, thinking he's fucking like Conan O'Brien and shit. Dude, I almost got the hair. Like, check this pompadour shit out. No, that's 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 more like Donald Trump. Oh fuck! No, all this is real, dude. Yeah, all this is true. real. Yeah, they, they got a little. You're rocking a little bit of Conan O'Brien. I got a lot of fucking hair up there. Uh, you know, I'm gonna break the bad news to everybody right now. No oh. new episode next week. Oh, so, terrible. Yeah, I know. So when people when people go to check their fucking uh, iTunes next week, their fucking pop culture leftovers fucking subscription, you're not gonna get a new episode next week. So how will they live without our coverage of American Ultra? Oh, is that what comes out next week? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't uh, think I've heard of that yet, even. Precisely. I'm going to see it. I am going to see it. What's it about? It's about spies. Fucking, it's, uh, what's his name? Jesse Eisenberg plays, like, some sort of, like, a... He's, like, like a, a stoner that, like, stu- like is, like, an, a sleeper spy, I yeah, guess that's and what like, you'd say. something, like, happens in his eyes or something, and, it like, tur- they turn him on, and... I don't know, it's got Kristen Stewart in it and Topher Grace, and it's like one of those movies that I know nothing about, so that's why I want to watch it. So, Topher. Yeah. Topher. I've seen the trailer on almost every movie I've fucking seen in the last, like, mm-hmm. five weeks, though. Yeah. So, yay. All right, how was everybody's fucking week and shit? Yeah, it's a week. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I'm alive. Can <laughs> you sleep on no, I, if, 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 if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Okay. Wow, you guys are fucking excited. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, no shit. I might be, I might be a little news. pissy this week. I'm just telling you. Nobody, just giving you a fair warning. Nobody wants to hear about my bad news. You don't want me to come down here and bring everybody down with my shit? That's true. Anyway, uh, I went to fucking Ruby Tuesdays last night. Oh, I saw a little bit of that on the Facebook. So check it out, dude. I'm fucking like, I'm not even <laughs> eating yet. You know, we're kind of like sitting out in the lobby area. And it's like just me and some people from work. And all of a sudden, like, dude, fucking out of nowhere, fucking cop starts yelling at this guy, get down on the ground, get down on the ground. And he's like, put your hands above your head and shit. And he pulls, the cop pulls out his fucking gun. Holy Jesus. shit. And all I hear from the guy next to me is like, he's got a gun. And I'm thinking it was the guy that they're putting down on the ground's got a gun. Yeah. So I fucking make a beeline outside of the fucking restaurant. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's got a gun. There could be gunfire. No, he didn't have a gun. Well, apparently, like, this guy, I don't know, the cops had been pursuing him for quite some time, and he, like, he went into uh, Ruby Tuesdays to get away from him. Okay. And so 
as he's out, dude. So I'm outside now, and they they apprehend him. They put him in the cuffs and shit. Yeah. And I wish I would have been recording here. They fucking open the door with his fucking face. Oh, jeez. What? Yeah. Like the cop car door. No, they oh, the door opened to the Ruby door Tuesday. to Ruby Tuesdays. The one that says welcome on it? Yeah. Yeah, that one. Oh, they opened the fucking door with his face like a battering ram. Did you hear a big dunk? Yeah, then I heard him say to everybody, did you see that? Uh, well, at first I heard, ow. Yeah. Then I heard, did you see that? And like he's like, every every time the cops would like do something... Like over aggressive, like he was asking people if they saw it and shit. Now, like they were really aggressive, though. Did after? I mean, sure, he resisted by going to Ruby Tuesdays in the first place. But I mean, like once they got him there, was did they he, have like, a great? He, it's not his fault. They have a great salad bar. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's my last meal, man. It's he so couldn't quick. help himself. Sometimes you can switch out two of your sides on your entree and yeah. get the salad bar if you want to, Frank. I don't. I don't think that's resisting <laughs> arrest. I just. I think that's just a frugal fucking, you know, restaurateur. <laughs> Restaurant frequenter. I mean, I mean, I don't want to get into a political thing where, Let's you know, not. resisting arrest yeah, and all that. Not. But, I mean, what, from you saw, did they need to do that to him? No, probably not. Uh, I think they were just having fun. in this place. Yeah. The world's fucked up. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Because, okay, yeah. okay. The, the thing is, okay, when you're watching Cops, the TV show, uh-huh. they don't do that. No, oh, no, they know the cameras. They on know him. the cameras on. Right. Them. But when they are in an environment like that, and they know that the camera's not on them, right. they'll do a little bit more. And so that's why they open the goddamn door with his fucking face. Right. Uh, not to overshare, but there was a uh, period of time in my life where I was not such a great guy, and I. Uh, yeah. I well, yeah. that is. That was last. Year. <laughs> last, last, no. year's, last year's San Diego Comic Con no, no, episode. No, no, no. no, I mean I'm talking like like getting in serious trouble and shit. And I I, I spent a little bit time in Tazewell County Jail, and uh, there was a dude in there. Like it was nighttime, and they had, for whatever reason he was talking, and the guard didn't want him to be talking and shit. Uh huh. And the guard came in, and the guy wasn't doing anything. He was laying in his bunk. And the the guard, who was probably about six foot four, probably weighed like two fifty, two seventy five on muscle, reached up, grabbed him, pulled him off the top bunk, his face bounced off the fucking pole on the way down. Right. And he drug him out of the room. The guy was screaming the whole time. All I did is like, I'm just staying the fuck here. I ain't saying one fucking word. But I mean, it's fucked up to see that shit. It does happen. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many people that are in denial that that stuff goes on, but it does. I remember like the first night that I was in prison, like me and a bunch of guys were like talking like, you know, who's going to be the first one that cries and shit. And then there was like, you know, oh shit, that's Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> I'm sorry. That wasn't me at all. That was a fucking movie. <laughs> I've seen it just so many times, it's just become a part of my life. Yeah, I remember when I was in prison and when I left, we had this big ritual where I got into a fight with the big guy there. (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did a funny Latino guy pick you up? Yes, yes. Did he happen to mention that he knocked the guy out? Yeah, I didn't really believe him, but he said he did. (laughs) I took his word for it. Was he in the system? In the system? In the system? Ah oh, man. <laughs> I told him to back it up, back it up, man. Back, back it up. <laughs> I was like, yeah, dog, for sure. All right, uh, so uh, Jay's not here to give us his Hunger Games uh, favorites. And uh, Frank, you don't have, do you have any people yet? See, I, I missed I'm, last week and I, okay. I didn't get a chance to listen to that, it. Well, yeah, yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> when will that chance happen when you're back in prison? 
More than likely. No, see, you're not allowed to have anything like that, any personal devices, so I'll be fucked. I'll smuggle it in in a cupcake or something. I'll stick it in my ass and pull my earbuds out of it. I'm switching this Hunger Games thing up a little bit. Nice. Let's hear what you got. See, the thing is, okay, for me, it's like, you know, I said, oh, these are my favorite listeners, but I didn't have anybody volunteer as tributes for me. Yes. And I see that, you know, you are having tributes volunteer for you and shit. Yes, yes. So, you know what? I love you, Ernesto. I love you, True Breezy. And you still may get picked. But I'm gonna I'm gonna listen from I'm gonna listen to people that want to fucking like you know fight for me. Oh, you're giving them the Finn treatment then? They're too scrawny. No, that's not what I'm saying. That's not, I want to make this I want to make this fun for me. It's not fun for me if people yeah. aren't fucking you know trying to fight for. They're not trying to be my tribute. Basically, it's like uh, you know like in the Hunger Games and shit. Like Katniss, like it was her little sister that fucking got picked. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and that fucking whatever the fuck. Well, that's what I did to fucking Ernesto and Trubizi. They didn't even say that they wanted to fight in the Hunger Games. I feel like Ernesto and Trubizi both would have. Well, they got to come for forward, it. and they got to give me their attributes now. Okay. They okay. got to fight for it just like anybody else. So is this kind of like that game we played back when we recorded in your basement where, like, you pick a listener, and then, you know, they, they got to fight to the death to see who wins? Like, listener super fight. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. But we ain't doing that this week. I wouldn't say who I have. No, this is, no, this is, well, I mean, uh, people are going to have to, people are going to have to say, you know, I want to, I want to be Frank's tribute or whatever the fuck, and then they're going to have to give their attributes, and then you get to pick them. Well, you know, the way to my heart is through alcohol, so... We know. <laughs> so are we leading up to the final battle when uh, Mockingjay 2 comes out? No. Because oh, we're, we're all about cross-promotion here at Pop Culture yeah. Leftovers. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we've got a deal worked out with the studio. Shit. We've been working with this. No, it just this is for us. It's for fun. Yeah. Showrunner. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence herself is going to announce our picks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the kid, that, that PETA, he's going to be here too. Dude, I was fucking pissed off about that. I never read the fucking books, right? Okay. And I was watching that new fucking show on uh, Sci Fi Channel. Is it Sci Fi? Geeks Who Drink. Yeah. It's stupid. They spoiled Hunger Games for you? They spoiled, like, they, they spoiled, like, the end of the whole fucking series for me in so many ways. Oh, that's lame. Don't do that for me. I'm not going to. I'm not saying shit. I actually fucking tweeted back to him, and I said, thanks for spoiling the Hunger Games for the non-readers. Yeah, which is most of America. God, it pissed me off. (laughs) I couldn't believe they asked this fucking question. Yeah. Assholes. And it's a stupid fucking show anyway. The geeks who drink? Yeah, it's stupid. I don't think any of them are drinking alcohol. None of them act drunk, and they're, like, drinking the entire game. The commercial looks stupid. It is stupid. It's just it's a a trivia game where they drink like fucking colored water, basically. In my opinion, they're just drinking. They're not fucking drinking scotch and whiskey and beer and. So, like, if you're really interested in something like that, would not a better alternative be to watch Drunk History, where those motherfuckers are actually fucking? I've never seen Drunk History. It's amazing. I'm sure it's a lot better than this. Funny as hell. Yeah, sci-fi needs to stay away from like the game shows and like even like the whole like the soup format where they did like it was the Will Wheaton show where he yeah. would do it. it was like the soup but for geeks. Oh yeah, and it was it was it was awful. Seen Reactor? No, they I say they're doing that again. I don't need to see it. Uh uh-uh. uh I know that like with- leave it to the soup, man. I, I one show that I do like that's coming on after the soup now is the comment section, and I think that's actually a really good show. It who, comes on after the soup. Who's on that? I don't know who the fucking host is to be honest with you. Okay, he's got he. I don't know. He's funny though. It's called the comment section. So what they'll do is they'll talk about a certain topic that's going on in you know pop culture with actors and shit like that. And what they'll do is they'll fucking have a comment section from like. um 
the you know what people are saying about the article. Okay. So like the article will be like on the Huffington Post, and then he'll read different comments that people are saying underneath it that are funny. Oh, nice. That's good. That's good. Yeah. That's good I'm stuff. that guy. Like yeah. a lot of times, I just go straight to the comments. Right. Yeah. It's it's great. Like he did, like the first episode. Like it was the week when Lenny Kravitz's dick popped out of his pants. <laughs> oh, good lord. That's and, a thing that happened. Oh yeah. You didn't hear about that? No. I'm yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lenny Kravitz is like, I want to get away. I want to fly away. And, and his apparently, dick got away. His, his dick, <laughs> you, 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 that's where I was going. <laughs> his dick flew away and it flew out of his fucking pants. He like he like he did one of these. Like he squatted down yeah. and when he squatted down, it ripped his pants. They were leather and his dick came out. I, yeah. I mean, I've seen the kind of pants he wears. This is not not a shocker. Kind My of biggest question is though, like leather pants with no underwear. Like, how would that not fucking chafe you to high holy hell? I don't know. Maybe he like like I don't know. Maybe he puts like butter on or something. I don't know, Frank. Maybe he's like slathering himself in some sort of like. What is that the first thing I'm thinking? I mean, at least I'm not glaring at his manhood and being all like, ooh, but like, seriously, like, leather chafes. Leather's rough. There's some Hunger Games promotion for you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mocking Jimmy. I can just imagine all the book readers who are like, why is Lenny Kravitz playing that guitar? (laughs) Yeah, actually, uh, my wife didn't realize that uh, he played Senna. On Hunger Games, mm-hmm. we watched uh, the first part of uh, we were watching the first part of Mockingjay mm-hmm. recently, and I had to explain that to her. She's like, "Really? That's Lenny Kravitz?" I'm like, "Yeah." So it that was, a, that was an interesting like story. Yeah, sure was. That was really interesting, Frank. I know it was amazing, right? It's not like he's heavily made up. No, huh? She just didn't realize it. Uh. Didn't sink in. Yeah. Glad you shared that story. That was I know, fucking right? riveting. It's so good to get that like, off my wh- chest. Yeah, where was this story going? <laughs> my heart was racing. I've been waiting to tell you for weeks. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I ended like your whole story with like in my head with a whoopty shit. <laughs> I think I was a ditto. Do, but you know, I'll take the whoopty shit. Yeah, that's all you're gonna get. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, yeah, I guess my iTunes fucking uh, bumper was such a huge fucking hit that people didn't want to hear it again, so we got no fucking iTunes reviews this oh, week. that's what? a telltale sign. Just want to say, fuck you, Army. <laughs> play it anyway, and then we'll just move on to the next segment. I am, oh, no, I'm not going <laughs> to play it, motherfuckers. Anyway, so, yeah, uh, if you want to be uh, tributes for our Hunger Games and shit, just, like, send us... No, don't send us goddamn emails. No. Tweets. No, tweet us. Tweets or Facebook posts. Yeah, tweets yeah. or Facebook posts. These fucking emails. My God. I'd rather see Lenny Kravitz's dick again <laughs> fucking read any more of these goddamn emails. Speaking of emails, is that what we're going to move on to next? Let's ask Dave. Let's do it. <laughs> Don't encourage this shit. <laughs> it was sarcasm. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Yeah, which email bumper am I going to go with this week? It's late, not the sleepy time one. <laughs> Damn, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, we can't do that one. Well, let's do this one. Mail, motherfucker. Oh, that's the Mail. old one. Oh, the classic, the original winner. <laughs> that's the original. Mail, motherfucker. Hmm? Fuck it, that's our, yeah, there it is. There you go, mail, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, uh, first email. Actually, these are Hunger Games emails that I'm going to read. Oh, I love it. This first one comes from William Hall. And he says, hello, leftovers, dot, 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 and Frank, dot, 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 and Dave. My name is Will, and I have been, you know what, I miss Jay. Yeah. It's not the same. I agree, I agree. I miss the laugh, and I think the listeners are going to, too. I I never. It's not the fucking same. 
I never even noticed the laugh being an issue until all the listeners started saying anything, and I still don't even notice it being an issue. I miss it. Yeah. Listeners can go fuck themselves. I can't see how you take issue with Jay's laugh and not mine. I cackle like a fucking baboon that just got it. You always got to gotta turn it around on you, don't you, you self-absorbed fuck? <laughs> By saying uh, that mine is way worse than his? I'm just being a dick, Frank. Oh, okay. Get over it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you should know by now. What are, these, what are these listeners' problem? My laugh is way more obnoxious than Jay's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah let's, we should have a hashtag battle between oh, the, the two laughs. A laugh off between laugh. Jay and Jay. <laughs> hashtag Frank laugh, hashtag Jay laugh. Jesus. All right. My name is Will, and I've been a listener since episode one, and almost went crazy while you were on hiatus. Uh, I just wanted to drop a line and say, thanks for all the hours of entertainment. I found the show. I, I found the show, like many of your listeners, it seems while my wife and I were going through a rough patch. She had just lost her sight, and you guys helped to bring her out of the depression she was in. I would like to be Jake's champion for the PCL Hunger Games. Dude, I can't glaze over that. What wow, I just his read. wife lost his lost her sight. Yes, yeah. yeah. And we brought nice. her out of her funk from that. That's fucking hardcore. Yeah, that's crazy. Holy crap! Wow, that's that is nuts. Yeah. Oh wow. I mean, I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah, I'm, I'm speechless. I lost my speech. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I wonder. I mean, I wonder how it would occur. What? What are you talking about? How? What would? How occur? she would lose her sight. No, I'm 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 more amazed the fact that we brought her out of her depression. Oh, <laughs> right, I guess. Yeah. I'm surprised she's not like Christ. I wish I could go deaf too. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Can we trade? She's just thankful she doesn't have to look at any of us. Any of us. Well, good thing it's not a visual medium. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, that that makes me feel awesome that that we helped. Yeah, yeah. It makes me feel great too. Yeah. Um, I would like to be Jake's champion for the PCL Hunger Games. Well, what's I am, you got? Let's hear some stats. Here's some stats. Uh, did you see Dan West doing the fucking cards and shit? That no, was fucking that's amazing. That's the greatest thing ever. Isn't that badass? It is. I love it. I am six foot seven, two hundred and twenty-five pounds. I have a background in judo and catch wrestling, and prior military experience. What is catch wrestling? I don't know. I guess that's like when you throw each other at each. You throw people at each other. Okay, I'll have to Google that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm gonna here. I'm gonna throw your first opponent at you and you <laughs> catch him, and then you start wrestling. Is that? <laughs> I'm gonna go with it. I like, I like this guy, Jake. Wrestling always a plus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here we go, uh, Dave. I have a question that might get you fucked up. If you could pick one old school tag team. As your favorite, then who would it be? Oh Jesus, we got a here's, here's a ten minutes of my life gone. <laughs> he said one. He said mine would be no. It's going to take him ten minutes. He's going to fucking name every fucking tag team group ever. <laughs> Make a bracket, have an elimination yeah. bracket to see who the one is. He's going to milk this. Mine would be the Midnight Express, Bobby Eaton, Stan Lane, managed by Jim Cornette. Uh, Jay, it's good to hear you back, man. Brian, keep up the great work. Jake, I'm a lean, mean killing machine. Frank, just keep, <laughs> Frank, just keep being Frank. That's what you're good at. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give Dave the floor here to answer this question. And uh, I'm going to use it. I'm going to, yeah, just drink here. <laughs> the Road Warriors, without a doubt. Legion of Doom. The LOD? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Rockers. 
Nice. Yeah. It is nice. Marty Janetti from Michaels. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Heart Foundation. Oh, there you nice. go. Jim the Anvil Knight and Brett the Hitman Heart. Our right. Canadian listeners are happy. Yeah. I will say as a close second, though, I'd have to go with the Hardy Boys. They started doing a bunch of really high-flying acrobatics. They don't, they're not old school, though. That was back in the 90s. Depends on who you're talking to about what old school is anymore. It's 20 years ago, dude. It's it's not old, old school, though. That, yeah. That's like Attitude yeah. Era. I going to say, fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> fuck me? No, him. Oh, yeah. Say the Hardy boys. boys are old. Yeah. What does, that, what does that fucking make me, man? When, when Sweet Child of Mine comes on fucking classic rock radio in the 90s is old. Yeah. I hear what you're saying, but I, yeah, Hardy no, Boys. His, his yeah. answer, Midnight Express, now that's fucking old school right there. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Legion of Dune's still my first choice, but I'm just giving props to the Hardy Boys because of the high-flying shit that they did. I love Jim Cornette. Oh, man, he, he was one of the greatest. I love all those old-school manager-type characters like Mr. Fuji and Jim oh. Cornette. And Bobby Slick. Heenan's still the king, though. Oh, man. Bobby Heenan. Oh, yeah. He Mouth could, of the South. He could make anybody look good. Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart's great, too. All right. Thanks for the re- the wrestling question, Will. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, thanks a lot, Will. <laughs> it's not lap. like we're already that's, in a hot environment, sweating. Yeah, that's close it's appropriate. <laughs> that's Will's Let's last email. Let's do some email. catch wrestling while no. we're at it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to throw Frank at you, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just another Sunday night. Yeah. Don't hurt your back. <laughs> Trust me, don't do that. All right, this next Hunger Games email makes me puke a little bit. No, oh, It's from Richard Kreider, and it's titled White Knight for Domesticated Dave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave has a tribute. Nice. <sighs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, it says, I want to represent Domesticated Dave for the Hunger Games. I know I can kick ass. I know I can kick ass for the White Knight. My wife loves the Hunger Games, so I gotta play. Are you ready? I have served in the U.S. Navy for 16 years and the Army National Guard for four years. In that time, I have gotten some really kick-ass training. I have been through two boot camps, Navy and Army. The Army won at 46 years old. I feel that gives me some cred. I love strong female characters like Ripley, Rada Michelle as Fry in Chronicles of Riddick, Michelle Rodriguez in Battle Los Angeles, and Gina Davis in Cutthroat Island, Franca Patente in Run Lola Run, Katie Sackhoff as Starbuck in Galactica. Enough said about strong female characters. I could go on forever. So I feel I can defend the White Knight with my military training and age experience of 50 years. Let's get it on. Yeah, brother, bring it. Love you, Brian. Richard Kreider. Oh, You're in, Rich. That's awesome. I got I got my team, boys. Chelsea and Rich. I want to talk about that email a little bit. That guy, like, picked the worst movie examples for every one of the Battlefield actors. Los Angeles? Yeah. Cutthroat Island? That, Cutthroat movie, Island? that movie ended a fucking studio. <laughs> So I mean, it save was a, a lo- it was save- a mic drop for the studio. Yeah, save a long kiss goodnight for Gina Davis. <laughs> say something fucking good. Well, and then fucking Battle Los Angeles was horrible. I forgot that movie even fucking existed. I, I, I can't believe I got through the entire thing. Oh, Jesus Christ. Those- I can't believe I got through this entire goddamn email on the flip side. <laughs> Those examples were terrible. I know. Oh, man. Lost all respect for you, Richard. Golly. And it started with... He'll White knight for domesticated days. He'll respect you when you're ripping Ernesto's arms <laughs> off, man. Don't sweat it. I already said that I don't know who my tributes are going to be, Dave. Well, we'll see. He's still your favorite. 
Whatever. I need to get some fucking volunteers over here. I'm going to be fucking fighting my own battle. I'm going to be like Tyrion fucking Lannister going, I need a champion! Hey, but he got Bronn, man. Like, there's some gamer dudes out there typing that email right now. Bronn said, fuck you, I'm out. I ain't fighting that big monster. <laughs> well, not 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 initially he didn't. Well, yeah, because while there was people he knew he could beat, he was You know in. what, I'm not going to pick anybody. I don't want anybody to have to interact with Richard Kreider. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Richard Kreider's dog meat, right? He's yeah. going to get torn out. No, he's got that old man strength. I don't dude. want anybody out in the jungle to even have to, like, encounter him now. Like, so, like... I don't want anybody fighting for me. I choose no one. At six foot seven, I ain't saying Jack. Stay, shit you know what? Seriously, dude. I want my listeners to just stay on their stay at home on their couch. You yeah. know what? Anybody who would be wanting to be my tribute anyway, they're just not going to email because they're already drunk. So that's hopefully, my Richard problem. Kreider's narcoleptic like Dave and just falls, <laughs> falls asleep and gets torn to pieces. <laughs> what movie was that where the chick was narcoleptic? Yeah, dude, I was just walking him? along, dude, and there's this guy sleeping against a tree and I slit his throat. <laughs> oh shit! I, I just win. yeah, you hear Richard Kreider's fucking cannon go off and his face up in the fucking trees and shit. There's my fifty fucking years <laughs> oh my God. I hope it's Ernesto slitting that throat anyway moving on Janine Dowling sends us an email hello leftovers hi Dave hi Frank hello hi Janine <laughs> I found your podcast about two months ago and I'm playing catch up on older episodes in between new episodes I have a little bone to pick with Dave oh yeah you guys <laughs> You guys read my iTunes review on episode 95, and De- Dave kept calling me him. I'm an empowered female. <laughs> oh. But honestly, I love listening to you guys. I was told from a young age that comics were not for girls and discouraged from watching sci-fi and fantasy. A friend in high school shared her Marvel comics with me, and I fell in love. You guys are so knowledgeable, and I'm always learning something from you. And the fact that you include female listeners makes me feel included, too. I'm really glad Jay and Jake are back. I enjoyed the relationship and banter in the early episodes, and I'm glad it's back. It's the PCL podcast I fell in love with. Brian, on a personal note, your honesty with your struggles with depression and attempted suicide made me feel not so alone. After a sexual assault, I tried to kill myself. I took a bunch of pills, but I was found before it was too late. After the scare, I gave my mother... Uh, my poor mother, I know that I don't want to die anymore. I want to fight. I want to live. I honestly love you all, and I'm proud to consider myself a part of the Leftover Army. Please keep the episodes coming. Thank you, Janine. Oh, what a great email. Yeah. Janine, my humblest apologies. You're a lady, and I will give you the respect as such. Uh, everybody, I've rededicated my sleeping schedule to not be so fucking out of it when I'm recording. That was touching. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was actually more moved by, by by your little speech than I was Janine's entire email. No way, man! That was that was heartfelt, dude. I thought it was an amazing email. I, I was um. Oh, sorry, Frank. I was just gonna. God, say. I miss Jay. I miss Jay. I miss those fucking giggles. There's like this fucking like <laughs> awkward fucking silence with you guys sometimes. sometimes. It drives me crazy. Well, yeah. We were speaking over each other right nights. there. Um, I, a lot of people like debate like what constitutes strength. And you know, courage and shit. Uh-huh. Coming back from that—that's that's strength and courage. So yeah. it, it's it's awesome that you came back away from that, Janine. It's cool. Good yeah. job. You rock. I like that Janine brought up um, how she was told that comics were for boys and everything, and put down for that. Mm-hmm. Um, that. 
that reminds me of this week the big story about Target not having gender specific toy aisles anymore. Yeah, right. And I, I applaud Target for that. I think that's great. Well, it's finally it's good that they finally did something right. Yeah. Did you hear about the Target employee who was trolling people? Yes, yes. That's been all over the internet. People were emailing in uh, Facebook to the Facebook page saying, I'm not going to shop there. And this guy was getting on there saying, good, you're ridiculous anyway. And a bunch of shit. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty it, it's funny. Good stuff. Well, you see it all the time in like the ads for like different, uh, you know, like Toys R Us. And maybe not Toys R Us, but just different ads for toys and mm-hmm. stuff like that where it's like they show the boys and the boys are like, you know, playing with uh, the superhero to- dolls. And yeah. you flip it over to the next page and it's all pink and it's got all the Barbie collection and it's all the little girls playing with it, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think people would fucking flip the fuck out if they like opened a page and they saw little girls and boys playing with fucking Iron Man and Captain America and then flip the next page over and it wasn't so gender specific with the colors. Yeah. And it was boys and girls playing with Ken and Barbie dolls. Yeah. I think it would be like, whoa, what the fuck? And that shit's insidious too because uh, I recently was given shit because I had my daughter in Star Wars pajamas. Mm-hmm. And it was a family member that was like, why are you doing that to her? I'm like, because it's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the well, as long awesome. as she likes Star Wars, and it's not just you forcing Star Wars oh, pajamas right. on her. <laughs> <laughs> not quite two years old. It's not like Frank was, pl- Frank was wearing Slave Leia costume, <laughs> so he was playing still alone. <laughs> it may not fit me as good as it did twenty years ago, but I still try. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, just a quick little thing. Like if I chase her around, going raw, she's not the type to mm-hmm. run away, going scream and go. She right. turns around and goes, rawr, right back. So I think she's going to be the type that's going to be into that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's bullshit. Kids can do whatever the fuck they want. Don't mm-hmm. tell them what they got to do. Yeah. yeah. This is for boys and this is for girls. Bullshit. This is for mm. humans. <laughs> mm. well, this is for cool people, assholes. <laughs> Janine, I'm glad that I'm glad that my, uh, I don't know, my little thing spoke to you and you could come out about that and glad you're still with us. So yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Cool. Uh, Brooke Smith sends us an email. She says, Dear Brian, Jake, Jay, and others too, <laughs> I have been uh, I have been a week behind for a couple months and have gotten through three-fourths of Frankie Muniz. <laughs> that was the name of an episode. I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. She's not actually ta- – uh, that, that That sounds really dirty, doesn't it, Frank? <laughs> yeah. I've, got, of the way I've gotten through three-fourths of Frankie Muniz. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't finish him off. I had to stuff the rest in a freezer for later. It either sounds sexual or it sounds like she's a cannibal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or a combination yeah, of both. I was going to say both. But, I mean, I've seen it can be, like, it can, it can be like a fucking like, uh, praying mantis type thing. And right. then she's hungry. He needs a snack afterwards. Oh, God. He eats his head. Yeah. <laughs> But I've seen them. I don't think there's any getting way three quarters of the way through them sexually. I mean, it's probably like a fucking uh, hand soap dispenser. And when you get your hands anywhere near it, it goes right off. <laughs> what the hell? I was daydreaming about missing Jay there myself. <laughs> <laughs> so she says, "Yeah, I have been a week week behind. <laughs> I have been a week behind for a couple months, and have gotten through three fourths of Frankie Muniz." I quit my... Frank's giggling. He likes it. It's funnier the second time around, isn't it, Frank? I quit my office job where I listened to the podcast as soon as it came out to working part-time at a restaurant while going back to school. Well, congratulations on going back to school. Yeah, follow them dreams. Mm -hmm. I've started volunteering to wash dishes so I can get in at least PCL in a week. 
Today, while washing dishes, I expected to laugh, but I never expected to cry. Brian, thank you for sharing your story of attempted suicide. Oh, God. I I knew I shouldn't have opened up about it. (laughs) Look at all these damn emails you got because you talked about it. It's true. (laughs) It sounds weird even typing that, but I know there is someone out there listening who really needed to know that they are not alone. I had a time as a teen where I attempted to take my own life, and your story really hit home for me. Um, turning me into a crying mess while washing dishes. Uh, this sharing of your lives as well as your likes and dislikes in such an honest manner is what endears you to all of us. Many members of the Army have said it before, but it bears repeating. You are all like our friends, and that makes the experience special. We all share our lives in a way none of us would have thought 10 years ago. Now that I'm done stroking your big egos... I want to know where the hell you see trailers for movies. I felt like I saw the entirety of Southpaw in the previews. Also, the only trailer I saw for Genesis spoiled the helicopter and bus scenes, but nothing else for me. I have to work early, so I'll go now. Keep up the mediocre, pronounced awesome work, giving the Army something to look forward to and buddies to argue slash agree with, Brooke Smith. So she wants to know where we see our trailers. Yeah, usually either YouTube or um, before the movie or um, I have the trailers app on my phone. That's really good about all the newest trailers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You guys got any other outlets for trailers? Yeah, I use like different like media outlets. I actually use Slash Film and mm-hmm. Cinema Blend and Collider and a lot of those bigger ones. And, um, you know, I check out their page and like they'll, they'll be like, oh, yeah, here's, a, here's the new Terminator Genesis trailer Mm-mm. that came out. You know, because like a, she's right. Like a lot of those trailers just had to do with like the bus and the helicopter and all that flippity shit and whatever. But then finally when they, they panicked, they hit the panic button and they're like, let's, let's give it all away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fucking, yeah. Jason Clark is the fucking uh, T. One thousand, the T. What was he? T three thousand. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. No, see no, 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 no. Yeah, he was the T three thousand. The next yeah. one's gonna be five thousand to the nth degree or something. I don't think there will be a next one. I, <laughs> God willing. Oh fuck! You know what would be the worst thing if they were if you did to reboot yeah, the motherfucker? The if they tried to what? Reboot the motherfucker. Don't ever do that. Leave it alone. Just let it be what it is. Well, now. in two thousand nineteen, it goes back to James Cameron, who's not going to do anything with it. So yeah. don't worry about it. Okay. Yeah, he'll say he's going to make three of them, but never will. No, we're getting three fucking avatars. I'm pretending we aren't. We're getting three. They filmed back to back to back. Uh, they haven't done that yet, have they? That's amazing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't think they've started any like principal shooting for that yet, right? I don't know. Yeah. Jake. So proud of you right now, Jake. I thought I was the only one who felt that way. <laughs> I'm also wondering if tears are good at getting out grease stains when you're doing the dishes. Is that is that handy? There's a lot of saline. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't think that that would be wanting to be somebody's plan. Like, i got to do the dishes. It does. I, I run a restaurant, and, uh, the, the tears, and the tears <laughs> work very, very well. <laughs> All right. Next email comes from Steve Hoff, and it's titled, Down with Dave. What? <laughs> Brian's favorite email already. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> hey, PCL. My name is Steve Hoff, and I've been listening to your podcast since episode 48, and I love it. Jake is fucking awesome as is Jay Brian great job fucker but you need to smoke a bowl before you make Dave cry oh fuck jeez and Dave yeah I don't yeah (laughs) and Dave I really don't know what to say except stop acting like a cunt 
Really, musicals only empowered women? You are uncomfortable saying which fake character you want to give an orgasm to? What the fuck? I'd be careful, Frank. Don't get drunk and pass out, or you may wake up with Dave blowing you. I love your comic <laughs> reviews, Dave, but please grow a pair. Anyway, just busting your balls, and I love listening to all of you. I love how it goes from, like, you're the worst fucking person yeah, ever, right. oh, just sucking everybody's fuck. dick. Ah, just fucking with you. <laughs> right, no shit. I've never hooked you before. He fits right in, actually. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> wow. I'm a little blown away by that one. Although I will say I am drinking water. So is Frank. Water, so I- <laughs> <laughs> I'll set him up. You knock him down. I had no idea I needed to wear my Everlast chastity belt when I came out here today. Yeah. <laughs> he says, uh, I wish I had friends like all of you to have a few beers and talk about movies, comics, TV, and games, but all my friends are construction worker fucktards. I really appreciate what... Yeah, I know. He's just a <laughs> wordsmith, isn't he? Just fucking... He's, he's the next Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. <laughs> I really appreciate what you guys do every week. It's been a hard year and a half going through a divorce, not getting to see my kids every day and running a business. I struggle with depression. It's nice to hear that I'm not the only one who has gone through it. Your podcasts get me through the day and bring a smile to my face when I'm dealing with everyday BS. Thanks for all the hours of enjoyment. That was from Steve Hoff. That was a... Uh, I love these fucking emails every week. They're just wonderful. It helps that perspective, though. He's talking about divorce and having kids. I understand the bitterness. I I, I get it. Hey, Steve, it sounds like you and me have way more in common than you'd like to admit. So don't. Steve doesn't want to blow Frank. (laughs) (laughs) They both want to blow me? Yeah. Wow. Great. It all goes back to that goddamn blowjob, doesn't it, John? (laughs) Hey, I mean, if I. Never mind. Never mind. I can't even say that shit. Jesus Christ. Wow. I'm really fucking twisted today. Oh, thanks for the email, Steve. It's okay. If you want to call me a C-word, call me a C-word. It's still nice to hear from you, buddy. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> thanks Fuck. for calling me a cunt, brother. No, the right answer is I'm a, I got a... Dave just said it. I heard him. The right answer is you got a cunt with a nine-inch clit. I have no response to that. <laughs> Most people wouldn't. <laughs> Most people wouldn't have said the first part, so... Yeah. <laughs> All right, next email, because they don't stop, comes from (laughs) Joe Martin. It's titled, Losing My Email Virginity. Oh, I bet you're thankful for that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Hey, PCL, it's Joe Martin here, and I've been a listener for about a year now since your Guardians of the Galaxy podcast, and it's been my favorite show ever since. Up until this fucking episode. <laughs> Does it really say that? No. <laughs> That's just me. I was like, hope it's me. Hope it's me. No. He's you, watching us right can now. You, can, you not, can you not tell I don't need that fucking week off? <laughs> yes, you need bit. that week off. I need that fucking week off. Jay was way ahead of you. Uh, he's like, right. <laughs> it took me a whole year. I know. I just wish Jay could be here. It took me a whole year to finally throw down a tarp with some baby oil and get busy with the email segment, but here I am. You missed it, Frank. Last week I talked about my sex tarp. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. There's oil wrestling. It happened. It All happened. Right. Okay. It was a thing. Okay. He yeah. had to talk about it when you weren't here, so it didn't like derail the entire episode. Oh yeah, that absolutely <laughs> would have happened. We can talk about it off air, Frank. All right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe that's catch wrestling. Frank sounded scared. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what you can fucking walk into. <laughs> a sex tarp. I. <laughs> <laughs> I did, did that did, was that trending on fucking Twitter? Hashtag sex tarp. Yeah. It was all over the place. All over the place. People were talking about sex tarp. I saw it on at midnight. Yeah. At midnight. <laughs> Chris Hardwick was like, yeah, at sex tarp. Yeah. 
I have no real reason to write this except to say how much I love the podcast and that I plan on being a much more active member of the Army going forward. I thoroughly enjoy each and every episode of Pop Culture Leftovers, but I find it hard not to find other things to do during Dave's comic book corner, like scratch my balls or blow my nose. <laughs> Anyways, keep it up, you motherfuckers. I guess I'll leave you with this question. Would you rather watch a Josh Trank-directed Star Wars movie or have Jar Jar Binks return in Episode 8 as a main character with just as much screen time as the love scenes on Naboo did in Episode 2? P.S. Funko Pops can fucko off. <laughs> so the question is, would you rather watch a Josh Trank-directed Star Wars movie or have Jar Jar Binks return in Episode 8 with a bunch of fucking screen time? Josh Pop. Trank. I want the best of both worlds. I want Josh Trank directing a Jar Jar Star Wars oh, movie. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Assuming that none of the above is not a correct answer, I'd have to go with the Jar Jar movie. As long as he dies at the end. That'd you want to cool. see a... Oh, my God. A Jar Dude, Jar Jar. you're fucked either way. No, I mean, at least with the Josh Trank fucking directed Star Wars movie, it would just be one of these fucking one-shot movies, and we could just... You know what I mean? But mm. now you're fucking like... You're just fucking all over the flagship... The, the Star Wars saga. Yeah. It's episode eight. That's their flagship fucking movie. You know, that's part of the fucking saga series. It makes me want to throw up my guts thinking about either one, though. I saw a leak of all the uh, figures, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and they so have I, a uh, Force Awakens Jar Jar figure. Oh, God. It exists. Oh, oh God. Is it a fucking skull out in the desert? That it, would it be is great. Not. It is that not. That would be great. It is not. I swear. I fucking swear. I got super. I got movie. super excited when I saw it. I yeah, was like, "Yes, dude, I want to slap you right now, so fucking hard." I fucking hate gonna, everything you just said. I'm gonna like throw up in my mouth or something if, like, the first time you get aboard the Millennium Falcon, his dipshit ass is just walking around <laughs> through here. Oh, what's this a doing? Misa back, Chewie. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to see. I want to see either. I want to see either Chewie ripping his fucking arms off, or I want to see like the Millennium Falcon when it takes off, Leave like the behind. fucking like the the afterburn behind just fucking melts him or something. Where's <laughs> <laughs> for me, guys? Where's he going? Misa right here. <laughs> All right. Next email comes from Shell. She says, hey, leftovers. Oh, uh, she says I don't have to read this on the podcast. So, you know what? I, it might save time, but, you know, I'm going to read it since uh -oh. I started it. All right. She says, hey, leftovers. Dave, long pause for Dave to blow his nose or perform some other bodily function. What the serious fuck? <laughs> You're telling us. Blowing your nose during my iTunes review? Seriously, dude. Some people. I'm kidding, dude. I wasn't offended, but I got to bust your chops. Brian, dude, I'm worried about you, my friend. I'm going to call you Captain Coronary because whenever you get excited or yelling at Dave, I can almost see the smoke coming out of your ears. Throw a stress ball at Dave whenever he ticks you off. Or hell, throw a bobblehead. What's funny about that, though, you know, is the people who bottle it up, they're the ones with fucking high blood pressure. I bet your shit's low as fuck. You get it out. <laughs> That's true. It's a good point. Moving on real fast. Jay, I love your laugh. Fuck anyone who says it bothers them. Your laugh makes me laugh and puts me in a good mood. I wish Jay was here to read. Fucking hear this shit. Yeah. At least once an episode I get a, God damn it, Jake. Yeah. I miss that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, oh, shit. <laughs> anyway, on to the point. Your mini discussion about PCL Hunger Games reminded me of a quick request I had. I recall Jake saying that he'd seen the Japanese film Battle Royale, and mm -hmm. Brian said he'd never seen it. Can't recall the episode, sadly. Well, there's only been like over a hundred of them, and there's like 
Who knows how many fucking hours of them. Yeah, they all kind of meld together in my brain. I would be interested in hearing the leftovers' thoughts on the movie, whether or not you guys would find it to be a Tupperware-worthy film. Uh, there is, was, not sure whether or not it's still going on, a huge debate as to whether or not Suzanne Collins ripped off Battle Royale. Personally, I, while I was, while I realized Running Man and the, and Lord of the Flies came along before Battle Royale and Hunger Games, I refused to believe that Collins had never heard of Battle Royale when she turned in her manuscript for Hunger Games. The semantics in the Hunger Games in the first book is far too similar to the program in Battle Royale. It's available on both Netflix and iTunes to rent. Uh, lastly, I, I, I don't know, I've never seen it, so I can't really comment. You should! I know I should. So It's good. All right, moving along. <laughs> Lastly, I don't know if any of you guys are fans of Final Fantasy VII, but did you hear that it's going to be remade for PlayStation 4? I was very excited to hear this, as Final Fantasy VII is my all-time favorite video game. You guys are awesome. Thanks for the free laughs. Always shell. Yeah, Final Fantasy VII remake. I'm fucking pumped. Yeah, big time. They keep saying that they're gonna, don't expect it to be like a verbatim remake of the old stuff. And there's several things, if you go back and play that old one, that they, I hope, will keep in it. But some of it's pretty risque, including yeah. the, one of the main characters dressing in drag, going into a brothel and possibly being molested, and uh, stuff like that. I just hope the last order will make sense this time. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. Like, the localization was terrible in that. And graphically, it's one of the ones that hasn't held up. Like, if you look, go back and look at, you know, one through six, even, even if it's not a remake, if it's a straight port of, you know, the, the ROM, it's still pretty. It's still colorful. Seven's the first one where they went to polygons. It's really blocking. It's really hard to look they at. They look now. like Lego people, yeah. I've always thought. Even when it came out, I thought they looked like Lego people, kind of. Mm-hmm. Eight did a lot better job back in the day of having them look more human and be a little bit more put together, but. Yeah, seven seven's going to be big. I'm I'm curious to see. I'm a big fan of that, and also the uh, the movie that came back came out afterward. Advent Children. Oh yeah, I love Advent Children. It was Advent Children. It was a huge apology for that other pile of crap movie that came out before. Oh God, the yeah. Spirits within. Spirits within. <laughs> That'd be the one. I, I saw that one time in the fucking theater. And the, these ladies in front of me talked through the whole motherfucking thing. I can't tell you what that movie was about at all. My glasses broke about two-thirds <laughs> of the way through the movie, and I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that did a lot of damage to Square Enix, and I think that they're still suffering financially from that. They haven't been able to get a good property really off the ground. I think the last one they had that was really good was 10. And then um, 14 is the uh, current MMO they got. They redid that. That's pretty good. I say, Shell, you're absolutely right. As somebody who's seen Battle Royale and read the first Hunger Games, it is a totally derivative knockoff. And uh, I'm excited about that uh, system coming out, too, all because of the remake of Final Fantasy VII. So, awesome email. Sorry about the nose blow. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. Yeah, sure. I thought I'd get mine in. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> You know. I didn't want to feel alone. Yep, I guess we're blowing our nose in the same cunt now. So well, there's also all sorts of blown going show. on. Apparently, if I'm understanding it right, we've but. achieved new heights on pop culture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only <Yeah>. cunts. <laughs> the dive bar podcasting, everyone. <laughs> Next email comes from uh, Broadway Joe. Oh, I just wanted to point out real quick: uh, Final Fantasy VII was the only fucking Final Fantasy game that I owned on both the PC and on uh, PlayStation. Nice. Did you beat it on both? Yeah. I love that game. Good deal. Broadway Joe, what's up, fellas? Been listening to the show since episode 74. Big fan of the show, and you guys are my hood jam. 
Thank you, Broadway Joe. Like you cool. I think, no, I think that, that's the first time we've ever been called somebody's hood jam. Wow. It's yeah. ghetto as fuck. Whoa. Gangster as fuck. Okay, oh, fuck. Yeah, I fucked it up. Get Sorry. the goddamn terminology right. Sorry. It's been over a hundred fucking yeah, episodes. No shit. Broadway Joe's going to go ham on you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for all the hours of entertainment. I wanted to hit you guys up and ask if anyone is into Chicago Fire or Power on Stars. I don't watch either. No, me neither. Nah. Sorry. Dave. Nope. I know those are both dramas and not really part of the geek culture, but I personally love both shows. Frank, if you ever come back full time, I'd love to hear some video game reviews and your thoughts on Batman Arkham Knight. That's kind of interesting. We happen to have a review of that today. Nice. So that works out very well. Yeah. Kismet. Very nice. (laughs) Jay, keep on laughing, brother. You brighten up the show, especially when Darth Bryan shits on Dave. Your laugh lets us know everything is okay, and Brian isn't going to kill Dave. <laughs> this LOL. Way. Seriously, though, I am glad to call myself a member of the Army, and sorry for adding this long-ass email to your list. From, Ju- uh, from Joe Bruno, a.k.a. Broadway Joe. So, that was long. Nice. There's some that, like, take 20 minutes to read. Yeah, there's one coming up later in, Mar- <laughs> in fucking Marvel emails. Yeah, that wasn't Cameron from, Wilson by any means. No, it wasn't wow. Cameron Wilson. Has he sent one in I'd a while? Actually, I, this, I would welcome a Cameron Wilson email over this fucking email any goddamn day. Is this law? I hope it's not about Age of Ultron. It's about Age of Ultron. Oh, God. Oh, Christ. I have an announcement. To, you know, I was going to make it when I, before I read it. Uh, I'm, I'm not... Excuse Are you so fucking sorry. serious, Frank? I'm so sorry. Are you fucking <laughs> serious right now? Belch Ninja! <laughs> Are you fucking serious? <laughs> I'm sorry. You're I'm not sorry. I am sorry. I didn't mean to do it. I it's a fucking two now. weeks in a row. I got him blown his fucking nose like a fucking homeless person, and I got you belching like a goddamn drunk. How what? do homeless people blow their fucking nose? Why is that a stereotype? Left out forever, brother. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't just use his fucking shirt to blow his goddamn nose. Farmer blow all over that. the mic. I, I'm sorry about that. What the fuck I, is I, wrong with you people? <laughs> What the fuck? Are we the, are we, no, seriously, are we the only ones that, like, 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 like oh, you want to hear every noise my body makes right now? <laughs> I've never not known I was going to burp. You'll see when I burp, I'm like this, with my hands over my mouth. And that's because I'm I fucking was, burping and not trying to be a rude-ass fucking savage on the podcast. <laughs> we keep the rude ass savagery to this side of the table. God damn, you get so fucking excited, you can't even control your burps. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus, not the regret. Like, I'm supposed to feel sad. I love you, Frank. <laughs> we all wonder why Brian needs a fucking week off. I do. I need a goddamn week off from this fucking said, Jay's shit. Jay's not here to calm him down. You gotta be careful. He might kill one of us. Oh, dude, like, like when I first started, Jay was gone. I made it 40-plus episodes. And oh, God, and it was like every week was so uncomfortable because, like, everybody thought I was hurting. I was so mean to Frank. Wow. Oh, if we would have just had Jay there to giggle the whole time, it would have been cool. <laughs> <laughs> no one believes my life. I'm just glad you're here, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm just glad you're here, Dave. That way you can share the load. I'm doing my part. Man. Gotcha. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, he's Christ. doing your part and everybody else's part. He's taking on quite the load. <laughs> Load of fucking oh, snot. Never mind. I was hoping Broadway Joe was going to talk about some musicals. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Next email. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, no, seriously, I'm going to make the announcement. I was going to make it in fucking, uh, what was it, uh, Marvel News, but any more fucking Avengers Age of Ultron's emails about that fuck, I'm not reading them. 
So you can send them, and they're going to fucking go nowhere. Sweet. I'll read this last one, but I am fucking sick and fucking tired of people explaining to me why I fucking miss, why we didn't understand the movie, and why I didn't enjoy it. I'm so fucking, I got to fucking read it this week. You should just be glad to be alive, Brian. I know. I should just be happy to be alive. Air in our lungs, guys. You yeah, well, Frank's got too much air in his lungs because he's <laughs> belching on the goddamn episode. Technically, those wouldn't be in my lungs. That air would be in my stomach. Fuck off. <laughs> ding. That wasn't directed to you, so no ding. God, ding. You're a fucking ding bag. Ding, fries are done. Moving on. <laughs> Kai Anderson sent us an email. Kai Anderson, he says, Hi, I've been listening to the podcast for about two... It's not an email. He sent me a Facebook post, but I wanted to read it because it right. was cool. I've been listening to the podcast for about two months and have really enjoyed all the content you talk about and news you release to the listeners. I love the format, the length, and the friendship between the leftovers. I had to emphasize length because Dave doesn't Dave doesn't like the length. Because apparently I'm supposed to make the fucking show for you. No, I'm down. No, you're not. I'm ready. You are never fucking down with I'm, the length of this podcast. I'm ready. Bullshit. I'm bringing it. Yeah. Tell me when you tell me when that starts. Anyway, <laughs> The length and the friendship between the leftovers, dot, 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 and Frank. I'm a night janitor during the week. Each night consists of cleaning toilets, sweeping, and mopping for about six hours. I don't know how I would have gotten through the night without pop culture leftovers. Thankfully, I will be quitting soon and moving back home for school. The the travel time between my current location and home is about 22 hours. So I've tried to download as many Pop Culture Leftovers podcasts as I can to listen on my way home. So that's probably about four episodes before it fills up his fucking phone at memory. No no shit. I hope you have the 128 gig. Yeah. (laughs) That'll get you about six episodes. You guys are awesome. Frank, you're my favorite. Whoa. Enjoy your humor and awesome enthusiasm. P.S. Brian, don't stop cursing, harassing, and energy. Why, that's why I'm taking a fucking week off because this podcast is sucking the life out of me. I'm gonna recharge. And I don't, yeah, well, I don't have Jay here either. Jay's my fucking battery. Stuck with you fuckers. Yeah. Hey. Right. <laughs> don't lump me in with these guys. I will get a fade. <laughs> You're far more classy than we are. Oh Jay. god! If I, if I had to do a fucking show with Dave and Frank, <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. shit. Oh, wow. This episode, someone dies. <laughs> yeah. The first person to burp and blow their nose is get their fucking head blown off. That'd be the quietest uh, you ever fucking heard me because all of a sudden I'd be just waiting for Brian to go up shit on him. Well, I guess Brian, ex- <laughs> <laughs> he succeeded in his suicide attempt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that joke is so terrible. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, I can make the joke because, yeah, I tried it, so whatever. <laughs> So I can make it. It's fine. Oh, it was but funny. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Kai Anderson. I appreciate you listening, man. And uh, keep keep sending those Facebook posts and, and not emails. I appreciate that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Next email comes from Wayne Brunius. Hmm. He's our Funko Pop. He's your Funko Pop brother. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hello, Jake. Do you fit to begin <laughs> he just he just randomly he just started that name with a capital D and just started tapping his fucking keyboard. It's probably all written in Celtic. <laughs> J dot 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 maybe Frank dot 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 and Brian. What? Why you got the oh, final? I know, I know. Say it. 
the horrible four last Sunday. Oh, saw the horrible four last Sunday, and Did I have a question. About us? <laughs> <laughs> no, that would have been listened. Oh. Listened to the horrible four last Sunday, uh, and I have a question. Does anybody else picture uh, a Fox executive drunk dialing Kevin Feige saying, "Hey, we can't do this without you." Ben doing his best Ben Grimm voice. Help us, Kevin, help us. <laughs> I see them begging for money to get the property back. Mm. And while well, now that they, you know, they could that we'll talk, well, we're going to we're, we're going to talk about okay. Fantastic Four a little bit later, so we'll hold on to that. It's obvious that uh unless they can somehow sell a billion DVDs that Fantastic Four 2 wouldn't be made. But could they maybe sell back Fantastic Four back to Marvel or do a Sony and reboot it again with the Fantastic Four in the MCU? We're gonna, you know, we're gonna answer this question, but I'm gonna, we're gonna answer that a little bit later in the Marvel news. Okay. Uh, I read that Jurassic World is going back to IMAX the week of the 28th, and I plan on finally going to see it in IMAX 3D, since you guys said it was boss in IMAX. I loved it in IMAX. Mm. I thought it was fucking amazing. It was, it was the kind of movie you needed to see in IMAX. Did you see it in IMAX, Dave? Mm-hmm. No, I, I saw it in 2D myself. I didn't ask you. <laughs> you were getting you around. Self, you self-absorbed fuck. <laughs> it's all about you, isn't it, Frank? No. You're, you're, you're the I, favorite now. No. See, no. <laughs> fuck. No, you you don't like 3D movies. I can't see it. Yeah. yeah. I wish they would give you the choice of whether you want to see it in just IMAX or IMAX 3D. Yeah. yeah Some movies yeah. I don't want to see in IMAX 3D. Right. Personally, if I could have saw Avengers Age of Ultron in just regular IMAX, I would have liked that. That's why I liked it when the Dark Knight, uh, Dark Knight Rises came out. It was, Nolan was just like, okay, here's some IMAX. I've got a few IMAX scenes in here. Nothing's gonna be in fucking 3D. Yeah, yeah. Nolan's really anti-3D. Good for him. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it needs to be done. I, I think the only new movies that need, they need to do that in are, I mean, of course, Avatar. It fucking lives and dies by fucking 3D. Yeah. But not all these movies need to be fucking 3D. You know what I mean? They they don't utilize it that well. Yeah, there's lots of like nature and stuff going yeah. on, and yeah. I thought Dread did a great job with it. I thought Jurassic World was good with it, though. It did. It did pretty good. Yeah. I can't think of anything that just like blew me away with it, except for like, oh, when they were when the Indominus Rex was chasing the kids off that fucking cliff. That was fucking cool. Yeah, I thought like the gyro spear balls they were in looked really cool in mm-hmm. 3D and everything too. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think that Straight Outta Compton is my favorite movie of the year so far. We're going to wait on that movie. Uh, Jake hadn't had a chance to see it, yeah. so I kind of put off on it, too. Dave has seen it. I know Jay's at the theater today seeing it. Um, but uh, we're going to put that off until we return. Because so, we're not doing a week, an episode next week. We'll do it a review after, after the week after. Have a big roundtable discussion about yeah. the old Straight Outta Compton. Yeah. So excited about that. Excluding Frank, probably. Yeah. I've got two weeks. So I'll try. Oh, yeah, it won't Jesus. happen. Well, it's going to depend on what's going on with my parents. But so I will tell you try. what, we'll, we'll have a round table when it comes out on Redbox. <laughs> How about that, Frank? Uh, that work out to, for you? I still have to get up. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, fucking, I'll fucking run it for you. I'll bring it over and I'll pop it in. I'll okay, do, I, I'm I can do, do that. a clockwork orange on his fucking ass. <laughs> when, it, when it comes out on PlayStation Network, we'll yeah. have our round table. Straight out yeah, of Washington, much, crazy motherfucking name. I, time. Well, see, the thing is, I've, I've lent Jay, I've lent Jay, John Wick, and Ex Machina. He's watching either. Oh shit! Mm. I lent you fucking Dale and Tucker versus Evil. Have you ever seen it? No. That was a year ago. He watched yeah. the first part of Ex Machina. <laughs> he watched nothing from Ex Machina. You can't watch the first part without watching the last. Exactly. He watched the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> the trailer. You know what? I can't wait for them to do though with the Fant Four Stick. 
is Rift Tracks. Oh yeah, yeah, I guarantee you. I don't think Rift Tracks will be able to do it. Honestly, really, I don't think they're going to have the money to do it because anytime they anytime they do a, they riff a movie, they have to get the rights to the movie in order to do it. Oh, um, and they tried it with Twilight, uh-huh. and they did a Kickstarter, and they got they hit their goal, and they weren't able to secure the rights to to Twilight. So they ended up doing Starship Troopers instead. Ah, mm. so maybe they'll maybe they're so desperate to make back the money for that movie, they'll just be like, yes, pay us whatever you can afford. Fuck I don't it. think so. I don't think Fox <laughs> is going to want these guys to rip on their movie. I agree with Brian. Can we rewind? What did you call it, Frank? What was your... Fant Four oh, Stick. Fant That's four the way stick. it looks. Like, when you look at the, the logo for it, yeah. it says Fant Four Stick. Oh, okay. Because they used That's the four as the A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of people are calling it Fant Four Stick. <laughs> You're that of the fucktastic boar. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you just reenacted the end of the movie. What did you say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! Yeah. By golly, that's it. Uh, I, I want to. I, I want to thank everybody for the help me read memes. <laughs> oh yeah, that those were hilarious. <laughs> I was sad. I was working. I, I felt like I missed the ball. On I that. started it, which was great. Yeah. Like I just like a pile of rocks, and I was like, "Help me read." I started it with that. And the army just ran with it, man. I think my favorite one was one of yours, though. Which was that? It was the girl skipping the rock. That wasn't no. me. Oh, that, that was, was somebody you? else. That was my favorite. Yeah. That was my favorite. Gafford had Tara Reid, didn't he? Yeah. That was my favorite. My favorite was the one that was just today when it was an x-ray and a kidney stone. <laughs> Holy good. shit. And it said, help me read. That was my favorite. That was, that was, I, I forget who did that, but it was fucking amazing. <laughs> Yeah, the Help gross. me, Reed. Help me. One of my coworkers brought that up today. He's like, yeah. you guys are killing it with that. Help me, Reed. I was like, that's all Brian and the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> ah, here we go. Okay, yeah, he says uh, he's talking about Straight Outta Compton. It's his favorite movie of the year so far. It was just an all-around good movie. Saw it in an advanced screening, and the whole theater loved it. But it is two and a half hours, so I know some of you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> some of you. Jake's looking around, looking over his shoulder like, who, me? Some of you wouldn't go see this movie if they paid you $100. P.S. I don't hate you, Brian, because you actually like Man of Steel, unlike Jake. But I don't hate him, since he watches Big Brother and collects Funkos. I just mildly despise you, Brian. <laughs> Actually, you know, like, that's the fucked up thing. It's like, I fucking ripped on Wayne, like, that first email, yeah. and now I'm just, like, begging for his acceptance. <laughs> and he's kind of just like, eh, you're kind of cool. So I feel like I'm just kind of, like, wanting the cool kid to, like, let me sit at his table and shit. And even if he fucking makes fun of me a little bit, I'm just, like, laughing and shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> dude, he's so cool. He's got his cigarettes rolled up in his fucking sleeve. <laughs> mildly despised. Yeah. I like that. He mildly despises me. Well, fuck you, Wayne. <laughs> Keep those emails coming, Wayne. Yeah, Wayne's been every fucking week, right, with the emails. It feels yeah, like. I'm gonna, yeah, Wayne's gonna institute a uh, fucking uh, one email per month rule. Yeah, Wayne, take mm-hmm. a week off. Yeah, fuck off, Wayne. <laughs> we'll have two next episode. Oh, oh god, he thinks it's fucking Wayne's world and shit. <laughs> next email, Party on Brian. Yeah. Fuck you, Garth. <laughs> next email comes from Ron White. Hey, Leftovers, dot, 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 and Frank, despite the fact that you told me never to email you again, or maybe because you told me never to email you again, I am emailing you again. (laughs) Fuck you, Ron. (laughs) 
Oh, shit. Here we go. My favorite movie of all time is the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. My second favorite movie of all time is Tombstone with Kurt Russell. And my third favorite movie is Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. And the fourth is Die Hard. My questions for the leftovers are, what are your favorite movies, and is that list strangely diverse like this? Or do you find most of your favorite movies falling into one genre or another? I'm curious as to what those movies are. This is going to be, we're going to do this one day, Jake. Oh, yeah. I think we're going to have a top 20 list. It's going to be our favorite movies. And what I was hoping to do with you guys is, like, one of these weeks, like, after we record an episode, we'll do, like, you know, number 20, 19, and 18, record that We'll come back like the next week and then we'll record like the next one. So we don't have to sit at one sitting. So finally, when it's all done and we've recorded our top 20, uh, you know, uh, movies, uh, then what we can do is just release like, uh, an episode where, where we can take like, let's say we can take like two weeks off and I can just upload (laughs) that. I can upload two weeks of that fucking shit for them. So that's nice. We'll have like some backup for next time we don't do an episode. Exactly. Because next week I got nothing for you unless this, this fucker wants to be the showrunner next week. Oh my God. (laughs) I bet we can get Frank to burp and Dave to snot. Oh fuck yeah. I know. A couple hours. I know. It'd be like 45 minutes tops. Yeah. (laughs) And the week after I'd have to read a bunch of suicide emails. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Anyway, I love the idea of the top 20 countdown, though. Yeah, it's cool. Mm -hmm. That'll be fun. Yeah, we'll do it. I've already got a bumper made for top 20. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. I've been planning on this for a while. Mine's pretty diverse, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. It's like if you think, like, mine's going to be just, like, all comic book movies, you're out of your fucking mind. Yeah. I I think, honestly, like, maybe two comic book movies will make the list. My question is how many musicals will be on Dave's? Oh, gee. Uh, at least he's six. No, I'm not having him on. At episode. least six. <laughs> Dave is not going to be involved. Dave, Dave will not be around for that episode. These are a few of my favorite things. Well, that wasn't one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Brian had to take a drink after that. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to need to freshen up some ice here in a moment. <laughs> also, I've been listening for a long time. And going back and listening to the old episodes as well. And as far as I know, there has never been any mention of manga or anime. There has. Yeah, there has. Yep. Uh, is this something that just doesn't interest you guys? Or are you just trying to limit the scope of the show? I enjoy some of it myself. But the thing that really got me thinking was a recent IMDb search that said Scarlett Johansson was scheduled to star in a live-action version of Ghost in the Shell. Have you guys heard anything? And how interested would you be in seeing it? Love you guys. Jake sucks. Man of Steel is a high tasted Ron White. No, not that Ron White. Now, I I know I can't remember the episode that you you talked about manga and that subscription service that you yeah the weekly Shonen Jump service yeah. that I get. Yeah, um, I and, can't remember the episode though. And we did a I, I did a category for the Tupperwares. Mm. Um, I've briefly talked about like Sword Art Online. Yeah, and I, I try. I mean, if people want to hear me talk more about. The manga I read and the anime I watch. I mean, let me know. Yeah, I could talk about that a little bit more. There's a couple that I've watched over the years. Uh, Ronin Warriors was one, and then uh, nice. the, me- the Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. It's hard to pronounce. But, uh, yeah, uh, I kind of yeah. gathered that, <laughs> that the way you said it. <laughs> right. That one was uh, that one's an interesting one because you have one like regular human guy in school. And all of his classmates are super beings in one way or another. You got a time traveler, 
uh, another person who uh, is basically a god and doesn't know it. So, like, she throws a fit and, like, the world reshapes around her. She doesn't understand why. And, it's a good uh, thing I don't have that power. <laughs> Everybody would be dead after one fucking episode of this show. But, yeah, I mean, that that one's a hard one to come by. I had to watch that one online. I couldn't find a physical copy with either English dub or subtitles. So, but, yeah, I haven't watched a lot, but I've watched those two. Hmm. I really wanted to see the Dragon Ball Z movie that was released in the theaters, but it was only a limited release. Mm-hmm. And it was for five days, and it was three days. They took a day off, and then two days. And the day that they didn't air it was the one day I had off work. Oh shit! I couldn't. I've never. I could never get into Dragon Ball Z. It was just a bunch of like people jumping up in the sky and screaming at each other. I just yeah. didn't know really what was going on. Yeah, it's got it's got a good backstory. Mm. Uh, the mythology's fun. The only thing that I'm interested in is in like the Superman versus Goku fucking you know oh, yeah. those people like the the uh, fan fiction and shit. So. I still stick to that death battle version mm. of that yeah because it's a half hour long and it gets pretty fucking detailed. Yeah, I have to see that. It's good. There's Jake, a lot of good stuff out there though. Jake, who's your favorite uh, Dragon Ball Z character? Oh, probably just Goku. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm just a standard. Um, well, how about you? An empowered oh, female. Vegeta all the way. <laughs> empowered I, female. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> But I've got I've got my fucking uh, shocker. Rosario Vampire Keychain. Nice. On here if anyone knows knows that. Yeah. My mocha. So good stuff. Next email comes from Eric Habron. Actually, you know what? We're gonna take a break here real quick. We've gone on for about an hour and twelve minutes oh, wow. with your goddamn emails. <laughs> I still got, you know, I probably a hundred left, so that's the show these days. But yeah, we'll be back after I read these, uh, after we break or whatever the fuck. I saw some lame ass bitching about the email segment. Yeah. And, uh, it's overtaking the show, and it's not the show I used to listen to. Uh, blah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, why don't yeah. you just fast forward through it then? That's what I said. Like, the last thing to do is to tell us that you don't like something about it, because it's not like we're going to change it. Yeah, not, yeah, it's like, I, I already told him, I was like, dude, if, if you don't like if you don't like it, fast forward through it. And all we were going to, we were going to talk about Fantastic Four for fucking five hours. Oh, God, no. Last week, and that was last week's show was Fantastic Four. And one of the one of the things that I like about this show is, is communicating. Is talk, the only way I can talk to listeners is to read their emails yeah and the emails bring up a lot of pop culture geek talk anyway yeah, yeah. like it just helps us gives us conversations to blab on about yeah and really the best part about the show is the army and their interactions and stuff so it gives them a voice you know what uh, if, you, if, you, if you don't like the email section fucking uh, go to change.org start a petition that I could ignore <laughs> okay do that shit all fucking day it'll be right back Brian, you doing okay, buddy? Fuck off. <laughs> oh, shit. It's your fucking ass I gotta worry about. Actually, I don't. I like it when you're asleep. <laughs> your ass is annoying when you are alert. Here to help. No. Here to annoy the shit out of me. That too. Yep. 
Eric Habron sends us an email. He says, hey, leftovers, dot, 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 and Frank, if you're here this week, and Dave, if you're actually awake when you read this. <laughs> Ready, Freddy. I've been listening since the Age of Ultron episode and haven't strayed to another podcast since. You guys are awesome. I wish I had found you before I had moved to the Chicagoland area from Alaska. Wow. The seven-day drive was rough on both me and my girlfriend. Listening to something that we both love, i.e. pop culture, would have passed the time better than just listening to music and talking and and playing car games. But I digress. Fuck Shane and his anger bullshit horse he rode in on. See, that's what I liked about, you know, Kai Anderson sent us, like, the Facebook message, and he says, like, you're his favorite left, uh, not leftover, shit. No, that was What close. the fuck? Pain wow. Dr. Freud. Wow. I think the heat's getting to Brian. You're not going to be a left out for long, baby. Oh, mm. dude, it's never going to happen. Ne- no, oh, it's happening. I-, I already know. Shut what? the fuck up, Dave. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He just fucked you. He's, every time he says that, he's fucking you. I'm, dude, I'm totally in neutral here. I'm <laughs> totally in neutral. That, no, the chances of Frank becoming a leftover before Dave are... Yeah, exponentially higher. <laughs> like, in that fucking else world where somebody else is like, one of you two fuckers are named a leftover, it's Frank all day. It's just like uh, Screech back in the day. I'm wearing you down, baby. I'm wearing you down. So basically, I'm the equivalent to Liesl Turtle and you're trying to fuck me. <laughs> I think that was Urkel. I, what? What else? You're, no, Lisa Turtle? No, no. Wasn't, wasn't Urkel the one who always said I'm wearing you down? No, he's correct. He's right. It was Urkel. Or from uh, Family Matters on Dude's Daughter. So you're saying that you want to watch a porno with Dustin Diamond and oh, Jaleel God. White? <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Kinky, Frank. Frank, I'm at. Oh, my God. I can only imagine the drug fuel train wreck that that shit would be. You have sunk to a new low, my friend. Screech stabs him at the end of it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Stabs him with With what? Yeah. Oh, shit. Penetration. Why did you say that like a like a perverted Cajun? Penetration. <laughs> 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 that was that was one of uh, Adam Sandler's bits on Saturday. I know Cajun, Cajun man. Yeah. I know. Penetration. Were you channeling that character just yeah. then? Uh-huh. Penetration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Eric Abrams fucking email. What? This, what was he saying again? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, he says, uh, but yeah, how did we get off on that? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Kai Anderson said you were his favorite. Uh, his favorite person on the podcast. And, and then I spoke. No, I'm not. No, I, I think it was good after that fucking Shane Zanger bullshit. Did, you didn't listen to the last episode, so you didn't get to hear like all the fucking listeners come to your defense. Right. No, I did get, uh, I did get Facebook, though. There was a ton of like listeners that came to your defense after that episode, Frank, and right. said, fuck Shane. I haven't heard a fucking peep out of Shane since. Yeah, was, I actually uh, told Tim Shane. To, I told Shane to go fuck himself last episode. So Tim Arnold and one of the new ads to my uh, Facebook list. I think we got an. I think we got an email from Tim Arnold. Yeah, he was week. telling me about it. He's like, so. I, was, I was defending your honor, and I'm like, well, there was your first mistake. I don't have any <laughs> honor to defend. Buddy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think before uh, Frank interrupted you with his family matters uh, anecdote, <laughs> you were going to bring up how it was nice where the guy said Frank was his favorite mm-hmm. without. Putting other people down in the process. True. Yeah. yeah, I don't like it when people rank us. It wasn't us. a ranking system. Right. He just said Frank's my favorite. Yeah, actually, I don't. In this case, I think it's great. Yeah. You know what I mean? After the after the week that Frank had to put up with that shit, but yeah. I, yeah. Appreciate I don't it like time. it when people give favorites and shit like that or rank us or whatever. I don't yeah. like it. Yeah, it's annoying. We're yeah. people. We're not fucking Ghostbusters, right? Yeah. yeah, it's not. It's not like this is scripted and be like, well, Frank fell a little flat this week for me. No, it's just that Frank's being Frank. He's yeah. not trying to be fake, and he's just being Frank. So yeah. 
Sorry, this is what you get. <laughs> I yeah, I think you can see through that fake shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I so. agree. Yeah. Anyway, uh, here we go. Uh, I digress. Fuck Shane and his anger bullshit horse he rode in on. Just finished catching up from the past two weeks uh, episodes after getting back from Michigan from work doing disaster relief because of the massive windstorms they had up there. Jay, I think that your laugh is awesome and unique and don't stop. Jake, I think Funko Pops are lame, but I did buy my girlfriend one of uh, one of zero from the Nightmare Before Christmas. And she loves it. So I can see their appeal, but I like getting laid. <laughs> Dave, thank you for your ever awesome comic book suggestions. I had been a longtime comic book collector and reader for years with often long breaks. It's getting back into it. I'm getting back into it and loving what I'm reading, mostly what Scotty Young is putting out and Secret Wars. Brian, your real show, uh, oh, uh, Brian, you're the real showrunner and you kick ass. Thank you for being there for me, even though we've never talked other than a few tweets I've sent. Moving to the Chicago area was super hard on me, and for about a year and a half, I didn't have really any of my own friends other than my girlfriend and her group, and I had started drinking really hard and not being happy at all. But I found you guys when I needed you the most. Listening to the candid comments you have about anything and everything and helping me remember that I love comics and old school cartoons brought me out of my dark funk. Thank you so much again. Your ever-loyal Army member, Eric Habron. P.S. Jake, DuckTales rocks harder than Man of Steel. Can't wait for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. The podcast is in a little bit of a hiatus right now to do, due to some uh, personal problems with one of my co-hosts. I'm not going to get into that. But it is something that we are definitely still doing and still, uh, still plan on making happen, hopefully sooner than later. PSS, I work for Indiana Dunes National Lake Shore, and we have our own patches. I might be able to get Jake and Brian one. It's not pop culture, but they are pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I would love any patch. Hook us up. Uh, let's see here. Can I interject Need to get for you a guys a fucking nicotine patch so you can stop <laughs> yeah. smoking your shit. I can't really light another one. Um, he was, Eric was from the Chicago area. No, he's from Alaska originally, and he just moved to Chicago. But he's in Chicago currently. He lives in Chicago now. I guess now would be a good time to bring up about what we got going on um, in a couple weeks here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, me and Brian are going to make a Great America trip, not uh, next Saturday, but the Saturday after. I believe the 29th, 29th. is the exact date. Yep. So if any leftovers would want to, you know... Go up to Great America that day in Chicago. We'll be there. You know, you can find us. and mm-hmm. That limits the invite list to Jay. You said leftovers. Oh, I, I thought I meant fans Frank, of the leftovers. We, just, we would have invited you, but I didn't think your back would be able to handle the rides. Well, Jake mentioned it, but it, it's twofold, right? My back wouldn't be able to handle the rides. And also, with both my parents being so sick, I'd be afraid of leave, going three to four hours away. Yeah, you know, I was just worried about Dave falling asleep on one of the coasters riding the thing seven <laughs> times. You know, he, he, <laughs> it's time to wake him up, put him on the raging bull, <laughs> uh, dude. I think this guy's been on here like the last eight trips. He's asleep. What the fuck? They're gonna totally do that thing they used to do with Hogan back in the day, like lift his arm up and let it drop. Yeah, like, on the third time, like he's out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, open invite to everyone. It's anywhere yeah. near the area. John Hawksby, that means you. I know you're up in Chicago, so if you want to hang out with us and shit. I know Ryan Mears is planning on meeting us up there. Comic so. Slab himself. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. So if you want to meet the leftovers and, you know, talk to us in person and see what kind of real freakazoids we are in real life. Then. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want to be cursed out in person. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> 
Well, that's the fucked up thing. It's like it's like when people actually do talk to me, they're just like, "Wow, he's actually kind of nice." You know what I mean? Like I I talked to I was telling like uh, telling you guys that I talked to Matthew Roybal. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I hope I pronounced your name right, Matthew Matthew Roybal, and uh, he's the foreign comic book collector guy. And uh, we talked on the phone. Like he fucking called me couple nights ago and we talked on the phone for nearly three hours <laughs> great guy man really cool i'm gonna have him on the show hopefully one day so cool. that's awesome but yeah just contact us i guess on facebook or twitter and let us know you're gonna come up there and we'll try to figure out a way where we can all meet up at one place yeah maybe have a drink or something yeah exactly next email comes from asen malas i hope i pronounced that name right my name's not Jay, so maybe I did. <laughs> I, know, I, know. I was thinking of Jay, too, there. It's titled Merhaba Leftovers, which I found out means hello in Turkish. Oh, nice. Hello, leftovers, dot, 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 and Dave, dot, 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 and Manhammer. Manhammer? Yeah. Okay. Is, that oh. your, is that your porn name? <laughs> yeah. I did. Frank Hammer isn't bad enough? Mm. Man, let me unleash the sausage. <laughs> Put it away. <laughs> I like this email already. <laughs> you would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My name is Asun, and I'm an empowered Turkish female. Nice. <laughs> oh, God, go to sleep. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, I wanted to give the sincerest. Uh, I wanted to give the. Uh, I can't even fucking talk now. <laughs> That's all, folks. I wanted to give the sincerest of thank yous for ruining me for other podcasts. I am a year three student in Chicago, Illinois, who was given a recommendation to listen to American pop culture podcasts for better understanding of social dynamics. Uh Uh-oh. This is where it should be, I'm still looking. (laughs) But she says, your humor is wonderful in that it reminds me of my uncles sitting around the kitchen table competing at whom can be the most obnoxious. Jake, I am now the proud owner of 11 Funko Pop idols in total. Holy fuck. I also want more DC cartoon coverage. So remember your whole yes, DC? Yes, kind of That kind of fell by the wayside after you left us for a few weeks. After I left you. I will bring that back, I your, promise. Yeah, huh? your DC movie rankings. I, on our next episode, I will pick that back up with Wonder Woman. Okay. So will Dave. Bow chicka bow wow. Wow wow. Frank, you have never earned the low rank you were given. That's true. Low rank I was given. You, she, ne- you haven't even earned the low rank. Right, got No, you. she's saying she's it. saying she's like I disagree with that entire idea. I purchased the Sony box because of you. My studies have never been so ignored. All right. So thank you for ruining her education, Frank. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> By Sony box, I'm assuming you know PlayStation Four. Yeah. So yeah, cool. Yeah, that thing's a great big time suck. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually hearing about this. What is this? Uh, what is this new Star Wars game coming out? Battlefront is that yep. what it's called? Yeah, yeah. It comes out in November. God damn it! Oh my god! I don't so want to watch any videos because I know if I'm going to buy if I'm going to buy a next gen console, which I promised myself I would never do. I haven't played I haven't played a video game like sat down and played a video game since I played a little bit of Marvel Ultimate Alliance on my PS3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like before that, the last game I bought was Halo Three. Mm, That's the wow. last new game I bought. That's 2007, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I play games maybe like once a year, and it's usually like a Marvel game or something. 
Yeah. So. Get the PlayStation 4, you'll be ready for that Final Fantasy yeah. 7 remake. Yeah. No, I won't do that. <laughs> I won't play a game that I've already played, even if it's just remastered with new new graphics and stuff. It's going to be retooled. It, yeah, it's, 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 I don't yeah. care. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't care. I, I, but that is the one to get, though. Star Wars, though. If yeah. yeah, that's the one I would be interested in playing. I haven't watched any of the first-person shooter segments of it. Like the big, the big reason why I'm excited about it is you can fly the Falcon, you can fly an X-wing. Yeah, I'm so fucking excited about that. That's something that uh, gaming's really lacked here recently. Is like like an old school space shooter. So to be able to get you know behind the controls of something like that, that'd be fucking bitching. Twenty person online dart fights. Oh, wow, hot damn! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there's a lot. I mean, it's coming out right before episode seven. They're going to be tying a whole bunch of shit into that. Okay, stuff. so it's going to be one of those big November video game releases. Yep, it I is. believe okay. November seventeenth. I think it is. I'd have to double check the date, but mid November. Number, but you could be right. Yeah, it's mid November. Is all I know. Yeah, cool. She goes on to say, Jay, your laugh is cuteness itself. When you laugh, I want to laugh too. I investigate every musical reference you make. That is awesome. That is awesome. A lot of support for Jay's laugh ever since I'm glad. that one uh, D-bag wrote that email. Or, or well, there's a couple people. Oh, yeah. There was the fucking uh, Shane said something about it. There was the fucking um, the iTunes review where somebody said something about it. <laughs> So okay, okay. Opinionated fucking trolls and shit. <laughs> anyway, Dave, thank you for your respect of people and culture. Your comic book corner is my favorite part of the show. I just fucking <laughs> fucking quit. I'm done with this fucking email. Spoiler: His respect is fake. <laughs> <laughs> Your comic. This is where she loses me. Your comic book corner is my favorite part of the show, and I am truly disappointed when you do not tell us about your comics. The staff at Chicago Comics helped me find all the items you share. I am reading Secret Wars and loving it. Yeah, I did like this email up until that part. <laughs> Thanks, Hazen. <laughs> Are we having a comic book corner of this episode? You know what? Yeah, I'm right, man. I got the big old stack of prep ready for it. Oh, and I didn't bring all the stack of comics so he wouldn't be upset. Uh, I just had to point that out, too, brother. No, I'm, He was I'm, upset at the stack of comics? Yeah. I'm no, trying, he... Trying, oh, trying yes, I am. Yes, I do get upset. Because he'll have them all spread out, and then once we're done, he's organizing them like crazy. <laughs> and, and for the next ten fucking minutes, he's all shuffling over there with his fucking shit, <laughs> driving me fucking crazy. No shuffle. It's like those people in church after communion, they just start getting their shit ready and leave. Yeah. Priest still talking. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still. The other half of the time, he's fucking falling asleep on me. I, that's why I don't want to look over there, because I don't want to see his fucking eyes fucking, his eyelids fucking getting heavy and shit. I put a lot of fucking, like, focus and fucking work into this fucking, getting this uh, episode together. And then I look over to my right, and I got this fucker falling asleep. Oh, oh, and, and it makes me feel real good that you bring your energy drinks. Oh, Brian, your episodes are so fucking boring, and you're such a fucking boring showrunner that I have to bring energy drinks in order to stay awake. How many pages is that? Uh, are those your TPS reports? Yes. <laughs> They're filed on time. <laughs> okay, that'd be great. All right, here we go. Brian, you make a show that is my favorite gateway into American culture. My brother listened to one of your episodes and told me that I am becoming an infidel. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I told him that if being a member of the leftover army is wrong, then I do not intend to be right. 
Thank you for keeping Dave awake and putting in the caring you have even and putting in the caring you have even though you act like you don't. Maybe I can be your next dating disaster if you are ever interested. Somebody's going to Great America. Wow, yeah. <laughs> I don't mix uh, podcast and pleasure. What are you talking about? Probably a smart idea. Probably a smart Keep idea. Keep the two separate. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed to meeting and having a drink, but I. Yeah, I don't. I. Why set yourself up for a dating disaster? <laughs> they aren't disasters, so that's the first. That's a first. A dating disaster volunteer on yeah. the podcast. Yeah. See, there's your tribute. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's what he was talking about. No. <laughs> dating destruction. Yeah, you could have a disaster date and then she'll die fighting for you so you never have to deal with her anymore. <laughs> I don't think it like I think I I honestly think like after she said that her favorite part of the show is his comic book corner. Oh yeah. We're not a match. Oh, yeah. It's a disaster right there. <laughs> the harmony of it like completely right. not a match. Right. So <laughs> Next email comes from our buddy Jacob Harmon. Uh, hey, the beard. Bri- hey, Brian. Now oh, he's the mustache now. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He trimmed it up. He did trim it up. Hey, Brian. Batman, Hellboy, Gene Wilder, whoever else happens to be on this episode. <laughs> wow. This past week, I took a road trip on my motorcycle based off the road trip from the book movie Paper Towns. I haven't read the book. I haven't seen the movie yet, so hmm. I don't know. I've watched his journey, though. Okay. Yeah. Me neither. Posted on Facebook a Facebook, lot. Facebook, yeah. Uh, I rate the book the highest Tupperware, and the movie gets a high taste. It. The book is written by John Green, who also wrote The Fault in Our Skies. And the movie was written and produced by the same team from The Fault in Our Skies. Uh, Fault in Our Stars, excuse me. My trip to Roscoe and then Aglo, New York, was fantastic, and listening to you guys along the way was pretty dope. Wow. So we got the, we got the being his ears when he was taking this trip. That's, That's awesome. Cool. That's cool. I also want to give a Tupperware to a documentary available on Netflix called Muscle Shoals. Anyone who's into music has heard of the town of Muscle Shoals. Am I saying that right? Yes. Okay. And the incredible hits that emerged from the Fame Recording Studio there. The documentary focuses on the history of the studio and had interviews with legendary musicians from the Rolling Stones to Aretha Franklin. It's about two hours long and holds interest the whole way through. I want to say thank you to the team at PCL and to the Army as a whole. It's been truly amazing to get to know members of the Army, like Gafford and Dan West, to have this whole new support group to celebrate our accomplishments and to support us when we've fallen. All Spawn from PCL is astounding and is unique to this show. It is astounding. It is, really. Uh, it is. That was not being sarcastic. See, that's, that's like when I, when I get tweets from people saying that I want you to stop reading these emails from the people that love your show. Mm-hmm. This is the only way that I can really react, uh, like, um, kind of like, uh, it's a word I'm looking for that I can like interact, yeah. interact well, with them. Without these emails, we, we wouldn't uh, continue doing the show. I right. don't think right. these emails are what keep us alive. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 my way. Like it's my way to talk to you when you're sending me this email, and when I'm reading it, and then we stop and we talk about something. It's us talking to you, mm-hmm. and we're letting everybody else listen in. So now everybody else knows other members of the army and like what they like. Right. And for you to say that like oh. I, I fucking hate that. Well, that's part of our show. That's part of Pop Culture Leftovers. So it's right. not going to stop. It has been for more than half the episodes. Yeah, but the, the email section's getting longer now. Well, well, that's just because we have a few more listeners these days. And the listeners themselves have said, like, the friendships they've made through the show, this helps them get to know each other, too. Sure, absolutely. So, um, lastly, 
Uh, wait, hold on. Uh, yeah, um, hearing the Army and team talk about their anxieties and issues is also something unique to this show. I've had some serious self-confidence issues, mostly because I've been overweight for most of my life. I've recently started eating healthier and doing more physical activities, and Brian has been an inspiration for that. Thank you. That's, that's awesome. That is awesome. It is. So, you've talked a lot about the dieting and the yeah. work you've done to yeah. better yourself on the show. It helps, man. I, I, I suffer from I, I suffer from anxiety, and I think the only thing that helps is uh, is is the diet and the exercise. Like I've taken like, uh, oh my gosh, I've taken so many fucking like drugs and stuff like that. You know, prescription. I've taken uh, Paxil, uh, mm-hmm. Xanax, fucking uh, Prozac, uh, Lorazepam. I got a laundry list of fucking things that have been given to me by fucking people that taken and the and like if you're prescribed these things like I have been diagnosed with di- with depression. Mm-hmm. Um but like if you if you do suffer from these things and like you have a doctor say like oh you need to take these well definitely take them. Yeah. <laughs> definitely take them. But like for me it's like it's been a combination of like prescription drugs with like exercise. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what's helped me. Big thing with that is don't take something that somebody gives you that you've never taken before. Yeah. You're talking about some serious like behavioral modifying yep. shit. Absolutely. And you can fuck yourself up way worse than you ever thought mm-hmm. by taking the wrong stuff. Yeah. Say no to drugs from the pop culture leftovers. That's right. It's our PSA. <laughs> 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 Say no to Frank. <laughs> See, if only you would have had this episode before I proposed to my wife years ago. Uh, <laughs> would have saved her a lot of grief. Maybe. Uh, but, uh, no, she she gets the man hammer. <laughs> oh, How can you say no to the man hammer? Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> I think we've reached the threshold of where i got to stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Lastly, since members of the Army might compete in this Battle Royale Hunger Games fight, I'd like to throw my name into the lot. Second degree black belt, seventh generation Miyagi student, check. Certified motorcycle mechanic, check. Firearms enthusiast who's a decent shot, check. Just throwing my stats out there. I want to see his card. Did we talk about the cards? The Dan West cards. I think you brought it up. I, we we brought it up. Yeah, yeah, I brought it up. Was it off air? Or was, I don't no, remember now. I think it was. I think it was on air. Yeah, know. it was when we were talking about the tribute stuff earlier. Harmon wasn't clear on who he's offering his tribute to, though. I. That's the. Yeah, I know. That's okay. Hold on. Hold on. Tribute. That we need to start this officially. Okay. People, okay, if you want to fight in the fucking Hunger Games and shit, this is going to be a thing. Okay. Fuck oh, it. This on. is going to be a real fucking thing. I'm going to figure it out somehow. Here we go. Because, like, the, the, Dan West is making fucking, like, trading cards for yes. members of the Leftover Army. Not physical cards, but he's posting these cards on the fucking website. Right. On, the, on Facebook. I'm going to take all the cards once they're done mm-hmm. and put them all together, like, on a big uncut sheet. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And then post that. But uh, and then we'll pick from it. How do you? What do you? Is that how we're going to do it? Are they going to tribute? Are they going to pick us? Like which leftover they want to fight I, for? I think they should pick us. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We should, yeah. yeah. Then we could have a draft. Yeah. So yeah, we, we should, should start this. Well, that, that's the thing. Yeah, we could do like. The, you know, I was thinking that too. Like we could have a draft too. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. But no, I want them to choose us. Yeah. Right? I like that a little bit better. You know yeah. what? We could also make it a little bit like... Because uh, nobody's going to pick me. I'm going to feel like... <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to feel like that oh, fucking Ernesto kid. Oh, Navarro's going to be roll over. I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna feel like that fucking kid in gym class. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? Hey, everybody listening, Richard Kreider and Chelsea Nickerson are my team, so I'm sorry I, you, you can't submit, but you can submit to Brian's. Don't worry, Brian. You're going to have some people coming at you. I'm sure a million hearts were just broken. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. sorry. God. I'm very sorry. Oh, we could God. do a combination of the two and steal the uh, same methodology that The Voice uses, where they audition, and then we get to vie <laughs> with each other about who gets them. But then again, there could be people that just don't get picked at all. Frank's going to pick Jaleel White and Dustin Diamond. And then he's going to be like, once you're out there, fuck each other. Those fucking nerds are my homies, man. We don't we don't want any listeners disappointed, though, if they're, like, picked by Frank. So we, we, we can avoid that. <laughs> I, I whooped Darth Mothra's ass with fucking Paddington Bear with, with a prime watcher. You're already going to get the fucking winner, Dan West. Oh, yeah, I, I think he'd Who the me. fuck is Pete going to pick? You know, he's dude. our Stanley Tucci, like the, I was saying. He's, who the fuck is Pete going to pick? I'm not saying Pete's going to go with you. No, he's going so? Jake. No. He's going Jake. No. He's going Jake. I don't buy it for a second. He's, Pete is picking you. He's going Jake. I will bet fucking anything Pete is picking you. Mm. Now he'll pick me just to spite me and make me lose. Finn was so fucking proud of himself on Twitter. He's like, I'm number one, motherfuckers. <laughs> the number one scrawny listener. I don't know what he was number one. He was just excited about it. I'll take Finn. If Finn, yeah, if Finn wants to go for, I'll take fucking Finn. <laughs> I want to see his stat sheet first, though. <laughs> Toughness four. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, where's Jay here? God damn it, Jay! <laughs> we need stats. I want to see what the listeners think our stats. Would no, be. I don't want Dan West to be making cards for the rest of his life. God, well, no, I mean, I, not just the card, but you know, like, I know I've seen fans stats. that have never commented at all coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, that's true. Cards. I want a card. Gonna say we, we, the rating us thing didn't go well, oh, so Jesus. let's not let's not encourage that. I no, man. I'm, I trust like, Dan West stats. Though. I, I think the army's so creative they could actually turn this into an actual kick ass fucking game. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. We, we might have to have a, we might just have like a whole bonus episode where it's called the PCL Hunger Games. It's <laughs> fucking awesome. I'm calling Wizards of the this. Coast right now. And you know what? <laughs> I, I think maybe Dan West, instead of being in the Hunger Games, he can be just be like the fucking uh, like the DM or some shit. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that's kind of what, I, what yeah. I'm saying. Is that yeah. what you just said? Well, I'm saying that he could be like in the Hunger Games, the Stanley uh, Tucci character. He could be the interviewer. Oh, okay. and then like you know, just getting everyone all hyped for it. And- and, and that means he gets taken out of my lineup. <laughs> yeah, that is. And how true. the fuck am I gonna? You know what, though? I mean, you can't take somebody like him and give him to me. I mean, it's like giving me the golden gun. I'd be overpowered as fuck. Yeah, you can't have the guy making the stats Good be point. in the contest, right? He, yeah. He's got to be on the side. He's got to be the host yeah. or something. But he—he's the one that would need to like order that shit up. Put it together. Let's have like our tributes though work work out a deal to kill Dave's off first. <laughs> like no seriously, yeah, like truce, truce. Like once truce. seriously, like once like truce. the game starts, like it's like at first like they we won't attack each other's fucking tributes and yes, shit. Yes. It's it it's game on after we kill his yeah, after Chelsea and fucking uh, Richard Kreider fucking uh they, they, they bite the dust, we right? Kreider's been to fucking two boot camps, man. He'll be ready for he it. He can't take six people though. <laughs> 
at once. Nah, I can't take six yeah, people. No, we'll see. We could do like we professionals see. and shit. Be like, this is what we're gonna do. You got, you got me, Rich. I know. Oh, brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, brother. Next. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. No, thank you, Harmon. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that I've been the inspiration for you getting out there and getting healthier and and doing some. Doing some awesome things. That's so great. is he doing like is 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 his road trip mapped out? Is he going to like the same locations that are in in the story or book? I don't know, Frank. You've been following it. I, yeah. I don't know. I'm yeah, not, he I'm took, not a, really he on took a picture of uh, an area that was pretty prominently figured in in the book, mm-hmm. and then the author retweeted it. So he was really pumped about that. Oh, that's very yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah awesome. he, he was ecstatic. Harmon's such a cool dude. He is. I, I was gonna. I was gonna say something real quick about him. Me and him were talking the other day, yeah. and the topic of Twilight came up. Yeah. And I, I can't stand him. Did you two bond over Twilight? Twilight? No, because he Did likes you? it. He likes it. Ah. And, and Harmon, I'm learning some things here. I, uh, He's a twihard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I let him know what my opinion was of it, and he didn't have anything to say back. So I'm yeah. hoping I didn't hurt his feelings at all about no, it. No, I mean he probably didn't want to say anything mean. You know what I mean? Oh fuck. You like I deal with you Frank. on a weekly basis. If I can handle you, I can handle him. He can tell me whatever he wants to. I know, but he's nice. I'm a dick. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I speak my fucking mind. Yeah. I get it. I but no, no, I was just discussing the film. I didn't yeah. get much back out of him, so I was hoping I didn't upset him, because I think he really does like it. Like, no, that's fine. I mean, I know there are people that like the Twilight films. Yeah, I just can't. Team Jacob. Dude, I tried oh, so no. fucking hard. <laughs> I tried so fucking hard with my ex-wife, too. To like um, so we could connect on some level and shit. And as soon as that bitch was out of the picture, I was like, <laughs> I am done with Twilight movies. Oh, I, had, I had the exact same experience. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. I, I had got forced to watch like the first three, and I couldn't fucking stand any of yeah. them. Mm, yep. Thankfully, I didn't have to do any more after that. Uh, thanks again for all the awesome content and for helping create the army where all the members are like the Goonies. It's their time up there, but when PCL is playing, it's our time down here. Much love to the team, Jake Harmon and my bitchin' mustache. Kind of broke my heart a little bit. About the beard? Yeah, it broke my heart a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. It did. It did. I you can know? see that. Man, you know, like Samson in the Bible and shit. He's all powerful. And then he cut, you know, cut the hair. Was the Twitter account deactivated? Huh? Was the Twitter account deactivated? No, the Twitter account's still there, but it, but like he renamed it Stash. It's still uh, Jacob Harmon's beard, but it's listed under Stash now as like uh, the... The moniker or whatever, however you do it. Interesting. But Jacob Harmon's still cool as fuck. Oh, yeah. So he didn't lose any powers and shit. Mm-mm. And it's, yeah. What? No, I had nothing. It's still cool. It's still better than your beard, Jake. That's fine. That's He's got fine. some thick and cool <laughs> shit there. I was just trying Who's to... that, Harmon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is amazing. I, I'm sorry. I knew there was just a little bit of a rivalry there for a while between the two beards. Oh, it still exists. <laughs> <laughs> I, was just, I was trying to bring it out of you a little bit, no, man. I got sad. When you I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> I, was trying, I was trying to rile you up a little bit. I'm going to be quiet and for it, the next 15 minutes now. See, that's the thing. It's like I try to rile you up and like fucking get you like to get all like angry and shit, and it actually hurts your fucking feelings. Like I've never seen a beard frown, and now I have. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's fuck this. It's gone tomorrow. <laughs> I'm gonna get fucking whatever laser treatment so it fucking never grows again. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> 
We can always, I, I can always like get my clippers and you could periscope us shaving you. No, no periscope. Oh. I'm going to do it crying by myself in the bathroom. <laughs> the whole time he's sitting there crying, you deserve this. You can never be Jacob Harbin's beard. And now you never will. <laughs> You're going to be playing that song all by myself. <laughs> There's going to be like like empty fucking cans of Nair on the floor. <laughs> yeah, fuck this shit. <laughs> fuck Jacob Harmon's beard. <laughs> Jake is like, Jake's got like that, the, the brawny guy, you know, on the paper towels. He's like stabbing that guy's beard. There's like, Jake's like, Jake's like flipping off pictures of dead Billy Mays and shit from OxyClean. <laughs> fuck all you and your glorious beards. Uh-huh. Yeah, fuck ZZ Top 2. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this next email is titled, titled, er, titled, titled, new listener, first time emailer. Ooh. Hola. Jay, that is pronounced Ola. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Some more Piper's percentage. Ola, leftovers, and left outs. Oh, hey, Does he go. say left outs? Yes. Oh, nice. Nice. It's a thing now. It's a thing. Chris, you fucking butchered my name. Hahola here. And he says, just wanted to say thanks, Jay, for shitting on my heritage and butchering the fuck out of my last name. Oh. Dave messaged me after that episode and asked me how to pronounce it, so he has the knowledge. Thanks for asking, Dave. To which I replied to this email, please tell me how to pronounce your last name so I don't have to fucking hear it from Dave. (laughs) And he gladly told me, and his last name is Hahola, so thank you. Uh, Now, on to a serious note. I hopped on the leftover train at the Jurassic World Review, where I had to say I got a little upset that Dave didn't think Bryce Dallas Howard's character was empowered enough to warrant a Tupperware. Dave, how much more fucking empowered can a chick be than one who uh, than one who lures a fucking T Rex into battle with an indomitable Rex? Go back to sleep, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> He's asking you, Chief. I know you thought it. You thought it was a bullshit move. You thought that she was just fucking uh, doing what uh, the fuck. Uh, it was just a fucking callback to uh, uh, Malcolm. Mm-hmm. I disagree with you one hundred percent. I thought it was a great callback, but I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was an empowered move. She's luring a T Rex. She's not only using her brains, but she's also being physical. And I mean, she's pretty much the hero of the film. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know, the high heels... You pompous fuck. The high heels kind of throw it all off. Oh, fuck off with the high heels. That's a stupid thing about the high heels. I don't agree that she should be running with the high heels on. High heels aside, it was an empowered move. High heels aside. What the fuck? Like, you... you, So your perspective on her high heels is that she should have been running or should not have been running in high heels? Should not. Why does that matter? It's a stupid thing. I'm it, just wondering. I know. It's a stupid thing. She should, n- number one, the high heels should have came off. But it does, I don't think it has anything to do with like that taking away from that moment. I mean, no. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just recently I was watching an episode of Doctor Who where Martha Jones was running at full fucking speed and high heels didn't slow her down. Why would it matter? Yeah. I, I mean, I, literally, I did just notice that, so I don't know. Yeah. I'm so happy to hear that you're still watching Doctor Who. What oh, season are you yes. on? Still in three. 
Still oh, that's three. great, though. But yeah, oh, I love that. Show. You're still in the tenant territory. Mm-hmm. So oh that's my good. god! And then it, just, it, it, it actually hurts a little bit when you get out of it. I it, bet it, it does. It, it, there's, it, there's a little bit of an adjustment to, adjustment to Matt Smith, and mm-hmm. and like he, it's it's cool. He's great and all, but you still always kind of like miss Tenant in a way. He Tenant is amazing. He's one of these people that he grew up watching the old Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. He loved it. And then Matt it, Smith knew nothing about Doctor Who. Really? Yeah, like when he when he when he did his um uh when like when he did his like first read for Doctor Who, yeah. he just did his own thing. Oh. And they loved it though. Even real life kind of mirrors stuff with that because the fifth doctor is the father of his wife who he met on set on the episode The Doctor's Daughter and they have a child a daughter who is also the doctor's daughter because mm. <laughs> he was doctor who was also mm-hmm. so it's just, it's just full of wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff i fucking love it and by the end of that i am my own grandpa pretty much yeah yeah you've weird. seen the stupids haven't you yeah no I haven't. you've seen it yeah right. i know what you're talking about that, yeah. that that one's fucked up but it was it was just kind of cool yeah that the fifth doctor is Related legit to the tenth Doctor. I'm glad you're watching Doctor Who, though. It's awesome. It's awesome. I, Did you guys really see the rumors that Tenet's going to come back this season? Uh, I, I was heard just about gonna that. Bring that up. Yeah, yeah, because because they saw him, and uh, they're they're talking about is it like a throwback or? Have you gotten no. to Pompeii yet? No. Okay. No. Yeah, it'll make more sense when you see Pompeii. I, I'm literally one episode past Blink. And I rewatched it for the fuck of it because it's such sure. a good episode. So would that mean that, okay, like Billy Piper's talking about? Is she ever going to come back, or did she say she's done after the after that special that they had? Well, it's you know they always say, oh, this is it, this is it, but that's always like promotional. You know, right. you always get the itch to come back. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't know until recently because I mean, Tenant's amazing. So I've started digging into like shit that he's done, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize he played young Barty Crouch in the Goblet yes. of Fire. Yeah, that that was a neat find. So. Yeah, love Doctor Who. I'll have to watch that again, too. I saw yeah. recently IGN posted a bullshit primer for beginners, and I started to take a look at it, right? And, I mean, started just a few weeks ago with the new stuff, and already, like, three sentences in, they're trying to tell you about Gallifrey and this and that, and I'm skimming through it, and I'm like, it's a bunch of overloaded shit. That's not a beginner's guide. That's if you've watched everything and are fucking current and just want to go back and double-check some stuff. Right. Right. So I, I went on there and I put a post up pretty much like what you told me, like, don't fucking listen to this shit. Just watch Blink. And I had people replying asking me about it. That's cool. Because awesome. they, they're fucking people up. Like, what the fuck? This is not a dictionary. It's supposed to be a beginner's guide. You're scaring people away, you fucks. Right, right. Macy Williams is going to be on the upcoming season. Yeah. I know. And yep. I saw I saw the little preview trailer where they were showing a bunch of clips and I saw our character. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I got to get caught up in a hurry. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, You'll I, love, I it, love it, though. It, it's so good. It's a fun ride, man. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. But, yeah, I'm with you, dude. I thought that fucking Bryce Dallas Howard's character was pretty fucking empowered towards the end of the movie. So I'm with you. I am very picky when it comes to podcasts, and I am proud to say that you guys have jumped to number one to the number one spot on my playlist. I don't care if I listen to my other usuals at this point because you guys knock it out of the park every fucking week. Nice. I love how you guys interact with your listeners and that you guys are real and honest. I feel like I'm sitting at the table with you guys and just dicking around, talking about shit that we love. The length of your podcasts are fantastic, and it really proves your show has got some balls. I've got an hour drive to work, so I put in at least two hours a day driving and tack on another hour or so listening when I'm pumping iron at the gym. 
Sometimes I'll bust out laughing in the car or at the gym, and people will look at me like I'm fucking nuts. <laughs> I keep thinking about this guy, like, you know, benching yeah, and then fucking laughing, and then, it, like, right. the bar landing on his neck and shit. And, I thought the same yeah. thing. It's the worst. Yeah. It's the worst. Have you had it happen before? Yeah. Really? Not listening to this show, but... Mm-hmm. No. no, I didn't mean that. It's been, it's been yeah. like... It's uh, been we're like, not that funny, are we, no, Frank? it's been like six years since I've been to the gym. Yeah. That's why. Not this show. Frank's no. like, Frank's like, I'm dude, I'm putting up great weight when I listen to this show. <laughs> it keeps me focused because so, it's so goddamn boring. I'm, I'm focusing on the weightlifting. He's like, I totally drown out this fucking podcast. That's <laughs> the, the way I took it, too. I know. I, I haven't lifted weights in like five or six years. I, I can't... Li- I have to listen to... Like, the only time I listen to music is when I'm at the gym. Yeah. And dude, I hope you're not one of those guys that when you're bench pressing that you're bouncing the weight off your chest. Ooh. I hate that fucking shit. Yeah, that's shit. bullshit. Yeah, uh, you're you're lifting you're lifting a lot of heavy weight because you're I hate it when guys ba- they literally bounce it off their chest, Jake. Right. That's and making my li- chest hurt thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, and they're they're ba- they, they and, and when the guys like lift their backs up off the bench. No, mm-hmm. you keep dude, you keep it flat, man. It's all about form. It does, it's not about how much you're it's lifting. It's about momentum. Man. Yeah. 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 It's fucked up. Anyway, no, uh, and then what did, what do you say? Uh, the length of your podcasts are fantastic. I love it because like there are people like when that that like that have jobs where like they're out there walking or they're they're cleaning or they're they're doing some kind of like data entry or whatever, and they don't want to keep look list like looking for podcasts to fucking listen to. Like, oh, okay, I just burnt through this fucking hour podcast. Mm-hmm. Now I got to find another one. No, it's like. Our listeners really enjoy us because they do get to spend five, six hours with us and they feel like they do get to know us, which I think on the flip side would turn them off to us because, yeah, I can't believe I spend five to six hours with you fuckers every week. It happens. I wish Jay was here because I get the uncomfortable fucking laugh from Jake. Nobody else says anything. The uncomfortable laugh? Yeah. It's the uncomfortable laugh from Jake. God, I miss Jay. God. Somebody got an abacus or something that we can mark down how many times he he misses him. I think it's like six or seven now. What that you you've said that you missed him. I do. You I really miss, fucking do. I do. <laughs> I do. God. Dave zones out every time I start talking. Yeah, he's over here. What do you think's inside his head? Oh God. <laughs> I don't know. Laura Croft is running around saving the world. <laughs> but her digital boobs can't be too big. Exactly. Or, or yeah. she's not wearing heels. They can't move. They gotta be fucking. She's definitely not wearing a snowsuit. <laughs> Where are we? God, I miss you, Jay. Hey! <laughs> I just want to tell them, uh, let's see, oh yeah, he's talking about sometimes I'll just bust out laughing in the car at the gym and people will look at me like I'm fucking nuts. I just want to tell them that it's a leftover thing and they wouldn't understand. You're also the only podcast that my wife will listen to with me as well. We both laugh at all of your shenanigans and she loves how real you guys are. She can tell you guys are a tight-knit group and she feels super comfortable with that. All right, I think I'm done blowing each one of you for the time being. I hope it was as good for you as it was for me. Keep up the fucking awesome shows. I love I love what you guys do and look forward to listening each and every week. You guys bring a lot of joy to not only me but to all of your listeners, and it means more than you'll ever know. God damn it, I said I was done blowing you guys. Just can't get enough of that leftover dick. <laughs> wow. Okay, I'll stop now. But this definitely will not be the last you hear from me. It sounds like a villain at the end of a fucking cartoon. <laughs> right. This is not the last you've heard of me. 
what kind of evil villain that uses a superpower to blow people? <laughs> I'm going to get you again, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's pretty Drop your drawers. That's pretty villainous, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part's going to be like after the moment of Congress where they just keep going. You're like, oh, oh get off it, get off it. <laughs> Looking forward to adding... Yeah, my wife no longer listens. <laughs> Are you done there, Frank? Sorry. You done? Yeah. I'm still at the moment of Congress. <laughs> you got poetic there for a second. Yeah, yeah. It happens. That was the classiest <laughs> thing I think he's ever said. <laughs> yeah, I'm stealing it from something, so go figure that one. <laughs> Looking forward to adding to your plethora of emails and making the show even longer. Jurassic World movie of the year. Fuck Terminator, Jenna shit, and Fantastic Four. Pop Funko dolls are the shit. Brian yeah. just doesn't know. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, they're cool. They are cool. Guys that collect bobbleheads. They don't bobble. They're cool. <laughs> they're not bobbleheads. Whatever. The, oh, oh the, you're defending them. You I fuckers defending them. Why wouldn't I defend them? You're big, big bulbous, <laughs> every other you're big, bulbous <laughs> fucking... You're little fucking dolls. You're little fucking dolls. I love them. Little fucking dolls. They're awesome. Yeah, they are cool. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad you finally agree. Classic garbage. Hey, it could be worse. He could be into Dorbs. I love Dorbs. Oh god, yeah, I know. Okay, I think I like Dorbs right. more than Pops. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, can, I, I can I can sort of understand the Funko thing, but I can't do the Dorbs. I can't I can't understand either of them. Little dolls, little big heads, elephantitis fucking looking things running around. There goes our elephantitis listener. Good. Yeah. You are an animal. Anyway, yeah, uh, let's see. That's the last of the regular emails. We're going to go on to Good Pop, Bad Pop. So we're going to stop right here. Fuck, it's been uh, two hours of emails. Really? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow, that's the most genuine wow ever. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. All right, we'll be back with uh, Good Pop, Bad Pop. Greetings, Leftover Army. Pop Culture Leftovers is the people's podcast. They're always looking for new writers and YouTube reviewers to join the team because they themselves aren't talented enough to write them. In all honesty, they're not even sure Frank can read. But their listeners can. So send your reviews to popcultureleftovers at gmail.com and if the leftovers like it, they'll contact you and you could see your article featured on popcultureleftovers.com. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Leftover Army. You should follow the leftovers on Instagram at Instagram.com slash PopCultureLeftovers and on Tumblr at PopCultureLeftovers2.tumblr.com. If you get a few shots of vodka in you, it's almost as sexy as my voice. That's gangster. Hey, we are back, and uh, it is now time... For, uh, fuck, god damn it, what the fuck did I just hit? I hate this fucking show. (laughs) It loves you too. It's time for Good Pop, Bad Pop. It's time for more leftover reviews with Good Pop, Bad Pop. All right, Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week or weeks that we either watched or read. Sometimes we like these things, other times we hate them. So here on Pop Culture Leftovers, we do have a unique rating system. Here's Clive to tell you all about said rating system. 
The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right, I, I'm going to start off uh, Good Pop, Bad Pop this week, and I think we'll go around the table. It'll be me, Jake, Frank, and then Dave, and then we'll just keep going around, and we'll just stop yammering on about shit when we're done. I love leftover, Clive. Oh, yeah, he's a leftover. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that fucked up, Frank? I don't give a fucking fuck. Up? I'm a left out now. I don't give a shit. <laughs> That's inclusion by exclusion. <laughs> you son of a fuck. <laughs> yes, that is exactly correct. I was. I am a son of a fuck. I think we all are. Pretty much. Yeah, in a way. Yep. Yeah. All yeah. our dads are motherfuckers. You know, on my um, exact... <laughs> On my exact birthday, the first test tube baby was created, so I don't know if that's a coincidence or not. Oh. <laughs> let's talk about The Gift. Yeah, let's do so. The Gift uh, starring Jaleel White and Dustin Diamond in that wonderful porno movie. <laughs> Frank's losing it over there. <laughs> nice work. Nicely done. I made Frank Nicely fucking done. I made Spit his drink out. We have achieved spit take, everyone. <laughs> Nicely fucking done. Where actually, was the periscope actually, for that? God damn it. I remember when that happened in the third act of the same movie with Jillia White <laughs> and Dustin Diamond. <laughs> also <laughs> nicely done. <laughs> so. Um, no, but no, uh, Jake, uh, I think... Dave, did you see the gift? I did not. I'm not even going to ask your ass. Nope. <laughs> Big shocker. But uh, Dave, we're, uh, for Jake, excuse me. Don't gonna... ever do that. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. Wait, no, wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. It's my name right. I know, I know. <laughs> There's no way in God's hell you could ever pull off a comic book corner. I know, I know. Like this man over here. <laughs> I so know. I don't want to. No, it's, uh, we're going to be talking about the gift. Uh, starring Jason Bateman, Joel Edgerton, and Rebecca Hall. And it's uh, written and directed by Joel Edgerton. When I saw the trailers for this, Jake, I'm going to talk about it here real quick. When I saw the trailers for this, I just thought it looked like every fucking, like, 90s thriller. Like, you know, like, single white female. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, unlawful uh, entry. Unlawful <laughs> entry. Um, sleeping, sleeping with the enemy. You know, I just thought it looked like every, like every 90s thriller that was made and and when I actually started watching this movie and realizing that wow Jason Bateman is giving me a great performance Joel Edgerton is is great Rebecca Hall is fantastic and this movie started to take on I don't know it, it started to do its own thing it was it, it wasn't like all the other classic tropes and all those other movies that we just mentioned it was like it's I loved it. I, I give it a Tupperware. I, I thought it was great. The twists were great. I loved it. I thought the acting was great. Um, Jason Bateman really killed it in this movie for me, I yeah. think. I think he's what sold me in this because, oh my, I, I don't want to fucking give any, I don't want to give it away because I want people to watch this. But I understand. I don't, I don't know what you thought of this movie, mm -hmm. but I loved it. I, I, it was like, it was a break from like what I thought it was going to be. And I was shocked at how good this movie was. You want to hear what I thought? Yeah. It was a low taste it for really? me. Really? I'm yeah. shocked. I was highly disappointed with it. Wow. And it's, it's kind of hard to really go in. Maybe like on DVD release we can come back to this. 
Yeah. But it's hard for me to really go into my disappointment without getting really spoilery about okay. it. Okay, so it's 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 some of those spoilers that kind of like took you out of it. Yeah, the twist made me like I was just like, okay, I, I'm kind of done with this movie. Ugh. And I thought I thought it was kind of tropey too. I thought the first half was really tropey. And no, then, well, yeah, that, 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 but but I think like that, that that's where it separates itself in like the third act. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think it ta- I think it doesn't go down that fucking same road that the, all those. It, it, it like it like it. I, okay, number one. Oh shit! It's like all those movies. Like towards the end of the movie, it's all jump scares. It's all jump scares at the end of the movie, yeah. and like they only rely on like there's like two jump scares in this entire movie mm-hmm. that are in the second act. Like, the last third act of this movie is not jump scares at all, and I love that fact. Yeah. That it's actually story and that you're actually figuring out, like, who these characters really are. Like, who's who and, like, what, what's this character's motivation and, and oh, man, I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, I, 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 was, I was, had really high hopes. I was super excited to go see it and then was kind of just, like, meh about it at the end. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense, though. And like me and I, you don't always see eye to eye. And like I said, it's hard for me to really discuss my disappointment without, like, ruining everything. But I think the um, trailer was a little bit too revealing, too. I don't. Uh, the, trailer made, the trailer made me not want to see the movie. The trailer made me be like, eh, this just looks like every other movie that's ever been made. I thought the trailer gave away the third act. Really? Maybe yeah. I didn't see the same trailers or I didn't watch them that closely. Yeah. Because I... I didn't get that. And so the first two acts seem kind of inconsequential. Really, I can't even talk. When the third act happened, I was, I was like waiting for the third act, the whole movie, because of the trailers. Hmm. And then there was nothing there. I, I, I thought the conclusion was kind of lame, and I hated how open-ended the ending was. Oh, I and, loved this movie. Yeah. I thought I, it was great. I thought the performances, I Tupperware the performances. Yeah, Rebecca I, Hall was fantastic. Uh, Bateman, I've never Bateman seen him in anything great. like this. Oh my god, he was great. But I don't know. I think I feel like this would have been a little bit higher had I had if I saw it without seeing a single commercial trailer. I think I, I would have been a little bit more blown away about the third act. I think this is a great movie. I think this is a great movie that you should see in theaters. I would recommend it highly. It's a Tupperware for me, and I think it's a great date night movie. If you want, to, <laughs> I do. I think if you want to take a date to this movie, I think that you and the date, I think you'll have a good time with it. I do. I like it. Yeah, and like you said, the two jump scares, you, she's guaranteed to grab you at least twice during the movie. That's true. So yeah, but uh, th- see, that's what I, I thought. Like that's what I was worried about. Like the whole last half of the movie, I thought mm-hmm. it was going to be like that Idris Elba movie where it was all jump scares. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that, you know, I can't remember what the Idris Elba movie was called. I don't. Either. I watched it, but Man, um, I really wanted the final confrontation between the two characters. I was kind of let down that we never got that. Really? Yeah, I wanted one final confrontation. I love the psychological the shit, characters. man. I, thought I, it was I, I so like good. it too, but I, I thought st- it was great. I still think it was earned. That we oh, needed... we can't. We, we can't get into it know, without getting spoilerish. I know. I know. So uh, yeah. I was let uh, down. I'm sorry, man. I loved it. It was like a five. I give it a Tupperware, man. And I, this is a hard movie for me to Tupperware because I usually don't like these types of movies. Yeah, I'm surprised you, you're Tupperware. Uh, I don't know, man. I think Joel... I'm, I'm ready for like what Joel Edgerton has going next. I think he's a great... I think he's actually a better director and writer now than he is an actor. Mm. I think he kind of like falls in the same line of like Angelina Jolie and Ben Affleck when it comes to that. I can see that. So I won't argue that. Yeah. I think he's a better director than a writer. I I loved I loved the writing in this. I thought it could have been just like every other movie, and even though some of the tropes are there, I don't think it relied on those in the third act. I think that's what the third act. What I loved about the movie 
what separated it from all those other movies where there's like like that showdown that mm-hmm. you were speaking of. I'm glad they didn't go down that route, and it was more psychological. Yeah, it got really Mark Miller for me in that third act. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. <laughs> where it was like, let's show you some disturbing-ass shit. <laughs> yeah, no, that, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, but, like, on the flip side, it, it did make you think. It was fucked up. It made me think of some disturbing-ass shit. <laughs> well, Mark, Mark Miller will do that, so, yeah. Ugh. Um, let's see here. Uh, Jake, moving on to your good pop, bad pop. Oh, yeah. I just really quickly wanted to talk about um, Last Comic Standing. Um, it came back on the air about four weeks ago. I just kind of marathoned the... Who's hosting that these days? I, I, I'm going to get into that. Oh, uh, well, they, excuse me. <laughs> pardon moi. Excuse me. <laughs> wow. Basically, they just retweet. Hey, Brian, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. If, if you wouldn't interrupt me, I, I, I'd actually tell you these things. Ooh. Well, you know what? <laughs> and that concludes Good Pop, Bad Pop this week. <laughs> oh, shit. But they, the left outs are going to sit over here and just watch. What's going on? We're going to talk about Unlawful Entry 2, starring <laughs> Jaleel White and Dustin Diamond. <laughs> is that a real thing, Unlawful Entry 2? <laughs> no. But that is the name if it was to happen. <laughs> They just um, retooled the show um, from last year. God, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on who the host used to be, but it was the guy that was... Uh, Jay Moore? Wasn't no, he a host at one time? He, at one time. The guy that was Larry David's, like, living... Jeff Garland? No, not... That, that was his agent. J.B. Smooth? Yes, J.B. Smooth was the host for the last couple seasons. Oh, I'm sorry. I was still talking and trying to help you out I there. I needed your help there. I needed your help there. Oh, but earlier, earlier when I was asking a question and inquiring something, I should have shut the fuck up because you were going to get to it. You're catching on. All right. <laughs> I'm not a soothsayer, so I can't read the fucking future. I'll try better in the future. I appreciate that. Consult your stones. Yeah. <laughs> help me read. But now I... Uh, Eric- <laughs> nice Frank I'm listening Jake um, They kind of retooled the show from the last couple seasons um, Anthony Jesenick is now the host Who I find hilarious he, uh, uh, Man dude his fucking Comedy Central show Got fucking skewered oh, really? I don't think Comedy Central was ready for it dude Yeah he is great He is not unwilling to throw barbs at anyone Including the people trying out for this show mm-hmm. The other judges themselves I mean he really No holds barred with what did he's saying Did you watch his show Dave? Yeah. What did you think about it? Do you think that, do you think like, like, do you think it worked in that format? You know what I mean? Cause like, dude, he, like, I love him during the fucking Comedy Central roasts and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think like, did, was he in the Bieber roast at all? No, I don't think so. Exactly. There's certain people that they wouldn't let be on the Bieber roast, and right. I guarantee he wanted to be. Fucking Daniel Tosh wanted to be, <laughs> and he doesn't want to participate in any of that shit, and they wouldn't let him. Hmm. Yeah, what, he, he seemed a little handcuffed in it. I, 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 I'd like them to just let that dude go. Just no holds barred, go for it. Well, that's why he shouldn't be doing fucking Comedy Central right. then. Yeah, it, it, he needs to be on a paid cable HBO, format. yeah, he needs to be in that kind of Yeah, arena. put him on like a Bill Maher type format. Yeah. Like, like John Oliver, let him just fucking go at people. Because I love Hannibal Buress, but have you watched Why? Right. And I ask myself why. Yeah. It's horrible, it's, dude. It, it's the most ironically named TV show. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> I've hijacked your good pop, bad pop for the way you treated me earlier, Jake. Aww. How do you like that? How Aww. do you like that? No, I'm just fucking me with you. Me and my beard are sad. <laughs> Go for it. Now talk to me. But yeah, and now they have Norm MacDonald on as a judge, who's one of my all-time favorite um, SNL alumni. 
he was kind of blackballed from Hollywood there for a while after the whole oh, SNL shit, right? Totally, he totally. was doing fucking what was he doing? Those fucking insurance commercials for yeah. what was it? it uh, you know what I, you remember? Yeah, and he had that sports comedy show on Comedy Central for a moment too. That kind of uh, that kind of failed. I didn't watch that either. But um, he's on. Um, Roseanne is a host, and uh, Keenan Ivory Wayne's is a host, and okay. they're they're, like, they're the judges. Excuse me, not host. Okay. And I, I watched the first four episodes, and it, it's a Tupperware for me. I. I really like stand-up comedy. I think there's a lot of great up-and-coming talent on this season of the show. Yeah. A lot of really dark comedy for an NBC primetime show. Um, I urge anyone that likes stand-up comedy to seek out these first four episodes. I believe they're on Hulu, or if you're subscribed to any service with On Demand, you can watch them on there. Mm. It has been a lot of fun. I'm not going to sit here and like repeat the best jokes and everything, because I hate that when people are like, repeat stand-up comedy jokes to me and everything if you right. have, it, it's one thing if like me and you both saw the same stand-up special and we can laugh and about we're it laughing together. about stuff together but like you trying to deliver a line that somebody else yes they are the only ones that can deliver it yeah. exactly and when people do that to me i kind of roll my eyes at that mm-hmm. and everything so i'm not going to go into that diatribe but i mean it's, it's a very strong tupperware i really it was like the first episode's two hours, and then a couple one-hour episodes. So it's like five hours of TV that I just is it on NBC. Through. It's on NBC. Yes, that's about the only good thing they got going. Yeah, no shit, no fucking. They shit. They canceled Hannibal. Aaron Claude Miller's like a big fan of that show, and they canceled that show. Yeah, that's the fucked up thing about NBC, man. Yeah, if you're not a singing competition, you're fucked on NBC. And it, yeah, I mean, it's fucked up, man, from the network that brought you Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah Cheers. Cheers. Like, NBC was the network back in the day. Must right. see fucking TV. Yeah, no shit. And that meant something at What the point. fuck happened? Like, now it's like CBS is killing it, right? Yeah. yeah I agree. Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Big Bang yeah. Theory and... Uh, no, I, I like Big Bang Theory. Yeah, me too. For what it is. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I can't stand it. I like it. Really? Yeah, what, what puts so you off about it? How Time Warner sold out the show is. It just drives me fucking nuts. Like all their biggest fandoms that. are Time Warner fandoms, and it I just can't. Like, I can't enjoy it because of the laugh track. Yeah, the laugh track's fucking stupid. Uh, I like it. I like it too. I guess I'm just one of the fucking sheep. I like it, yeah. man. No, I you enjoy gotta understand. It. I have a buddy who works in production and explained to me that they still use the same laughing sounds from audiences in like the 40s and 50s. So like you're just listening to dead people laugh the whole episode. That makes, That's it, a little that makes morbid. it super creepy. <laughs> no shit. Hence why I don't but, like the show. But I'm usually listening to the things that they say before they hit that laugh. Exactly. Right. I'm not thinking like, oh, I'm listening right. to the dead people. It's right. not like an M. Night Shyamalan twist. <laughs> no, it's, you know, it's funny jokes about nerdy stuff I like. I, I hear dead people. <laughs> Time Warner nerdy <laughs> <Fuck>. stuff. Spoiler. <laughs> that's, that's the reality, kids. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Fuck, yeah. I still love it. Even if, even if, even if, I, I, the, I like the Wilhelm, the Wilhelm scream, too. Yeah. In fucking shit. So it oh, doesn't bother great. me. That shows up everywhere, but that's great when you hear it, you're like, oh! And that guy's been dead for years, yeah. so I don't give a fuck. But yeah, I strongly urge everyone, Last Comic Standing, check it out if you love the stand-up. Yeah. I think my dad's a big fan of that show. Yeah, I think you would like it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched like a little bit of the first season, but... Yeah, it's come a long yeah. way. Yeah. I think the last season I watched was way back when like Josh Blue was on it. Was uh, that the first season? Yeah. No, hey, it wasn't the first season. Dave, the let me ask you this. Has the beginning? I, the last episode was good, but like, has this season of Key and Pill been kind of like, yeah? Well, I, I think I think it shows that they they their heart's not in it. 
Uh, like that that statement. Well, they're they doing released. a movie. Well, that statement they released where they were like, "Well, you know, it's just time to move on and do other things." Mm-hmm. Uh, you can you can tell the vibrancy that they had before. Mm-hmm. It's they, they, it feels a little colored by numbers. You know, going just, through the motions. I just felt like you know, like I'll watch a whole episode in Key and Peel, and like I'll love like maybe one sketch in it, and right. I'll just be like. This is not like the first like couple seasons where I was just like loving everything that they put out. It just seems like they're getting a little bored. Oh man. I think the last episode last two episodes have been better. Yeah. Than the first like three though, so of this season. It's gotta be a grind. Yeah. It's gotta be an absolute grind. Yeah. And so. they've set the bar so high for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, because like everybody was like, "Oh my gosh, you know, like nothing's gonna nothing's gonna be better than Chappelle show." And like these guys come out, and it's like, uh, yeah, I, yeah, Chappelle show was good, but man, these fucking these Key and Peele guys are funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Chappelle did it right; he got out after two seasons before right. he entered that stage. Yeah, I mean, that see, that's what's messed up though. Is like, it's like he like was it the pressure that got to him, and that's why he like like yeah, flipped out and I think, shit. I think so. So maybe. Is it is it Comedy Central or that's fucking like like with Key and Peel like that's why they have to get out is it is it dealing with Comedy Central executives and shit that's driving them crazy? It might be the production okay. schedule. It's like when you, when you see a really awesome creative team in a yeah. comic book and you can tell that they're just like trying to turn this shit out meet editorial deadlines. That's why the the Doctor Who like element of where like we do it when we're ready. That sort of thing. It was. That's true. I like yeah. that because it's like, yeah, we waited like, you know, two years or whatever for, the, you know, season eight. But, mm-hmm. you know, they're not going to just fucking like Stephen Moffat's just not going to be like, OK, here's a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. And because because honestly, that seventh season, there were some there, there were stretches in there where I was like, fuck, what the fuck is Stephen Moffat doing with Doctor Who? You can't you can't rush perfection. Right. So. Yeah, man. Um, I, I, fuck, I had a thought, and I fu- it lost me. It escaped me. So fuck it, whatever. Moving on. Uh, Frank, good pop, bad pop for this week, Chief. Yep. All right. Video games, man. Yeah. Okay, yeah. dude. I know. You know, I used to give you so much fucking shit, dude, when we first when you first started getting on the show about the video games, uh-huh. and then people started to say, you know what? I want to hear about video games. So Frank, I'm letting you talk about video games. Woo-hoo. We need to get this guy a video game bumper. Uh, Frank, a video game bumper? You could. I don't know. I, see, the thing with the video game stuff... Yeah, I, Frank needs a fucking video game bumper. I would love bumper. that 8-bit music right. and shit. <laughs> That'd be cool. fucking awesome. I'd get down for I'll it. I'll get you... Uh, you know what? I'm going to you know, I'm gonna put a lot of fucking thought into this one. Okay. I'll Gotta give you, have uh, the 8-bit music. I'll get, I'll get him some 8-bit music. I'll uh, Shit, you know what? I'm going to go... You know, seriously, I'm going to go all out. I'm going to go out. I'm going to get you some 8-bit music, and then I'll have fucking... I'll have a band sing a fucking song... Ah oh, shit! Like uh, I'm Frank. My video game shit is stank, and <laughs> I don't know. It'll be it'll be dope as fuck. Let's, we'll well, get, right, we'll get MC Hammer to do it. He's Bad. hurting for work. Oh shit! <laughs> make up for that. Make, make, make up for that iTunes bumper, right? <laughs> 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 Wait a minute. <laughs> like, I've been trying to figure out like the best way to do the you know game reviews yeah. because a lot of these. Mm. You gotta sink several hours into. It's not like a two hour movie. It's not like a half hour show. Sometimes to really be able to give the listeners like an accurate review. You know what's I fucked up? Twenty to thirty hours into. You know what's fucked up, Frank? What? You talk about how much you love Destiny. Yep. And I listen to nerd porn with Aaron Claude Miller. Yeah. And those guys play Destiny. Uh huh. And he had some people on. Yep. And everybody that they've talked to. 
they drop off a of destiny. And you're saying stick with it. That they said there's no fucking story. That's they said there's no fucking story with Destiny, and they fucking they hate the game. It's somewhat true, and it's somewhat not. And actually, I, I wrote a uh, little write-up for Aaron, and mm-hmm. I dropped it off on his Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I'm finished with it in its current incarnation. I've done everything that there is to do. Right. I know a lot of people like Aaron himself dropped off after, you know, like halfway through even mm-hmm. just the first part without the DLC. But, I mean... One of the bad things about a game that evolves over time, they're constantly going in and doing updates. They fuck with their own system. So, I mean, in its current incarnation, it's broken. The economy's broken. How you play is broken. And it's, I'm, I'm done with it in its current incarnation. I'm a little disappointed with it now. However, I mean, for a total of, uh, we're not even going to count how many times I bought that motherfucking thing, but just on the PlayStation <laughs> 4, which is the one I usually play on, mm-hmm. for a total of $90, I looked, because they keep track of your stats, I've got over a 1,000 hours into that game. Wow. That's that's getting a lot of bang for your buck. So, yeah, I might be a little disappointed with it now, mm. but, I mean, I've already, I mean, I've used it up. I've had my fun with it. Yeah. they got another incarnation of it coming out in September, but, you know, I'm not looking at any of that stuff because... At the moment, to me, it's a lot of a lot of hype. Let's get everybody excited. Let's get everybody. What's excited. going on with What's going on with uh, fucking uh, Oculus Rift and fucking uh, No Man's Sky and all this fucking shit? It's coming. It keeps changing hands. More and more people get involved, but it's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It, it, Oculus Rift, especially, is getting a lot of financial backers. And No Man's Sky, they're really touting this as like a, a very unique gaming experience. Like, like you yeah, there's do... like two games that I'm like kind of like as like a non-video game player these days like mm-hmm. they, that I am interested in yeah. and No Man's Sky is one of them and then that Star Wars game is like the other. Right, right. I mean both are good reasons to get excited. I'm really curious to see about the VR stuff because one of the things I'm glad about there's been several times in gaming history where they've tried to introduce you know virtual reality <coughs> virtual boy <coughs> Piece of shit Nintendo console that went uh, nowhere. The Virtual Boy that was like the red. Yeah, seen the and red. The, yeah, the only color I had was fucking red. Right. All but, I wanted for that game was like a game where I could be fucking Jaleel White and I could fuck Dustin Jesus Diamond. Jesus Christ! <laughs> and they never did it. Um, the good thing about Sony also is starting to try to work on its own uh, virtual reality stuff. The only thing that I'm glad of is Sony's that- trying to do their own. Why won't they just take it? So did Oculus Rift, like, did they work out an exclusive deal with Xbox? No. Uh, it, it's still undetermined on where it's all going to show up. Everybody's at this point, because there's nothing yet on the market. Okay. Everybody's still kind of developing their own stuff. Right. But the good thing is, is that no one's released anything that's half-assed and shitty. They keep tooling. They keep tinkering. When this thing finally comes out, it's going to be what everybody wants. They're talking mm. about having, like... You're holding these things in your hands, kind of like a dumbbell, you know, it's just like a cushion thing or whatever, and then you can, like, shoot stuff. And one of the things that they're working on is, like, when you turn your head, Mm -hmm. that actually everything tracks and stays where it's supposed to. It's a little disorienting from what some people have said because, like, if you're moving on the little gyrosphere thing or whatever, like you're walking, it's sometimes a little bit disconcerting because your sense of perception is warped. And I guess one guy like got sick from it real bad, so they're, mm. they're they're putting in the effort to try to really get that thing developed right before it comes out. Wow! And the guy uh, I, I got retweeted by Cliff Blazinski the other day. Yeah, he I told me that. that. Yeah, yeah, he's the director of. Uh, he was the director of Gears of War. So he retweeted games. you. Well, favorite or he favored favorite. Okay, I mean it was a nothing tweet, but still I'm like hee hee because I know the guy. I've been following him for a long time. Sure. 
But uh, he actually, he's got a lot of money on, on his own, and he's a big investor in Oculus Rift. Too, okay. So. so he's got a lot of money in it, so they want this to succeed. Yeah, big time. Facebook's yeah. involved. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's there's a lot of different things involved with this. So. Shit. Yeah. It's going to be a different kind of experience by oh the time it gosh. fucking launches. And then I'm, gonna... I'm looking forward to fucking Oculus Rift, dude. Me too. But I'll get back into video games if fucking Oculus Rift comes out. Because with that, it doesn't matter if I've got a wandering eye or not. It's not like 3D. Yeah. I, I'd be able to be in it, and I think that'd be bitching. Oh, my God. Uh, it would be fucking no kidding, amazing. Right? So, I mean... Star Wars game, Oculus Rift... Yeah, no Where shit. I can fucking, like, hold a lightsaber and shit. Well, like, Jake, his big thing is... I can fucking, like, I can use the fucking force and shit and throw shit. Dave, right. are you getting sleepy? No. All right. There's, uh... <laughs> he's, he's watching <laughs> he's I'm, just, I'm making sure, man. No, There's, uh, like... Uh, it's uh, like, if, if this was a video game, it would be Dave's Dave's alertness meter on the right-hand side of you. And I'd just be watching that alertness meter. No, I'm good. The, 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 the sleepy meter. You know what you should do? You remember, like, way back when The Simpsons were on Tracy Ullman? Yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. they all got set in the room together where they could zap the fuck out of each other. Mm-hmm. You should hook him up to that. That way, when he goes to sleep, just like... Oh, man. If I could put, like, one of those dog collars on him and, like, a little shock thing and wake him up, that'd right. be cool. But, uh, All right, so talk to me about your video game review for this yeah, week. Uh, it's Arkham Knight. Uh, came out back in June. Okay. And like I was saying, I've had to try to figure out how to do these reviews because sometimes... That's see- fucked up. It came back out in June and yeah. you're just re- you're reviewing it now. Well, right, but... Kind of like, tells people that you haven't been here in a while. Well, that's true, but I've got... I dumped <laughs> over 30 hours into the game. Yeah. So, I mean... I know. You don't, you don't want to review a game prematurely. Exactly. Frank doesn't like to do anything prematurely. Hell no, I don't. Frank wants to give it his all we each and every time. Experience. The man hammer must <laughs> produce. Man hammer. Mm-hmm. Good lord. <laughs> okay, so Arkham Knight. Uh, real quick synopsis on it. With his back against the wall. Back- Ooh, are you talking about Julio White and Dustin Diamond no. again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brother, I think it's going to be his front against the wall on that one. <laughs> okay, okay. With his back against the wall. Back- <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. It's okay. With his back against the wall, Dustin Diamond. Oh, no. Batman turns to his closest allies to help him save Gotham City from the clutches of Scarecrow and the Arkham Knight's army. A familiar face also returns to give the Dark Knight a message he cannot ignore. There's actually two really big spoiler things that I'm not going to get into on this. Is this like, okay, is this the last of these Arkham games? Yeah. Is this like, okay, so it's, really, it was, it was a, is it a trilogy? Is that what I'm hearing? Well, there's four games, but really there's one that people didn't really like a lot. It was uh, Arkham Origins, and it's oh, not really okay. considered part of the, the main trilogy. Oh, so basically what Fox is doing with uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Pretty much. Okay. So uh, it was made by a different studio and team yeah, and everything. Though. Yeah, it, nobody liked it very much. I didn't play it. Uh, I played Arkham Asylum, which is the first one, and then Arkham City, which is the second, and this is the third. Okay. Um, and then the uh, find my notes here. Am I sorry? I was on. I had the wrong screen up. The voice of Batman is the same fellow that's been doing it since clear back the animated series. Uh, Kevin Conroy. Oh, awesome! And um, there, there's, it, it's an. I have to break this up into two different segments, and then I'll be able to give you the ultimate review, like the ultimate rating. Okay. So, as with video games, as I've mentioned before, half of it's the story or the experience that you're given. The other half is the gameplay and how it works and whether or not it's enjoyable. Because Absolutely. if you got 30 hours of content to get through, you want to at least have fun while you're doing it. Exactly. You don't want it to feel like a boring grind. Right. Um, like this podcast. <laughs> 
there's uh, you actually get to control the Batmobile in this. And the Batmobile has two different modes. Dude, did I read something on the fucking internet today where they were controlling the 1989 Batmobile? Yep, that's part of the DLC that's out. No you shit. Act, your Batman actually wears the uh, Burton costume with the yellow... Oh, the Michael Keaton Burton yeah. costume? Uh-huh. Yeah. And the Batmobile changes into the one from 89. Dude, that is so dope as fuck. I did not buy that DLC, but I'm going to. Okay. Because does it come the, with missions, too? Uh, I'm not sure. I know that the I know that the season pass, the way they have that set up, is way different than how they've been doing it. Usually, when you buy a season pass, you get like two or three different downloadable content packs that have you know like skins or different weapons, different characters you can play as or missions. The way they've broken this up is they have a six month schedule where they'll release it a little here, a little there. Like one of them was playing as Batgirl, yeah. another one's playing as Nightwing, mm. stuff like that. Right. Uh, Catwoman. So I didn't get that because I, I didn't know how much I would like the game. Yeah, I, you can always pick it up later on, and I very well might because uh, you know playing the game is incredibly enjoyable. A lot of people bitched about, well, the the Batmobile makes you overpowered because y- you hold the L two button and mm-hmm. the thing morphs into a fucking tank. Ah, uh, so, I see. And, but I think the mechanics with that worked well. Uh, driving the Batmobile around town, if you do it from a third-person point of view, it's kind of hard to control. You end up sliding all over the place. I've heard that. You're not the first person to say that. But switching into first-person mode, I had no problems. Because okay. there's some missions later on, uh, it, like some including the Riddler, in fact, where he, he sets up obstacle courses for you to get around. And some of them include using the afterburner in the back to be able to go through a loop-de-loop and not fall and blow up the Batmobile and lose the challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first-person mode cleared up all those issues for me. I had no problems controlling it after that. I was able to chase down bad guys, you know, whip around corners and shit, no problem. Still can't do it in third-person mode, but I did find a way that worked really good for me. Cool. Um, all the upgrades and stuff that you can unlock just from playing the game uh, for the Batmobile are really awesome. You get different missiles and stuff like that, EMP pulses and shit. Um, so, I mean, that was a big question that a lot of people had was how that mechanic would work. And I think it worked out well because it is its own entity separate from, like, the physical combat that you do in the game. Mm-hmm. And Okay, so physical combat, mm-hmm. how is that, dude? Is awesome. it is it is it a lot of combos or is it button mashing? I mean, what is it? Is it a combination of both? It's as accessible as what a button mashing thing could be. If you wanted to, you could just hammer on the like attack button, mm-hmm. and then at random, bad guy will show could up. Could you manhammer on? <laughs> I, I manhammer everything. I bet you do. <laughs> anyway, so like somebody comes up to you, and if they're going to attack you, a little icon over their head shows up, and it's colored. Mm-hmm. And it, it that helps to give you a clue as to how you can counter them. Some of them you press the Y button to actually block and then knock them back. Others, if they're armored... Uh, you get a little red flash, and then you gotta jump, and then you'll flip over them to be able to get to their back. Oh, so okay, that's cool. It flows very, very well, in my opinion, and I've played the other two as well. I think it flows the best. Out okay, of so like, if, if you do attack them from the front and they uh-huh. are armored, yeah. is it is it just like are can you can you break through their defenses eventually, or using certain moves you can? Okay, uh, as an example, you have guys that come at you with riot shields. So, what but it's hit- easier if you flip over and just. Yeah, well, actually, the way to take them out, there's a specific button combination you do have to hit. Oh, okay. Uh, circle XX, not that it matters, but then what Batman does is he jumps up, posts off their shield, and drops his foot on their head. Uh, other guys who, um, they might be electrified, they might have, like, electric fists where they punch <laughs> you, it zaps you. Right. You know what I mean? It stuns. So, 
Batman, of course, always has a plan for everything. He has his own little electric gun. You shoot him, it neutralizes it, and then you can proceed to beat the living fuck out of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, several... he's the same guy that had fucking shark repellent. Why not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's several times where you encounter Nightwing. and uh, How does Nightwing look in this, dude? Good. Really What's good. the costume look like? Is it the fucking blue. New 52? Is it the oh. red or is it the blue? It's blue. It's blue. It's blue. Okay. I mean, see, I wouldn't know about New 52 or not, but like it's Dude, blue. I love the I love the fucking the blue. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that. He looks good in it. You too, Dave? Oh, fuck yeah, yeah. dude. And what's cool is like, I mean, um, with, with what took place for Dick Grayson to become Nightwing over in Bloodhaven, um, it, it's touched on. You know, they comment about stuff. In this, and that's one of the things I loved about it. There's some Batman stories that I have read in comic form. I've read mm-hmm. The Killing Joke. There's things that are referenced in this, including a graphic flashback to that where you see Barbara Gordon go to the door and open the door and the Joker shoots her. Mm. It's, it's incredible. I mean, some of it is like, oh shit, did I just really watch that? Mm-hmm. Like, it's one thing to read it in the comic and then to see it acted out really well. Yeah. Um, they touch on stuff with the death in the family with Jason Todd. Um, there's all sorts of throwbacks. Um, there's stuff in it with Hush. Uh, it, it's so good. And there was some things that came up in it that really surprised me, that really excited me, and I wish I could say, but like, Jake's gonna play it. And I know Jason uh, is going to be playing it soon, so I don't yeah. want to spoil it. But like, um, the story is amazing. The gameplay is amazing. Okay, so I, no, it's got to be a Tupperware, no, right? There's a butt. What there's the a fuck? Butt. What the fuck? Lots of people who have kind of followed it know that the PC version is unplayable. They outsourced the uh, development or the localization, I can't remember which, to them, and it, it it's broken. Mm. And I don't know if they fixed it yet. However, PlayStation 4 still has some issues. Not a lot. Doesn't make it unplayable, but there were several times where I was going, and like the big thing with the combat is the flow. Batman's mm-hmm. all over the place. He's controlling the fucking battlefield. Right. And then all of a sudden, the screen glitches. You get stuck into a wall. Mm. I it, thought his back was against the wall. Well, <laughs> yeah. It's not all the time. Was, but, that, um, was that touched on? No. Um... <laughs> But yeah, it it didn't happen a lot, mm-hmm. but enough for me to notice it and be like, damn it, you know, how come you couldn't take the time to polish this a little more? You right. have the ability to do updates. If yeah. you know it's wrong, fix it. Fix it, yeah. Gameplay is a high taste it. Okay. Only because if they go back and fix it and you don't have these glitches, it that part would so be So that's a what keeps it from being a Tupperware overall? Well, yeah. Okay. Overall, the game is a high taste it because okay. the story is a Tupperware. In comic form, it are any be of these Arkham amazing. games a Tupperware for you? Any of the previous two? Uh, Arkham Asylum is a Tupperware. Okay. Arkham City is a taste it. Okay, um, but um, shit, I did look it up, and the events in this are canon in DC. I got a question for you. Yeah, as we stand right now in 2015, it's mm-hmm. more than halfway over. Yeah, what's your favorite game so far? I know it's not the Tupperwares, and this could change in November when a bunch of new games come out and shit. But like, yeah. what's your favorite game so far, Frank? I got to say it's this one because there's a lot in it that surprised me. It, it, it there, I wasn't expecting some of the twists and turns that came up. It was some extremely well done. So it's got a great story mode. Yes, it does. Cool. Yep. Have you seen any of the stuff online saying about you need to be playing this game on Halloween? No, but I, it makes sense. What's that about, Dave? Have you ever read the story, The Long Halloween, Mm-mm. in the comics? Yeah, it's awesome. I haven't. 
It's the Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale. There's, oh, there's, there's rumors that you need to be playing Arkham Knight on Halloween. Is this regarding uh, Operation? When Nightfall? did this? When did this comic come out? Oh, um, it's long Halloween over a decade. Yeah, long Halloween's probably early two thousands. Okay. Would be my before, guess. before that team did any of the Marvel color books. Okay, before Holt Gray, Daredevil Yellow, Spider Man Blue. Okay, this is what that team did. Was it a pretty good run? <coughs> Twelve issues. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great little story. And suppose because, like he was saying, there's specific instances in the continuity that are referenced in this game, and. The word is be playing on Halloween. I'm oh, there. There you go, Frank. Yep. And yep. I want you to follow up on it, man. There's if you're ever on another fucking episode, you son of a bitch. Fuck. I'll be here. But uh like oh fuck, damn it. I know, I fucking take you out of your <laughs> You know what I mean? That's how I am. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, you're, just... you're in the fucking zone and I fuck you up. Sometimes. But um Fuck off <laughs> Fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm not usually a completionist. Usually, I burn through the story mode of a game and mm-hmm. I'm done with it. There's, there's the some of the side quests in this are so enjoyable that I fully intend on going back and continuing to play. Nice. And they do have a extended ending, if, depending on how many of those side quests that you complete. Oh, okay. So, so there's a benefit to keep playing this game. It and is. Un- unlocking different things and all this other shit. Yep. Yep. Right I, it, it kills me that I can't give this thing a Tupperware, but the glitches. That I experienced on PlayStation 4 were enough to make me take note. And All right, listeners, I want, I want to hear the, some fucking tweets. I want, to, I want to see some tweets about why Frank's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. I don't fucking care. <laughs> yeah, this game actually comes free if you buy a PlayStation 4 now. Yeah. When I got my PlayStation 4, I got this game for free. Do you guys think that I would enjoy playing these fucking Arkham games? Yes. I don't know. Because I, I story wise, yes. Really? It would drive you yeah. It would the stories would get I mean, good. guys, I've like tried to play some newer games, like okay, I tried. I tried to play that what was that game? Mass Effect yeah. two. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I like like I, I, I tried to I, I actually bought Mass Effect two mm-hmm. after it'd been out for a while yeah. and I was just like I can't get into this thing. Okay, but dude, like the like Arkham City, for example. Like, you're just exploring the city, and mm-hmm. you, like, check out a warehouse, and all of a sudden you walk in on fucking Bane. Yep. And yeah. you're just like, whoa, fuck. Like, it, mm. it has lots of those moments. Maybe I should try it. I mean, so, like, okay, it's like, like I like playing, like, the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games. I where, love like, those games. Where, like, like, okay, like, my best friend, like, Jared, will come into town and shit, and we'll just sit down for fucking, like, hours and just fucking play, like... Marvel Ultimate Alliance and shit. You know what I mean? It's just like button mashers and, oh, dude, I'm going to be fucking Daredevil. You're going to be Wolverine. And it's just like, let's just fucking have a good but time. But with the Ultimate Alliance stuff, you kind of know where it's going. When yeah. you walk in on Bane on that yeah. warehouse and he's like, oh, hello, Batman. Let's discuss what we can do together. You're, you, you're totally taken aback. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you, oh, fuck, I think I'm dead. No, Bane wants to help. You know, they'll mm. do stuff like that. Um, yeah, mm. I, man, I wish I could say something about this fucking game. The story's so good, but, um. Can you, you spoil, remember? would you be able to come back, like, at the end of the year and spoil some shit? Yeah. Would that be enough time? I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you really get to looking online, you can find out. I mean, it, it, it's not, like, super hidden or anything. But, I mean, yeah, biggest I'm going to have to let Dave get to his good pop, bad pop here in a second. Yeah, no, I know. But but, uh, the only thing I was going to say is, you remember Spider-Man 2 way back in the day on PlayStation 2? Oh, yeah. How, like, the funnest thing was just swinging around fucking town. Oh, yeah. This, 
to me is akin to that where you have all of Batman's gadgets and you are Batman and if you don't want to have to deal with any of the side quest shit you can literally just drive around in the Batmobile beating the fuck out of thugs and that's it for you you can just be Batman yep Nice. Yep. So, yeah, high taste. It Can you turn into away. Adam West? Is there, like, an Adam West fucking... <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that'd be awesome. Give it time. <laughs> really? <laughs> you can't do that yet? Well, on PC, I would be willing to bet that somebody's creative enough to where they can come up with a mod for oh, it. Oh, my God. That would be so fucking amazing. Yeah. Did you guys see that I posted the fucking Grand Theft Auto where the dude, like, fucking... Uh, oh, I did see that. The, the Hulkbuster? Yeah, did you guys yeah. see oh, that yeah, on Facebook that today? that was awesome. Yeah, that was fucking pretty cool. badass. I honestly think that that fucking, like, Grand Theft Auto with the fucking Hulkbuster uh-huh. is... Better than the fucking movie. I could see that. I would rather watch that fucking video than the entire Avengers Age of Ultron movie. That's not surprising to me. (laughs) Wow, what a bold statement, Brian. (laughs) I'm just saying, man. There you go. Arkham Knight. High taste it. Wish I could Tupperware, but I can't. Yeah, I'm excited to get some time in on that game. (laughs) All right, Dave. uh, What do you got for good pop, bad pop, Chief? So, um, we're doing three of these, right? Three. We're doing as many good pops, bad pops as you have. Okay, we well, out. first one I want to talk about was your recommendation. You gave me some homework a few weeks ago. What did I give you? Rick and Morty. Let's talk about Rick and Morty. It's on my good pop, bad pop, so it blends into mine. Let's awesome. talk about Dude, it. Dude, like... Um, now, hold on, hold on. Had you watched season one before? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but uh, it was one of those that I was like, I didn't know that it had come back. Who is, oh, who's the creative team on this? Dan, Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon? Correct. From Community, of mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. And, uh... It's one of those shows that, like, every once in a while, Adult Swim just fucking fires on all cylinders and really finds something special. And if you haven't seen Rick and Morty, think, like, somewhere in between Back to the Future and Doctor Who, but imagine, like... The, the Christopher Lloyd's character being way more drunk, drunk. and aggressive. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, Doc Brown is an angry, belligerent That's, drunk. No, like, when I first reviewed it on the show, mm-hmm. those are the exact same two examples that I gave. There we go. And, like, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those that the first season had some hard sci-fi stuff, but uh, the, the writing wasn't terribly deep. It was a little more sarcastic and satirical. No, towards the end of some of these episodes this season, it's like it's like it's uh, it's emotional, man. And now, like they're really digging deep into these characters. Dude, that first season, that first, my favorite episode was when the be- when the when the family dog became sentient. Mm-hmm. Oh my S- god, Snuggles. What, was it? Was I can't it remember the name of the dog. Okay, okay, I loved uh, Me Seeks. That episode was yep. great, and. We saw a cameo of Me Seeks in one of the episodes from mm-hmm. season two, but and that was just in the background. But I can't remember the name of the dog. But it was like a, it was, it it was, was like a West Highland Terrier. Yeah, don't call me Snuggles. That that was my slave name. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And he's wearing like he's like rocking like like the exo suit, like you know, like Robotech power armor. Exactly. He's like <laughs> this dog is rocking this exo suit, dude. Oh my god, fucking that. That first season was great, but season two, talk about it, man. Well, each episode's getting better. better. Like the newest one, like uh, auto erotic assimilation, mm-hmm. is they, it, it immediately starts with they're 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 flying through the galaxy. He's got he's got his nephew and his niece, which they're adding the niece in more. Well, and even the father, the father was brought on like in that one episode where they took him to like that 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 the that day- whole world was dedicated the Jerry daycare. It was the daycare for the father and all the fathers in ultimate and alternate time streams 
mm-hmm. are brought to this one daycare. It was amazing. But this in the new episode, he's got the he's got the uh, the the nephew and the niece with him, and they get a distress call, and he's like, "Score!" And they're like, "Wait, you're going to a distress call?" He's like, "Yeah." It's usually like ninety nine percent of the time a bunch of free shit because everybody's dead, and like one percent of the time a trap. You know, <laughs> so they go there, and he, you know the the place looks fucked up. So he starts spray painting. Uh, some some specific alien races like signs, so they're like, oh, the space cops will think it's them, and he's like, oh, you know, cops suck. What can I say? They're racist. And these people all come out of like this hidden little hatch, and they're like, oh, this horrible thing is happening where they look like the people that we care about, but they've been taken over by something something else. And the two guys in the back of the group are just standing there stone-faced while everybody else is uh, obviously upset. And he's like, yeah, what about those two? And they start vomiting into the other people's mouths. Oh, my God. And they immediately... It was so funny. They immediately get taken over and... We find out that it's Rick's ex-girlfriend. The, the hive mind entity <laughs> is Rick's ex-girlfriend, Unity. And it just... So awesome! It takes off from there. Like, don't... don't like, I'm not going to go any further. There is a scene... season two? Yes. Okay. There, is a, three. there is a scene where he's talking to his ex-girlfriend, and he's talking to, like, you know, anybody... On the street. Well, it reminded me of, have you ever seen the, the, the Denzel Washington movie Fallen? Where mm, no. the, the, this entity is going from person to person and he's having a conversation with one entity, but it is through different people. I haven't and seen And that's that, what happens in yeah, this episode. That's exactly what happens in he's this episode. He's walking through the town and having one conversation, but with everybody he meets. What about the episode before that where they went to like the, uh, the intergalactic Dave and Busters? Where fucking Morty plays that fucking video game, Roy? Uh-huh. Was it Roy? Yeah, and they, and they, and they, you get scored on how good his oh life is. Oh my god, it was so brilliant, dude. I love Rick and Morty. If you are not watching Rick and Morty, what the fuck is wrong with you? I know Jake has just started season one. I watched the entire first season. Awesome. But I have not seen any of the new episodes yet. Season two just gets better and, and better. And, and don't better. stop watching when the credits roll, because they have after yes, credits. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I watched, it on, I watched them all on Hulu. Absolutely. I didn't have to worry about it. It's one of those shows where if you DVR'd on Cartoon or Cartoon Network, it, you have to like set it for a minute late or it cuts out wrong. Right. So I just I just watch it on Hulu now. So yeah, it's a, it's a full-on Tupperware. Yeah. Uh... I'm, real quick, I'm just going to talk about a comic book that I've been reading. It's uh, called Starve. Dave, have you been reading Starve? No. Well, is it, who's it by? Brian Wood. Nice. Okay. Do you want to read it? Sure. Okay. I'll, I'll leave it with you, and you can come back. And uh, you know what? I want you to read this, Dave, and then tell you what. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it on next week's uh, – not next week, but the week after's comic book corner. How does it, that sound? Image. I'm happy about that. It's Starve, and I've got issue two waiting for you. I'll uh, I'll bring that uh, in two weeks. When Dave we, Stewart, hell of a creative team. I'll just give everybody kind of the synopsis on it, and then Dave and I will talk about it when we return. Uh, once the world's most famous chef, I know you appreciate that because, you know, you working in the food industry. True, true. Once the world's most famous chef, Gavin Crookshanks, 
been in a self-imposed exile for years. His little foodie television program has since evolved into Starve, an arena sport that pits chef against chef for the pleasure of the super-rich patrons. It's a stain on a once-noble profession, and Chef Gavin is ready to go to war to stop it. Two things stand in his way, his arch-rival Roman Algiers and his adult daughter Angie, who probably just wants her dad back and acting normal. So... That'll be part of, like, when we come back. For that sounds episode. awesome, not to interrupt you. Yeah. I love the reality comp show sound to it, too. Yeah, it, th- this book, I didn't really, like, know what I was getting into um, when I first started reading it. But uh, I'll tell you one thing. I'm not going to spoil anything, but I haven't taken it off my pull, pull list le- yet, if that says anything. Good sign. So, Dave, I want you to read that, and then we'll reconvene in two weeks on episode one and four, and we'll talk some Starve. All right. Can okay. I look at some of the art real quick? Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, yeah, artist is uh, Danagel Zezelich. Um, I hope I pronounced that right. That's a weird last name, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so since I'm not going with that, I'm actually going to uh, just really quickly talk about the teaser trailer for HBO's Westworld, a show that we've brought up before. Has anybody else watched the teaser trailer for Westworld? Fuck yeah. Okay. Uh, HBO's Westworld, Jake? Uh, I have not. Tell okay. More. Negative here. Okay. So, Dave, you've seen the teaser trailer. Super excited. That was like the first sci- sci-fi movie yeah. that, that I was like ever introduced to. Uh, yeah, it's based on 1973's Michael Crichton sci-fi classic. Michael Crichton, who wrote you know Jurassic Park, he directed Westworld, uh, which starred. Who's the main lead in that movie? Um, hmm. bald guy was in The King and I. I can't think of his name. Yeah. it's driving me crazy. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Have to think about it. Uh, but anyway, HBO, they just recently rolled out the first teaser trailer for Westworld. Uh, it is an adaptation of uh, Michael Crichton's sci-fi classic Yul film. Yul Brenner. Yul Brenner, thank you. Uh, created by Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy, uh, this new uh, Westworld TV series is, quote, a dark odyssey about the dawn of artificial consciousness and the future of sin. Uh, the cast, man, listen to this fucking cast. A- Anthony Hopkins? Oh, wow. Ed Harris. Wow. Wow. Evan Rachel Wood, James Marsden, Thandy Newton, and Jeffrey Wright. Uh, and fucking HBO, man. Just like McConaughey and like Woody Harrelson, they really get people that you don't expect to be in TV series on TV series. That's true. That's true. Dave, are you still watching The Brink? I'm just curious. Uh, no. Okay, are you still watching Ballers? Uh, no. I'm still watching Ballers. Like, the acting's not great in Ballers, but I'm still invested in the show. I still kind of like it, but it's still a taste it for me. But, man, I I dropped off. I I mean, I couldn't. After that first episode of The Brink, I couldn't. I just wanted to know. How many episodes did you go on that one? I got in three, and then I was like, What happened? Fuck, Brian was right. (laughs) Well, it's unfortunate. I mean, and usually pilots are the worst episode. And, I mean, they can kind of, like, make adjustments after the pilot. Not after the pilot, but maybe after the five, six episodes. Does HBO, do they film... Like all their episodes, and then just put them out. Yeah, or I think do they? So. Or do I mean? Because like shows like Agents of Shield, where it's a twenty-four episode season, like mm-hmm. after six episodes, they're still filming, and they can kind of react to public reaction to the first episode. And by episode seven, they can kind of tweak things a little bit. Well, what I, well, I think the problem with it was that I was so in love with the cast. The cast. Right? But no, 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 no. And don't get me wrong. It's like I wanted to love this show because I do like uh, fucking uh, Shawshank Redemption, Tim Robbins and shit, dude. I was like, fuck, you know, I mean, 
yeah, he's given me a great performance, but I just don't really like this show. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I'm going to go see Goosebumps just because Jack Black's involved, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's one of those that the the characters themselves are just so vastly unlikable yeah. in the show okay. that there's nobody I can connect to. Okay. No, that makes sense, man. Um, yeah, but okay, uh, the, the 1973 film... So if, if, if they're going to base this off the film and Michael Crichton's film... Um, the film is uh, the basically the synopsis of it is sometime in the near future a high tech highly realistic adult amusement park called Delos features three themed worlds: West World, the old American West, mm-hmm. medieval world, medieval Europe, and Roman world, the pre-Christian city of Pompeii. The resort's three worlds are populated with lifelike androids that are practically indistinguishable from human beings, each programmed in character for their assigned historical environment. For $1,000 per day, guests may indulge in any adventure with the android population of the park, including sexual encounters and even a fight to the death, depending on the android model. Delos' tagline in its advertising promises... Have we got a vacation for you? So this is basically Fantasy Island where you can fuck robots and kill them all in the same day. It's this sounds amazing. What's your question? A thousand dollars is that in nineteen seventy three? Nineteen seventy three. That's a synopsis for that. So they're gonna have inflation, I mean, if they go along with the same source material from that film. So yeah, I, d- definitely I don't inflation. think they're going for the same source material. Okay, I think it's all focused on Westworld for season one. Okay, so you hmm. yeah yeah okay they, they've called this one Westworld. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is not. Do you, do you think that like season two will that they will go into medieval world or that they will go into Roman world later on in later seasons? Going to say I would bet they go to Roman world next and wait till after Game of Thrones is wrapped up. Oh, that makes a lot Roman of sense. World. Ah, okay. Yep. Or, you know what? They may just actually have Roman World on stars, since that's all stars seems to do. <laughs> well, HBO didn't have Rome. <laughs> no, I'm talking about, like, what was it, Spartacus? Yeah, Was yeah. it Spartacus? Yeah. Although, although the, under that theory, they might wait till Medieval World for after Game of Thrones. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that would be in the same wheelhouse. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure from the stuff I've read, all we've seen, uh, all that's been released is Westworld stuff. So it's probably just going to focus on Westworld. Guys, is is this falling in line with kind of like what they're doing with True Detective? Where, like, you get this all-star cast of Anthony Hopkins, uh, you know, fucking Ed Harris. Like, holy shit. Okay, so these guys, all they need to do is stick around for maybe the first season called Westworld. Mm-hmm. Season two, we get, like, a whole new group of, like, a whole new crop of, like, you know, uh, high-tier, you know, like, A-list actors and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hopefully they keep the same standard, though, as season one. Like, I feel like that's a little bit of the problem with True Detective is the standard of actors. I can't it? speak to True, Dete- uh, uh, True Detective season two. I have not watched it. It's now collected. It's finished. Now I'm going to watch it. Yeah, just but like even I did without season one. seeing it, though, you can't compare Vince Vaughn to Matthew McConaughey. No, 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 and I'm not trying to, but yeah. a good story is a good story, yeah. and you know what, Matt, Vince Vaughn has good, has done some great uh, dramatic acting in the past, like, people don't remember, like, oh, this is, 
he hasn't always done fucking like uh, uh, these comedy movies, like Christmas movies. Exactly. <laughs> you know, oh, Delivery Man. No, I mean he had done some. Was he an albino alligator? Was he in that movie? I know that was Matt Dillon, but was yeah. he, was was Vince Vaughn an albino albino yeah. alligator? I don't remember. I think he played like a Texan, and he had like a. For some reason, I'm thinking he had like a. He must Cowboy not have made hat. an impression. Okay. I only remember Matt Dillon. I don't feel like Colin Farrell holds a candle to any of the cast in the first season. No, 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 no. What, what I thought was interesting, what I thought was interesting, though, when you look at the first season, when you look at the first season of True Detective, you had Matthew McConaughey, who was not who he is now. I mean, this is like, he's doing he's doing this, and he did like, uh, what was the movie? Dallas Buyers Club. Dallas Buyers Club. Like, this was like around the same time. Matthew McConaughey's career was not what it is now. Mm-hmm. I mean, this kind of like catapulted him. So they took a bunch of, and Woody Harrelson wasn't huge. Yeah, he had kind of fallen off too. They took actors that like their careers have kind of gone on the down. I mean, Vince Vaughn needed to get something because he hasn't really done anything that people have kind of like yeah. loved. I mean, he's turning into Adam Sandler with his shit, yeah, and I then agree. fucking uh, Colin Farrell. I haven't liked the Colin Farrell movie since fucking Tigerland, and that was his first fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> and Rachel McAdams? Are you kidding me? Yeah. She hasn't been in anything that I love. Taylor Kitsch, I love him. He hasn't done shit since fucking... I, I'm sorry, I like John Carter. I do the, too. The masses didn't. And, uh, you know, his Gambit performance... Taylor Kitsch was the best part of this season, in my opinion. And Taylor Kitsch was... Uh, I mean, yeah. I, go if you, want, if you want to see Taylor Kitsch at his finest, go back and watch Friday Night Lights, the NBC TV show... I'm telling you, man, fucking Taylor Kitsch's Riggins was the fucking shit. Well, yeah, he was he was definitely the most layered character in this season. In this season, wasn't uh, didn't he play a homosexual character this season? Well, what? N- no, no, he, he would be become violently like aggressive to you if you would even insinuate oh. that he was a homosexual. Okay, character. I've got to watch this. No, season. no, yeah, it's like he's yes, but no. Okay, yeah, okay. like he. He's very conflicted. Okay. But I, I, I'm looking forward to watching this season. I no, am. It's one of those... Like, well, did you, you watch a, the entire season? Yeah, as a Taylor Kitsch fan... Give me a rating, man. Give me a rating. Overall... Um, Honest I would, rating. I Honest would rating. say low taste it. Really? Yep. Okay. That seems to be the consensus from what I've heard. Yeah, like Taylor Kitsch was good. So basically, okay, same like writing team and directorial yeah, team? Yeah, but it really was sophomore slumped. Like they really just... Just put it out as so fast they caught they lightning could. in a bottle with the first season. It's not the same writing team and director. No, that's it's not. The thing. No, it it's was, absolutely it was, not. It was the it was the production team. It, the, the guy who produced it, the main guy, okay. went with a different group, and like there wasn't the heavy literary references like there was in the first season, and that was really a glaring example of what it was missing. Right, that, you know, because all that Cthulhu mythos that was sort of woven into the first season. Have you guys heard the se- that? Have you heard the rumor about season three? No, it's going to be starring uh, Dustin Diamond and Jaleel White, oh, nice. and they're going to fuck each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not going away. That joke is not going away, motherfuckers. Yeah, it's in the first season. It was the same guy directing. Every episode too. We're okay. in the second season. It's a new director each episode, so oh, you don't have wow. that. You don't have that singular flow. Have you watched any of the second season? I've seen all, but no, not none of the second season. I haven't either. Okay. So you don't have that flow like uh, between episode to episode, it's right? Like, and you could tell in the actors' performances, yeah. yeah. Like you could tell Vince Vaughn was like, "Wait, am I supposed to be 
a guy who wants to reform, or am I supposed to be an evil badass? Like, it, it changes from episode yeah. to episode. And I think that's kind of not good for this series. I mm. That scares me. That's fucked up, man. Yeah, because, there, like, there was like, not a, vi- a singular. The reason movie. I didn't watch this episode to episode is because I really enjoyed the binge watching that I kind of did. I watched like two episodes a day and yeah. finished it in, like in like a week or so. And I really liked the like the way I watched that first season. And I was really hoping to get the same experience with this season. And uh, yeah. how was Rachel McAdams in this? Oh, I see. Do you really want to talk to me about this? No, I don't, sure? I don't want spoilers. I'll watch Are you it. sure? I'll watch it, man. I'll watch it. I'm just going to piss off every listener when I talk about how, Dude, I how was, they treated I, the you female know, like, characters. What's fucked up, what's <laughs> fucked up is like I was really excited about True Detective Season 2 because it featured some of the actors that I thought like – I thought that could like elevate themselves to that Matthew McConaughey level. Yeah. Like I thought like, oh, this could be a redemption story for Colin Farrell, for fucking Taylor Kitsch. These guys need it. Even Rachel McAdams needs this. And from what I'm hearing, they really fucking shit the bed with season two of fucking True Detective. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing too. I don't Fuck. think this is no, getting any Emmys. Gonna say, like I It's a low taste I, it, yeah, Dave. I, I felt yeah. Taylor Kitsch, if you focus on his performance. You will enjoy his element. Okay, talk to me right now. I'm going to ask you a question, Chief. Fucking, okay. The Gambit movie. Mm-hmm. Channing Tatum or Taylor, Taylor Kitsch? Um, well, I was not a fan of his representation of Gambit. Well, he was only, he only did, okay, okay, did you watch Friday Night Lights? Yeah. Okay, now what did you think, like, okay, you take that fucking character, and then you put that fucking character... I mean, I loved his acting ability in Friday Night Lights. You take that fucking character and you put him in a fucking Gambit movie. See, I, I think I think Gambit needs to be more fun, and I think that Channing Tatum will make it fun. Okay, all right, that's interesting. I, no, I'm not going to argue with you there. I got to ask you a question about Rachel sure. McAdams. Did you like her in the first Sherlock film? <sighs> she was there. Yeah, I thought she was okay. She didn't yeah. bring much to the table, but she didn't. She wasn't terrible. Right. Yeah, yeah she's not, exactly. I find those movies yeah. abysmal. But, yeah. No, it's 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 the action scenes that drive me crazy. Yeah, it's the right? problem that it right? is an action movie that drives me crazy. Uh, yeah. Well, I've guys um, <laughs> on the flip side. I, I honestly heard that like the the Mister Holmes movie with uh, Ian McKellen is not that great either. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So that's unfortunate. And that was one of those movies that I was really looking forward to. Me too. Me too. I love Sherlock Holmes. I think the last yeah. time I actually liked Rachel McAdams was in Mean Girls. You know what? She was actually really good in Southpaw before they fucked that movie up. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, she kind of had an early exit in that film, unfortunately. Are you guys ready to move on to the news section of the show? Don't we? We have we don't. I got more good pop, bad pop. If you want. oh fuck, we, <laughs> we have so oh, much. We have, sounded there. No, we have uh, so much more. Brian, I have more good pop. Bad okay, pop. Uh, Jake, do you have more? I'm good, pop? good on the good pop, bad pop. Okay, Jay, uh, Frank, what do you have for good pop, bad pop? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think I think 
I think Dave. I think Dave has more too. Sounds so meek in my life. I'm like, did I miss something, guys? I have no, 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 guys. We had just been going. Not used to me contributing anything. Exactly. No, that's so true. It's true. It's true. Left is right. Frank wants to do more. I'm fucking awake four hours in. It's crazy. It's dark outside. Look at all the fucking games are winning. The world is fucking falling apart. Cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria. All right, all right, all right. Frank, talk to me. What do you got for good pop, bad pop, Chief? Okay, I, uh, I've been meaning to watch this for a while. I got the first episode. For a while? You, that means like 10 years, right? No, actually, only like how long, how long have you had my fucking copy of uh, Dale and Tucker versus Evil? A year. About a year. You would watch I think it? it was the yeah, first I want to see it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tyler okay. Labine, Alan Tudyk. I, I can have it watched for the next show for sure. It's watch it. I've heard okay. a lot of people tell me as much as I like all the the Raimi Evil Dead. Stuff, if you love I the Raimi, if you love the Evil Dead, you will love uh, okay. Dale and Tucker versus Evil. Yeah, I'm amazed you've never seen sure. it. Being as big a Raimi fan as you yeah. are, yeah, this is like, like yeah. I don't really rent movies in it. I missed it. Well, I gave it to Frank on Blu-ray a yeah, I know fucking year ago. Even. I don't, yeah, <laughs> man, we give Jay shit about John Wick. I know. <laughs> well, give Jay a year, right? <laughs> well, anyway, so um, just before episode 100, um, and, and I can't remember which listener brought it up on episode 100, uh-huh. is uh, Outlander. And uh, real quick, uh, synopsis, follows the story of Claire Randall. This is on Stars, right? Yes. Okay. I actually watched the first episode for free off of PlayStation Network. Okay. And uh, I mistakenly purchased the very last episode instead of the first episode on iTunes because I was drunk when I bought it. But um, anyway... <laughs> So, so fortunately, I got it for free on the PlayStation. Don't drink and use iTunes. No shit. This is going to be a really weird review. All I've seen. (laughs) There's a bunch of people running around. Some people are fucking. Other people are dying. I don't know what's going on. It's like Highlander, but there's a girl. There there can be only three. (laughs) Oh, gross. How about this for a fucking train wreck? Dustin Diamond, Jalil White, and Tara Reid. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. I will not be borrowing that. Oh, my God. No, guys, that's the Three Amigos reboot that I've always wanted. <laughs> a plethora. Of, a plethora of terrible actors. <laughs> okay, uh, so Outlander follows the story of Claire Randall, a married combat nurse from 1945 who was mysteriously swept back in time to 1743, where she is immediately thrown into an unknown world where her life is threatened. When she is forced to marry Jamie Fraser, a chivalrous and romantic young Scottish warrior, a passionate relationship is ignited that tears Claire's heart between two vastly different men in two irreconcilable lives. So... I, I've been told that this game is this game. <laughs> this show yes, is a lot like Game drinking. of Thrones, as far as like the graphicness right. and right. the topics that it covers. Sure. Um, I and was, you can only comment on the pilot episode, right? Correct. Okay. Correct. Um, so yeah, uh, for the first forty minutes, because it's a sixty-three minute pilot, uh, I was lost and bored because there's exposition out the ass. Okay. Um, there's a lot of setup throughout the first 40 minutes. And given the time period that it's initially set in, in, in the 40s, the, the dialogue is really, really dry. 
I mean, these are, you know, British actors mm-hmm. and, and Scottish actors in this film. What are you trying to say? What do you mean, what am I trying British to say? British actors and Scottish actors are really dry? No, 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 no. It's Is that this. what you're saying, Frank? The No, the only um, other... That's what he's saying, isn't it? The Dan? only other show that I watched... That's what I heard. That's no. what I fucking the heard. The only other show that I watched was... Dan West the... is probably flipping you off right now. <laughs> no. It, it's, it's a style in which they speak. The only other British show that I watch is Doctor Who... And the the dialogue is just bland to me. The dialogue is bland in the first forty minutes of the show. Okay, there's so much going on. It's you're kind of like what what's going on? They, they talk a lot about history. Sounds a lot like our episode. But the thing is, is that I already get the idea that it is setting up the future mm-hmm. of the show. Right. Um, after the first forty minutes, is there an episode where one of the characters finally watches Dale and Tucker versus Evil? I don't think so. <laughs> oh, okay. Probably not. I'm just checking. Not, not unless somebody jumped in the TARDIS and dropped that bitch off back in the 1700s. So, <laughs> but um, <laughs> anyhow, uh, it, it's a little odd because they try to go out of their way to establish Claire as an extremely strong, empowered female. Oh, Dave's like, he's lost you now. No shit. He's like, no, that should be the focus for like the next fucking Oh my god, episodes. it is the focus. Yeah. And, and it's <laughs> it's totally the focus. Wait, wait till he gets past it, episode one. Sometimes it's nah. a little on the nose to the point where she is talking to the uh, innkeeper for mm-hmm. the place that they're staying. Right. And you find out later that she's a druid, but she goes, well, let me read your tea leaves. And she starts literally like laying out the plot for the fucking show about how like, oh, well, this line says that you're married, but most people's like either break or whatever. Yours is bent. And it says that you're going to go on a journey, but you're not going to go anywhere. And then she starts reading her hand and shit. And then she starts talking. I mean, she literally says that basically this chick likes to fuck. There's a line on there. She's like, well, on men, this would say that, you know, that they're, they're really good with the ladies. But and then she gets this like little. Uh, smirk on her face uh-huh. and she says I'm guessing your husband doesn't travel too far from your bed and so she's DTF <laughs> well and actually in the next scene the, the the lady seduces her husband in this historical site and he mm-hmm. walks over to her and he's like you're not wearing any underwear and he proceeds to go down on her right there on the fucking table alright um, alright Tupperware right to be completely honest <laughs> I'm sorry guys th- to be completely honest that I, that was like I was like, oh, okay, this is finally fucking interesting. <laughs> what the fuck, Frank? But okay, but here's the here's the thing. Okay, I mean, I'm sitting here thinking, like, what the fuck am I watching? But, 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 but. okay. At the point, right I was only the, kidding. Right around the 40 minute mark, mm-hmm. where she finally does go back in time, and the way that transpires mm-hmm. is, is she's sitting there, and she watches a, a druid ritual, and mm. there's several stones laid about. Um, Help me read. <laughs> Help me. It's perfect. It's, it's in a Cockney accent. Though. Help me, right? Help me. Help me, right? Help me. Help me. Um, All right. Help me, right? There's, there's two forms of British accent. Cockney sh- and condescending. Right. The show's tone completely changes. I nailed both of them. <laughs> what a pro. <laughs> <laughs> the show's tone completely changes the instant she goes back in time. For mm-hmm. the better, big time. Yeah. Uh, the first person she encounters... So is there's her- time travel in this motherfucking show? Yes. Mm-hmm. The, the, the ritual occurs, and she... Part of how the exposition is laid out throughout this 
is you hear her speak as if she's narrating. Okay. I haven't really seen that in too many shows. You, you, and sometimes, like, okay, have you ever watched an episode of The Wonder Years? Right. Yeah. Nah, okay. Uh, you know what? Though it's, it's kind of similar <laughs> because usually, like, a narrator is from the third person. Yeah. But this, I haven't seen it done in TV form where the narrator is the person herself. Sometimes in movies and shows, that's what you're missing is what's going through the person's head. What the head. fuck was going on with How I Met Your Mother? No, I'm not a fan. Of hold on, hold on. I watch How I Met Your Mother I because watched it all. I watched it all too, man. Yeah. How does fucking Mosby's voice turn into fucking Bob Saget's? Yeah, I know. I know everybody's said that, but yeah, right. I'm bringing it up again. Yes. Yeah. Fucking fucking yeah, Ted fucking Mosby's voice turned into Bob Saget's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this got brought up in your Outlander review. Uh huh. That's where pop culture leftovers go sometimes. That's all right. That's because the actually first one of the most normal fucking uh, like ways it's gone before. Yeah, That's true. It's logical yeah. segue. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'll have to see how it plays out because I'm going to continue watching the series. But it sounds like first, Dave's been watching it, so maybe we should ask Dave. Like, this? is does this? Have you watched this? Yeah. It's okay. got an empowered female in it. So she right. does. Yeah. yeah, she does. Yeah, she is. Um, so he's giving it a Tupperware. All well, right. what, <laughs> Moving on. With that, with <laughs> let, all, let me listen to a credible review here. With all the exposition, <laughs> Jesus, it's true. Dave. The wrong place, buddy. So true. Um, with all the exposition going on within that first forty minutes, and the fact that she's also doing her own narration mm-hmm. instead of just being there, right? It, it it took me out of it a little bit. I, I just I was really kind of confused. But once she goes back in time, the show's tone does change. Uh, the first person that she encounters is her husband's ancestor, who tries to rape her. Uh, it's pretty graphic. Uh, oh, and wow. he, doesn't, he doesn't actually take care of, he doesn't do it. He gets stopped by Scots, and this is during the time period where England and Scotland were at war. So does she go back and talk to her husband and be like, whoa, no, she, wow. she goes back and, whoa. and basically gets... Your drunk. grandfather's an asshole! <laughs> <laughs> he tried to fuck mine! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus... She actually gets dropped into the middle of a battle. Well, did I go too fucking far? Is that where I went too far, Dave? I don't think you oh, went too fuck off. There don't no don't let Dave be your barometer yeah, if you got too true. far or not. <laughs> but yeah. um, so uh, the Scots actually rescue her from him raping her. And they are holding her because, like, this guy's infamous to them. Mm-hmm. I'm getting the idea he's a real bad guy. <laughs> Does I that mean more than famous? <laughs> You're not making me want to watch this show at all. Just hang on, I'm getting to it. Okay. Just so more rape. No, no, no. This is important. This really is. All right. Dave's so up. yes, Julia White shows up. Jesus Christ, Dustin. No Julia White. <laughs> just Dustin Diamond. Is this? Can I interject? Is this based off the book series? Yes. Okay. Yes. And Nobody is saved by the bell in this episode. Did I do that? <laughs> it's, it's based on a book series written by Diana Gabaldon. I'm okay. hoping I'm not butchering that name. But anyway, so, Probably. okay, so the Scots it's have... Like Jay still here. <laughs> you conjured the spirit of Jay. Wait, <laughs> what? He mispronounced the name. Oh, okay. How many times I, I thought you were talking about, like, when Dave said, did I do that? And I was thinking, like, tearing of anal tissue. I was oh, like, God. that has nothing to do with Jay. No. That has okay, so Hopefully not. Here's the part... <laughs> Here's the part. Here's the part where the show gets good. Uh, She's being held by the Scots, and there's one of their men that are what? I don't know. I I, the show just giggles. Goddamn it! I don't even know what the fuck. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't either. Okay, so 
<laughs> she's being held by the Scots, and one yeah. of their men has a dislocated shoulder. She's a nurse. She knows her medical training. And the way that they're going to try to put it back in the socket is not the right way. She jumps over and starts taking charge. She tells him, if you do it that way, you're going to break his arm. I need to do it this way. And she just pretty much knocks him out of the way and starts doing it. Right. This is during a time period where women were seen and not heard. They, they've never seen someone take charge and then not... Quit putting a fucking pump in your fist! Yeah, God Dave's, damn it. Dave's pumping his fist over there. <laughs> They're just taken aback. You're a fucking pussy. <laughs> they're, they're just taken aback because they're not used to a female who will come in and just do what she did. Plus, she's using medical knowledge that they don't fucking know anything about. Right. She's so, a time traveler. She knows she, about this shit. She's she, an empowered, empowered time traveler. Time traveler yeah. Sorry, David. I didn't mean to fend you over there. She said, fucking pussy. She does what she has to do to get the guy's shoulders set back into place. <laughs> That's okay. You offend you, you fucking pussy. It's one of my favorite things you've said this episode. She gets the shoulder set into place, and and the guy's like, yeah, it feels better. She tells him instructions like, don't do this, don't do that, don't do the other Mm. thing. And then... Uh, the the head of the Scots and I'm a, I apologize I didn't catch his name because at this point things are starting to move pretty fast. Right. It, the, the whole tone of the show's changed. So I mean, they're like, okay, well mm-hmm. we're going to keep you because we don't know what you were doing with that guy because don't they call the head of the Scott Great Scott Great Scott? Oh God, <laughs> Marty. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Back to the future. Huh? That's funny. Whatever. Move on. They go on the march. <laughs> And this is where all that heavy-ass exposition in the beginning starts to pay off. She sees a rock formation, and they do yeah. a flashback. And I hate this show already. I know. When will this, this review pay I off? I know. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is a little hand-holy for me. They actually literally uh-huh. flash back to the scene that you saw not 20, 30 minutes before. Oh, I hate when they do that. Where the husband pointed out and told her, so you get to see it a second time, that British people used to hang out there mm-hmm. to ambush because it's the high ground. So she remembers that, and then Those she tells Those dry them, British people, right? <laughs> You're an idiot audience member. Let me remind you of something you saw 20 minutes ago. It's, 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 it's heavy-handed. It yeah. is. But so she tells them about it, and they charge in ahead and then go ahead and slaughter the British instead of them catching them yeah. by surprise. So now – You're giving this a Tupperware, right? <laughs> we don't no, we don't rush to conclusion. I take my time, baby. Right. I, I'm massaging this shit. We've been talking no, about this. <laughs> <laughs> don't rush the man hammer. Right. I'll, I'll try to make it a little quicker, but this stuff is like the most poignant parts of the whole show. Okay. Um, so they start to trust her a little bit, and then the guy that had the dislocated shoulder gets shot. She does the medical thing again, and now they're really, really curious. But this is right where the show gets interesting, mm-hmm. and the first episode ends. The pilot is a low taste it. Okay. I'm going to keep watching because it intrigues me to see their reactions to her because when she's messing with the guy's bullet room, she starts cussing up a storm. And the expression on these guys' face is priceless. And one of them even says, I've never heard a woman talk this before in my life. So it's got its shiny moments. Yeah. I'm going to keep watching to see if it can keep this ball rolling. But the pilot is a low taste. just based on the fact that there's so much dry exposition with no context at the beginning. It's really hard to stick with. Okay. But I'm going to keep going with it. So just to – I can review the uh, the whole first season here probably in a I'm couple never going to watch it now after this review. Let, let like, me – No, seriously. Like after this review, <laughs> like seriously, like I'm never going to watch this fucking show. Yeah, like I like never, the worst show ever. I never want to hear another word about this fucking show ever in my life. <laughs> Like, seriously. Dave, what do you give this show? 
out of curiosity. Tupperware. I know. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> for me, I mean, yeah, it's a pilot, and you can't judge a whole series by a pilot, but for the pilot, I mean, I don't know how, how people can get past it. Yeah. You know, it, it, that, I don't know how people admit, can get past your episode. review of the show. <laughs> that first, I know. you got to admit, Dave, that, that first one guy episode. bitching about our fucking email section. He should be fast forwarding through this fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> we should have told him that when it but, started. <laughs> well, I know that there's a lot of people who are curious about it, and I wanted to do them justice. I think, I think no, I heard a collective scream from the army. Help me! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Does anybody have any more good pop, bad pop for this episode? I got one more. I want to talk about Impastor on TV Land. Oh, okay. No, no, no. That's a great comic book. No, this is the uh, Michael Rosenbaum TV show. Okay, now I've been DVRing this and I haven't had a chance to watch it, but he plays a priest in this? Okay, I won't be too spoilery then. No, it's fine. Go ahead. I mean, I want our listeners, if it's a great, if it's Michael Rosenbaum's moment to shine, if he's killing it on this fucking show. I want them to watch Dave. I because I love Michael Rosenbaum. Exactly. I've, I've been a I've been a huge fan of him. You know, of course, I, I love Sorority Boys. Yep. I loved fucking uh, Smallville. His Lex Luthor is still my fucking favorite. Absolutely, and I'm great. saying that over Gene Hackman. Yeah, easily, easily. And also, I was also a huge fan of him on uh, Breaking In on Fox. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank God they brought him back for that second season for that final episode. But yes, uh, Michael Rosenbaum and Impastor, talk to me, Chief. Yeah, I, I I don't know why this guy isn't a bigger star because well, really- he had tested. James Gunn actually brought him in as one of the the actors that would test for Star Lord. He, oh, wow. of, of course, oh, wow. Chris Pratt beat him out. But yeah, there was a time when uh, uh, Michael Rosenbaum could have been our Star Lord. So Dave, yeah, sorry. Hmm. No, you're fine. Uh, so TV Land's doing some original programming, and uh, this is definitely reminiscent of like classic sitcoms. It's got. That formula? Mm. No, it's it's it, it it's it's updated with our current. So we're world. listening to a laugh track from no. dead people from the forties. No, no, no. Fucking fuck this show. No, it's very. It's <laughs> very I, I don't want to listen to dead people laugh. I wouldn't be reviewing it if it did. Um, God, I listen. To it. <laughs> they got all that free time on their network from taking all that Dukes of Hazard off the air. Huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, and the basically it had me right away because it starts very similarly to or. In black, uh, this guy is at the end of his rope. He's getting ready to kill himself, jump off the St. Vincent Bridge mm. in, in New York, and a car just stops. It's like, whoa, whoa, don't do it! You know, you've got so much to live for. God has a plan for you. It's okay. This guy, uh, Michael Rosenbaum's character, Buddy, is uh, basically he's up shit creek without a paddle. He owes tons of money to these guys for gambling debts. I got a question for you at the end of this. Okay. And the basically he's he's at the end of his rope. He's drunk and he's going to jump off the bridge and kill himself. Mm-hmm. And this guy stops to try to stop him. And when he's trying to talk to him, slips and falls and kills dies jumping off the bridge. And his car is sitting there. He's talking about his brand new job that he's supposed to start. And he. Uh, Michael Rosenbaum jumps in the car and re- like sees how nasty it is, this guy dying like this, and jumps in the car, and the phone rings, and the lady calls and says, oh, it's so great to hear your voice for the first time. I really can't wait to start working with you tomorrow. And he's like, oh, okay, you've got me set up, all right. 
uh, where's, where are we supposed to meet tomorrow? And so he goes, and this lady shows him this beautiful house that they have set up for him for his, for his new job. He's the new pastor of their Lutheran church, and he, he, he recently had troubles because he came out as gay and was kicked out of his previous church. And so now he has to take over this, this new parish, and it's his interactions with uh, the the church members and the community at large, and it, it has kind of the the classic feel of a guy who's just an everyman character who's trying to stay one step ahead of everybody else. Right, uh, and it, so it, it it distills a lot of the nice tropes about the sitcom that have been kind of forgotten. While doing it in a very edgy way, that's surprising. A gay priest. Is that uh, what he a, is? He's a pastor. He's a pastor. Yeah, it's, okay. it's a Protestant church, oh, okay. Lutheran. But they're 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 the religion that's like, well, you can be. I think gay, gay priest would be a little too edgy, right? They're like, well, and even the Lutherans are like, yeah, have, I don't think is, is this on Nickelodeon? You said TV Land, TV Land, and, okay. and they're like, well, you can be gay, but our policy is that you don't actively. Fuck, essentially. Oh, okay. like, you have to be you have to be abstinent. Right. Okay so this is not gay. like this is not you can seriously masturbate. This is not Julia. You can't fuck anybody. You can't, you can't be actively gay. It's not Julia White on Dustin Diamond actually. No, it's nothing that hot. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> oh my god. Basically he's they're like, is that gonna be a problem? He's like, No, that's not gonna be any problem at all. It's cool. So uh it's it's a lot of fun and I love Michael Rosenbaum. I've never seen him do anything that I didn't enjoy. Oh, I mean he's great. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, this is this definitely a Tupperware for me. I've been enjoying every episode. Two questions for you. First question, Star-Lord, would you recast him as Michael Rosenbaum? Yay no, or nay? no, Pratt killed it. Okay. Uh, second question, who's funnier in uh, in the religious realm and comedy? Um, Michael Rosenbaum or Cricket from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? <laughs> uh, that's, 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 that's a yeah, tough one, huh? That's a, that's a tough one. Um I think I like him a little better than Cricket. Are you serious? Yeah, I think I do. All right, I'm gonna have to. It's on my DVR because like it's it's Michael Rosenbaum. Anything he's involved with, I think I've got like three, four episodes like recorded so far. So yeah, I'm gonna watch it and I'll follow up on this one. Yeah, see what you think. Awesome, good deal. I, I don't, it's hard to say because. Michael Rosenbaum is definitely the most talented guy in the room on this show, and mm-hmm. you know the the bar that is set on his on it's always sunny mm-hmm. is really really high. So you know I, yeah. I, I I I'd have to see them in something together to yeah. really make the absolute call. Yeah, but uh, no, I, I really enjoy him in this. Oh God, I just love how Cricket's character just gets worse off and worse off every season. Right? Oh my God. <laughs> Oh my god, <laughs> D has fucking destroyed that man. Yeah, and I, just, I don't. I, the reason I say Michael Rosenbaum is I don't think I'd want to watch a show about cricket. <laughs> that's, that's true. Like I, I don't think I would watch that show. But. No, but I would watch a show. I would watch a show about Charlie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I love the Charlie work episodes. But 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 Buddy's great. Yeah. All right. Hey, anybody else got any? Uh, Frank, you look like you're raring to say something. Like you, well, you haven't even listened to the last ten minutes. You I just did. you're focused on whatever the fuck you're going to say. Well, I was just going to make sure I jumped in before you go said. We it. got news to say. If we do have news. Review. We do have news. What? A blunt talk review with Patrick Stewart. A blunt talk review with Pat- Patrick Stewart smoking a blunt. Patrick Stewart's got a show called I'd Blunt watch that. Talk. Patrick Stewart smoking a blunt. Yeah, that would <laughs> yeah, be I'd an amazing that. show. Well. <laughs> 
Engage. <laughs> Make it so. <laughs> I, can, uh, I, I can run this through real quick for okay. you. Yeah, go ahead. Um, all right, so I watched the first two episodes. Yeah. And uh, they, they put him, he's supposed to be a anchor of a TV show. And he is on the same level of drugs that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character in Wolf of Wall Street was in. Holy shit, yeah. dude. The Lemons Quaaludes? Well, I they, they didn't deal with movie. Quaaludes, but within the first five minutes of the first episode, he's drunk, he eats marijuana chocolate, and he sucks on the titties of a transsexual hooker. Holy shit, this is Patrick Whoa. Stewart? Sounds great. Yes, it yeah, sounds Yeah, it sounds great. amazing. The writing is awful. Oh, no. The writing is awful. It's not Patrick Stewart's fault. He's given it his all. No, you had me at sucking uh, some tits. And then the... You well, had me. Okay, so... <laughs> Frank, you had me. I, I dude, I wanted to love fuck so up, bad. How can you fuck up that writing? It, yeah, you do. You do. It, it just sad. It, it, I, I smiled one time mm. and actually chuckled a little bit throughout these first two episodes. Yeah. And the only reason that was is because Patrick Stewart was by himself in a bathroom trying to make a flight. He's got a lot of weird social disorders in this show, mm-hmm. and he has to use the bathroom by himself. And there's about a five-minute long segment where he's in this bathroom. It's got the automatic flushers, and he keeps struggling trying to get the fucking thing to stay on the toilet seat because every time he moves to try to sit down, it flushes it. Mm-hmm. And then he tries to use toilet paper, and he drops it in the water and starts screaming, No! I know these guys are on their phones. Isn't I, it distracting? I'm looking at you. I don't give a fuck. No, you were looking at them. I'm looking at them too. I'm like Jake's on his phone. Jake's periscoping. Dave, what are you doing on your phone? What's going on? Problem at the restaurant. I'm trying to take care of. Like, like, I mean, yeah. Okay. I mean, here we you go. Know what? Honestly, they're not I, missing. Much. I can. I can walk away. I, I mean, got to take care of this. this go for it. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. This. Uh, I mean, this scene with him in the bathroom. It's kind fuck of funny off, because babe. I know that. I know. <laughs> yeah. Take care of your livelihood. <laughs> Jeez. I know that. How rude. I know. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to manage my business. <laughs> I don't know what you guys' take is on, like, if you go. I, I, I experience this most often at a movie theater where, like, you got a whole row of those fucking automatic sinks and not, like, but two of them work. You know, like, you stick your hand under it and expect the water to turn on and it don't turn on. Yeah. He goes through. I hate that fucking right. shit. Well, he goes through a session where he starts from all the way at the left and he keeps, he's running late. Are you for periscoping? Yeah. I am. This episode? No, for like five minutes. Who's on there? I don't know. Whoever it was, someone just said, we are involved. Piss off, Brian. Who <laughs> <laughs> said, <laughs> you, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> who, the, who said that? I didn't, it goes by. I didn't oh. see it. Oh. Fuck you. Anyway, the humor, right. in this, the humor in this scene is him going from sink to sink and they won't work. And he gets all the way to the end and finally finds one that works. And then he goes to the soap dispenser, and it's the same fucking problem. He ends up having to go all the way back to the other yeah. way. He's cussing the whole time. That was somewhat funny. Yeah. And in the situations that they put him in should be funny, but they're not. They just aren't. It, it, it doesn't do it for me. And this is like some really crude-ass humor, and you think that I, I would love it. Maybe if there's a doesn't... situation where they were being assholes on Periscope, and he fucking drowned him in one of those sinks, that'd be fucking funny. <laughs> Yeah, you think, you think you think Patrick Stewart going like full on Bob Saget would be would be yeah. good material. And it's well, not Patrick Stewart's great in American yeah. Dad. Yeah, like yeah, you're, you, like American Dad, he's fucking great. Yeah, he plays right? his boss. Yeah, uh huh. But in, in this, I, I, it's a toss. It the show's a toss. It for me. It's not Patrick Stewart's fault though. Yeah. He's given it his all. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, the section I was telling you about where he was, what is this on? What is this on? Um, let's see. What is it called again? NBC. Called, no, 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 no. It's another star show. 
Okay. And it's called Blunt Talk. Blunt Talk? Yeah. I never even heard of this, dude. Uh, I tweeted out uh, or retweeted uh, the link to where you can watch the first two episodes for free. Yeah. But um, I'll have you look at it or something if you want to. I'll check it out. But, uh, I mean, he's giving it his all. In that scene where I was mm-hmm. mentioning like, he's sucking on the titties of a transsexual hooker, yeah. the cops show up. He's stoned out of his mind. He jumps on the this roof. This is – no, hold on. This is crazy. Patrick Stewart is fucking – he's sucking on tits from a transsexual hooker. Yes. This is a, this is the thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. He, he – he, Okay. He then starts fighting the police. They try to shoot a taser at him. He takes a stick and hits it mm-hmm. and then he tases a cop instead. Yeah. It sounds phenomenal. It's just – it's not. It does. It sounds great. The execution just—it doesn't go anywhere. I've always said to myself, if I could only have a TV show where Patrick Stewart (laughs) is sucking on the breasts of a transsexual, that is a Tupperware. I mean, and for them to fuck that up—that is a travesty. That's the thing. That is it. That is, a, that is a travesty. His whole crew is constantly trying to juice him in the right way. They think he needs to speed up so a guy reach into his, reaches into his pocket mm-hmm. and tries to give him three pills of speed. Yeah. Well, he fucks up and accidentally gives him three Ambien. So the dude fucking passes out and then fucks up on air. Uh, later on, he has to go back on air, doesn't remember what he did, so his psychiatrist gives him cocaine to try to get back awake. It... It, it it upsets me because I love Patrick Stewart and none sure. of this is his fault. He I mean he's doing all the physical shit. He's you know acting over the top like he should, but it's not him. It's just the writing. It's just it's right. not going anywhere for me. Okay, so, so uh, rating toss it toss it. I'm sorry to toss That's it. A shame. All right, we are going to end right here. We're going to come back with news and uh, yeah, this episode's fucking stupid. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, we're going to... Uh, well, what the hey, fuck Hey, Nirvana just joined us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jake, did you just periscope the last hour? Because that would have been really fucked up. Oh, I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been some like major behind-the-scenes shit, right? The good news is, is the video only stays up for 24 hours on periscope. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> So people are only going to know about this for 24 hours. Uh, <laughs> tell me that you didn't periscope no, it. No, I did not. I did not. I did not. It's time to get gangster as fuck, right? Dude, it's all about getting gangster as fuck. This is back. Hey, do you guys remember when I used to put out good fucking uh, uh, bumpers? No. 
I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is back in the day when I actually used to have good bumpers, Frank. I know that early on, like... Have you heard my new iTunes one. bumper? No. 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 Yeah, it's probably a good thing. Really? <laughs> <laughs> You're so self-conscious That's when you fucking... Uh, when you don't think you did something good. You fucking bury that shit fast. <laughs> You'll never hear that bumper again, Frank. <laughs> Brian's gonna go edit that episode tonight. <laughs> It's gone. It's gone. Wow. All right, guys. It's time for news. Eventually. It's gangster as fuck. Yeah, dude. That dude was fucking featured in People Magazine and shit. Really? Anthony Vincent, I think, is his name. Recently? Uh, Yeah, I think within the last month or two. Wow. Too bad no one reads magazines anymore. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I was featured in that magazine. The what? (laughs) You know what's fucked up, though, is that I have bought two magazines within the last two weeks. I saw. Well, one of them weren't Entertainment Weekly. I... Dude, it was the Trinity. I couldn't help yeah, myself. Like it had to be Entertainment Weekly. Yeah. It was the Trinity. I could not stop myself. It was the first time that a magazine in print had... The, the cover was fucking Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman. I could not stop myself. I mean, this is like history in the making. I had to buy it. Yeah, the digital copy wouldn't hold there. You and the other, cover, the other cover was Amy Schumer sucking off C-3PO's finger. <laughs> How could I not buy that cover? Was that, was that Esquire? GQ. Oh, GQ. Uh-huh. GQ. So, yeah, definitely, if you're going to buy, actually, if you're going to buy between one of the two, definitely buy the fucking GQ cover. The Amy Schumer sucking off C-3PO's finger. <laughs> that whole photo spread was hilarious. Did you guys notice in the fucking pictures that came out in Entertainment Weekly? That fucking C-3PO's arm, it, it has that fucking discolored arm. Yeah, I've been seeing that all week. With So the Spanish, the, remember the Spanish yeah. pictures that I posted? Uh, they had like the Spanish, uh, 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 there's a couple, what, what, what was the Spanish, some of the, some of the shit that they were selling over in Spain. Yeah. Had the discolored C-3PO arm. That shit's fucking legit. That shit is legit. Uh, you're gonna love this, but they, um, the, Pops for episode seven got leaked, and the three PO had the red arm really? on the pop too. And I was what's like, the story? Did the Wookiee actually rip the arm off? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? What's Talk your, to me, Dave. Talk what's to your me, fan Chief. fiction for the red arm, Dave? <laughs> what's up? What's up with the Hellboy fucking C three PO arm and shit? <laughs> it's a. They're big fans of Nick Cave, and they wanted to give him a red right hand. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a Star Wars Marvel crossover, and that's an Iron Man part. Fuck yeah! <laughs> great synergy, everyone. You didn't make for a great short story, and just have somebody real casually just be like, "Yeah, I want Wookie ripped it off." We gotta know the story behind that arm, right, dude? C three PO with repulsor beams. I'm down. You know, one of my favorite things about the original trilogy is sometimes we just don't know the fucking story. Sometimes things are just there, and they're fucking there. And mm. it's just up to you as a fucking... As a kid, it was so much fun to be like, what the fuck is that thing doing with a brain and spider legs? And, well, hold on, hold on. You know? We found out at the end of uh, episode six that C-3PO has become quite the storyteller. So mm. maybe in episode eight or nine, he tells a story about how... He lost the arm. That's interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, I I mean, yeah, I am intrigued. I wonder if that's something that we will get spelled out for us in Episode 7 or if it'll just be 
I'm sure something will come out, whether it's in movie form or if it's some of the other stuff they got coming out. Exactly. There's got to be something in print or the movie where they reveals something about that. Hopefully Kylo Ren just rips it right the fuck off. Come come September 4th, I'll know fucking everything. We're going to be talking about Kylo Ren a little bit later. There was some news (laughs) that was released about Kylo Ren's character, so we're going to definitely be talking about him in Star Wars news. But now, with the news, I want to talk, there was some news back in May uh, of a reboot of League, uh, the League of Extraordinary Gen. Gentlemen, you guys heard about this? Yeah. Possibly rebooting this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Collider got some new rumors about the film, and here's what was said when they talked to the producer, John Davis. Just by just by going back to the roots and making it authentic to what the fan base was really excited about, it's female centric. Oh my god! I think I just Tupperware that. I think I just heard Dave. <laughs> Pre-cum a little bit. Uh, whoa. It's, <laughs> it's female. Stop it. It's, <laughs> we're going to have an empowered orgasm. Do, do you, think, uh, you, ever, you guys ever wonder if, like, Dave, you know, like, he's he, he's down with the empowered female and shit. Do you ever wonder if Dave, like, hates his dick at times? Like, there's, like, times where I think, like, Dave comes home and, like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, every once in a while, he's, like, flipping through a magazine or watching something on TV and it turns him on and he's like man and he starts punching his dick <laughs> you know what i mean like 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 let, this should not be doing it for i me. hate you i hate you i know why like, are you aroused by this exactly why are you aroused and he starts just punching his dick you know what I mean? Insensitive fucking dick. <laughs> it better be fucking insensitive if he's punching the shit out of it i've always wondered that she is not a piece of meat, and you settle down, dick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fuck you, human nature, man. <laughs> I cannot get behind that train of thought at all. The dick wants what the dick wants. My big head decides whether I act on it. Exactly. So there you go. <laughs> all right. So anyway, uh, John Davis, the producer of uh, this possible reboot, says just going – just by going back to the roots and making a th- uh, making it authentic to what the fan base was really excited about, it's female centric, which I think is interesting. I love female characters, point of view characters in action movies. I thought Mad Max was great. I think you can always find a fresh way of doing something and going back to the basics. What is that people? What is it that people love? What is it that made them love the property in the first place? So he's basically saying, like, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, he wants it to be female-centric. And my big question is, and I know Dave's uh, been uh, – you've, you've read the comic books and everything like that. What females is he talking about uh, in this okay, quarter- aside from Mina Murray? Yeah. Well, that's – and that's the thing. In the, in the comic, Mina was much more of a central character – than in the film adaptation. Right. So instead of being regulated to second tier status is like, oh, let's do the digital effects. She's our big bad because she can turn into an army of bats or whatever. She was actually more uh, orchestrative to the whole thing. Okay, so okay, when they're talking about this being more female-centric, yeah, I can understand Mina Murray <laughs> being like a bigger part of the story. But as far as like characters like Alan Quartermain... And, you know, like Captain Nemo, are they going to go the Paul Feig route and make these, like, the Ghostbusters and make them female? Or are they going to to take other characters, female characters in literature, 
and incorporate them in with Mina Murray. It sounds like more like uh, more casting of of different literary characters okay. than what we've seen before. Okay, I've read the source material too. Oh, okay, and, Jake. Yeah. And from what you're saying, it sounds like a lecherous Invisible Man is yet again not going to make the cut. He's <laughs> <laughs> going to be really outnumbered in this one. Yeah, yeah. Either that, or he will make the cut. And it'll be like it'll be way better for him than it was in the comic books. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so are you guys looking forward? I mean, I mean, no, I, I'm not either. Oh, the, nothing about this really makes me excited, Dave. I, I know that that you stopped punching your dick when you read, you know, female centric. <laughs> but I mean, other than that, I mean, I'm not really excited for this. And and I'm not saying that I'm not excited for female centric characters. We are going to be talking about Ghostbusters here shortly, which I am excited for, and which I do think most of the people that aren't excited for it are a little bit sexist. I, yeah, I, I fucking agree. said it. I completely yeah. agree. Yeah, I fucking said it because you know nothing about it. Yeah, and 80% of the people that are poo-poo in this movie are being very chauvinistic Absolutely, about it. I said it, so fuck off with that shit. So, yeah, I'm being real. <laughs> I'm being real. But yeah, I'm not excited about these comments about this being female centric and then them talking about how, you know, like Mad Max was great because it was female centric. I, I just, I don't think that this makes sense to like the story. Um, I think that they've got Mina Murray and after that I don't know where they're going with this. Well, as long as they keep the characters true to whatever chosen source material they have, they'll be okay. It's if they start having like, Jane Austen dual wielding pistols or something that it's gonna it's gonna get a little goofy. Okay. What other uh, off the top of your head can you think of another famous um, literary female that we could throw into this cast that wasn't in the comic book? Well, again, it's not really their fault that they can't think of any. It's just the time periods that they've been given. See, no. and then that's where I bet that they're going to set it in a different time period because if they're making it more Mina centric, anything post. Uh, the source material of Dracula is okay. up for grabs. Okay. Yeah, and I think Dracula is a good a, a good call. Like that's a great character there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard. Like even I'm thinking like Lord of the Rings. Like they had to add females to that because there's exactly because there's nobody. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it really is. One of the big reasons I like Game of Thrones so much is because there's so many strong female characters. Mm-hmm. Did you so. did you hear that God, recently? You just made Dave like pre a little bit. <laughs> did you hear recently that <sighs> Leah Hetty said that uh, people were not wanting to get her autograph and shit because they they were telling her like you're a bitch Aww. and stuff. She, no, no, bringing the said, shame bell at the conventions. She, she said, "I love the way she handled it because she said that's awesome because that means I'm doing a very convincing job of being Cersei who's supposed to be hated." Absolutely. I mean, so, there, there's there's certain wrestlers and Dave. I, yeah, I'm bringing up wrestling, so I'm helping you. Out. No, but there, there's certain wrestlers that fucking like they they piss people off to this day. And they may be great human beings, but yeah, they played their fucking role so great and you know what I mean? That 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 people hate them to this day. And you know what I mean? They could be some of the greatest people, give the charities, blah 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 blah. But man, they played a heel so damn good. Oh yeah. I and people exactly they still hate them to this day. Yeah. So that was back when people used to flip like, before they started flip flopping. Like mm. if you were bad, you were always bad. Mm-hmm. I've read. Um, I forget the guy's name, but I, the actor that played Joffrey in Game of Thrones. I've read interviews with yeah. him oh, where he says, like, when he goes to the airport and stuff, like people like literally step away from him and everything. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> That's he's, awesome. like the biggest like scumbag little prick. Yeah, yeah right. But, 
Yeah. And like you said, that just shows like his performance was so good that people can't separate the fiction from the reality. Uh, who's the fucker, uh, the kid from fucking Harry Potter that played oh, Draco that? Malfoy. Draco yeah. Malfoy, dude. Yeah. If I saw him, dude, I'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> what? Fuck you. I got, I mean, what the fuck happened to Neville? Like, steroids, puberty, Jesus. Yeah. Like, when he started that show, he was the dweeb that he was supposed to be. When he gets done, he looks like fucking beyond Brad Pitt. What the fuck? Why can't that happen to me? Frank's like, why do I want to fuck Neville all of a sudden? (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm sitting there beating my dick. You shouldn't like this. You shouldn't like this. Get down. (laughs) It's because Neville was the actual chosen one. That's why. It's true. I know. All right, guys. So, yeah, I, I'm not sold on this whole uh, fucking reboot uh, that this John Davis is talking about. It, it, it was this a movie or a, or a TV series? Do you think this would be a better movie or a TV series? I think they're talking about movie. I think it would work better as a TV series, actually. That way, you, you could have an each episode can explore one of the characters personally, and yeah. the whole. I think that's the problem with the movie is it just feels like a big hodgepodge of like bullshit that they don't have time to like flesh Which anything we're out. Running into a problem now with all these comic book ca- characters uh-huh. is they don't have the time to do what they need to do, especially the fucking villains. Yeah, yeah, the villains are I think like the biggest part of the the part of the problem like uh, with with these the, with these superhero movies. Yeah. Is the villains, and we definitely saw that with Darren Cross. We saw that with Doom and Fantastic Four. Oh man, give me a good villain. That's why I love the Batman movies. You know what I mean? That's why I love the Batman movie. Are you talking about which which one are you talking about? Michael Keaton back in nineteen eighty nine? No, I like Dark Knight. Oh, oh Dark Knight. One? Yeah. Would you tup- I, I want to know. Is that a taste it or is that actually because I don't think you've ever Tupperwareed any of them? It's no. It's a taste it for Batman Begins. Okay. It's a Tupperware for Dark Knight. Okay. And it's a toss it for Dark Knight Rises. Ah oh, man, I. Dude, I, I am like the most fucked up Batman fan ever because I give fucking I give them all a Tupperware, mm-hmm. but as far as like the ranking goes, I go favorite to least favorite. I go three, one, two. Isn't that, that is backwards? It's oh. exactly a mirror fuck. image of mine. I know it's fucked up. I quit. <laughs> it's fucked up. It's fucked up. Dude. Turn the table over. Fucked it. God, exactly. The final Batman Bane battle is so fucking dude, stupid. There's something. There's something about when fucking Batman comes out of fucking retirement and they start playing that fucking music and he's on that fucking motorcycle. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. And the, like the rookie cop is like you know pulling the gun out on him and shit and like the fucking like old school cop you know he's like dude you don't know who the fuck this motherfucker is there's something about that fucking yeah, that part's cool but then there's the other two hours know. and twenty minutes dude there's something about that that drives me crazy I love fucking I love Anne Hathaway the Catwoman scene where she's first she's acting like she's like not the empowered right, female right, right. Oh, yeah, but yeah, in yeah. all actuality she is and and I do love the part where Batman fucking finally. Cl- Jumps and fuck, climbs his way out of that fucking cavern. I oh, fucking fuck. love that part. Fuck. I fucking love that. It's it's Rocky. It's fucking Rocky. It's fucking you know Apollo Creed. I see that. Apollo Creed. Fucking he got the fucking title, and this is Rocky getting that same fucking title. I do want to Rocky. Yep. Yeah, I Tupperware the fuck out of 1976 Rocky 2, and I Tupperware the fuck out of Dark Knight Rises. I don't know why. Do I stand alone on my Dark Knight Rises? No, hate? you don't. That, like, no. most listeners are gonna agree with you that, like, here oh, I, I don't think the so. Dark, no, no, most agree, no, 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 no. Most 
people are going to agree that Dark Knight Rises sucks. Oh, I don't. I disagree with you. Oh, no, 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 no. You go to any fucking website, dude. People always fucking talk about how much they hate Dark Knight Rises. I got your back, man. Yeah, he's got your back. I don't ever want to watch it again. There's something. No, it's terrible. There's something. There's something. The fucking airplane scene at the beginning is awesome. And it's got fucking Littlefinger in it. I hate I fucking hate that Yeah, you're right, dude. Dude, fucking Maze Runner 2 has Littlefinger in it. Are you Tupperware in that shit? I ain't watched it. Can't tell you. But I like that. There's something, I don't know, I can't explain it, but like, there's something about like Dark Knight that, like, I love that movie, mm. but I just don't love it as much as I like I think the it's a good thing Jay's oh, not no. here for the first time. It's, <laughs> Dark Knight Rises is, they're all pretentious, but it's the most pretentious of the three by far. Dark Knight Rises oh, for God. you? Yeah, it's just yeah I feel completely the opposite about the scene where he climbs out of the hole. I like, love it. My I least favorite part of the I film. love it. Dude, no, oh. like, for me, it's like, uh, uh, it, I'm hearing the fucking Rocky music in the background. The only thing that, that, that I really dislike, that. Bane is the lovelorn protector. Oh, I would be yeah. so getting it. Damn it, Jake, right now. Jake was here. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking about the scene. I'm talking about the scene where Batman, where fucking Christian Bale gets out of it. I'm not talking about the scene where we fucking see, like, the little... Little shit. The little, <laughs> little what we thought was a boy, but it's actually fucking uh, Talia al Ghul fucking right. climbing out of there. No, it's when fucking Batman... Fucking Christian Bale as a grown ass motherfucking man, not an empowered female, <laughs> climbs out of that fucking pit. I, That's what I'm talking about, Dave. The only Cause, thing cause you didn't I, see that coming. Sorry. I, <laughs> okay. If I could change one thing about that, it's just the end, not how it was written. But I would have loved to see a lot more involved, in depth fight between Batman and Bane because oh, they were such that's true equals. It, no, you're absolutely right. They kind of strip that from us. Like Bane, totally, like you know, destroys him in that first fight. And right. what kicks Bane's ass in the second, in the third act of the film? Oh, uh, the gun turret that you have on the fucking bat cycle. Yeah. And it's, you know what I mean? I always right. say that in fight is like a, like the video game punch out where Batman like learns the special place to punch Bane. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, his fucking face mask. Yeah, his mask. And right. it's like, oh, I figured out how to beat Glass Tiger. I just had to hit him right here at this exactly. one spot. Exactly. That fucking mask. Uh, it's so and fucking bullshit. stupid. And, and the shit that in the comic that he's got, is that the Titan formula or Titan serum or is that what it's called? Venom. 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 Thank you. Okay. Because, like, I mean, that wasn't a part of it. I think they could have done a little bit better job of trying to implement something like that into right. it at all. Right. But, yeah, I mean, I, guys, I still Tupperware it, but I wish it was a, bit, a little bit question, more Question. Do you guys think that we're going to see Bane again in any Batman film going through, forward in this Batman universe? Yes. Like, with Ben Affleck. Do you think that we're going to see Bane in a solo Batman film? No. 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 And Frank. Yeah. I you think do. We do? I think we will. Okay. If they can revisit him with Affleck... And it's a success. They can, they can do it. But Rises was a success. Well, yeah, but I'm talking like you're talking about a new, not a new. When you compare now. Rises to Dark Knight, though, Jake, people like nine out of ten times are going to pick. I'm in the minority. Nine out of ten times, people are going to pick Dark Knight over Rises. I agree, but I also <clears> don't <throat> think the majority of people dislike Rises. Like I, I do, I do. I do because I am a rises. I love rises. Yeah, it's my favorite. It's my. <laughs> I, 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 freak of I know. I know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deny it. Fucking, I am a freaking. You nature. should commit suicide now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, seriously, God. seriously. No, when he oh, says that, I no, Frank, I should be running for the Razors right now. <laughs> I'll go get the Razor for you. 
I should be. No, 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 no. I can joke about it, and if no, you yeah. can't, yeah. yeah, it didn't bother oh, me. I, I was just like, I, oh, you know, holy I don't shit. mean any offense. No, you know, no. Normally, he's not the one that comes up with the massive fucking big boom drop. Like no, that. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> but see, the, the thing Thanks is, for telling me no. to kill himself. No, 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 no. When it comes, I, I, I am totally aware of the fact that I should not like rises more than the Dark Knight. Dark Knight should be number one. Number two should be Batman Begins, and the third favorite should be fucking Dark Knight Rises. For some reason, I love fucking Rises. I will watch that movie anytime. It's a, I love fucking Rises. I love it. 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 Oh I love it. God. I love it. Unapologetically, I love it. <laughs> oh my god, Nick, can we move on from this? Um, <laughs> it's making me sick to my stomach. Oh man, <laughs> man. For us, DC, DC stands. All right, let's move, on. let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. We are going to go. We're going to talk. Hey, guys, CW. CW is adding a horror show to their TV slate. Horror? We've saw we've yeah, A horror. A horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to see a movie with a bunch of whores in it. Wow. No. CW. Sexual horror. They are adding a horror movie to their TV slate. There is a Friday the 13th TV show oh, in I, development. I heard now, about this. Exactly. Now. Guys, Scream the TV show has come out, and you know, we talked about it, we rated the pilot episode, and I'm going to be honest with you, I haven't watched anything past the pilot. It's sitting on my DVR, all six, seven episodes sitting on my DVR after the first one. All right, Steve Mitchell and Craig Van Sickle, wow, what a last name, anyway, (laughs) he created 90s cult hit NBC series The Pretender. Do you remember The Pretender? That was kind of a thing. There's like... Like a lot of people that enjoyed The Pretender, yeah. That when that when that show came I out, vaguely I vaguely recall it. Didn't that the the main character in The Pretender couldn't he like be different people each episode? Well, it was sort of like the Taskmaster in Marvel Comics. I he love that could, character. Yeah, he could he could emulate things yeah. with very little experience. Right. Yep. All right. Um, let's see here. The the Jason of this show is said to have a quote stronger feel of grounded reality than the past Friday the 13th projects, with the show centered on the eclectic characters of Crystal Lake who are forced to confront the return of the killers. This makes sense. I mean, how do you have a show which has maybe, let's say it's going to be like on the CW and maybe, I don't know, 20 episodes. Of course you're going to have to focus on the characters within the town of Crystal Lake to keep this show going. Uh, they can't just be throwaway death kills. Exactly. Right. It's not a it's not a two hour movie where you can just kill everybody and then wait two years later for another movie to come out. So they're gonna have to focus on these characters. Guys, what are your thoughts on a C and you know what? You know whose thoughts I want to hear on this? Jay's. Jay's, but I also want to hear Matthew Chiquella from the fucking uh, oh, Never yeah. Submit movie podcast. I know this guy is like a big fan of the Jason Friday the 13th. <laughs> that sounded really bitter about your Jay of this episode there. No, what? no, no, no. <laughs> he's like, you thoughts? I want to hear it. Are you Jay's? <laughs> Jay's? Am, am I getting some Jay judgment? He wants to hear no, no, Jay's no. thoughts, not no. our well, thoughts. Well, you I'm like, no, Jay's? I don't know. I'm trying to whore out fucking Matthew Chiquella's podcast. Right. Is there a problem there? Yeah, you're doing a great job. Yeah. Jays. 
<laughs> you don't give a fuck about our thoughts. <laughs> Who gives a fuck about our thoughts? Really? I know my thoughts. I don't even no, give guys, a fuck about my Apparently thoughts. people do. That's the fucked up thing. <laughs> Can the CW do justice to a fucking Friday the 13th TV show? Nope. No. I, I think yes. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say yes. Oh, yeah, because you're the biggest fucking fan of CW shows. Well, I mean... Yeah, you watch Flash and fucking Arrow every week. Never miss an episode. CW shows have worked in the past. I mean, I'm going to equate... Do you watch Supernatural? No. Do you watch Flash? No. Do you watch Arrow? No, but I would... Then tell me, why is fucking... I would say that Buffy and Angel origined from what used to be CW... But are and, those and that can be horror and, and character driven. Uh, even Buffy was fucking comedy slash fucking horror. She I didn't guess. go over to the WB until season six. She I can't remember what she was on before then, but they didn't move her. She to was the on WB UPN, which is UPN and the WB are what combined to make the CW in the first place. So it's yeah, but like right? Am I correct about that? I'd have to look, but I know that she jumped. Networks you're right. You're right. Going into the sixties, and I just don't know what they I th- were. I, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, bef- yeah. Before the CW, there was the fucking frog with the cane, and <laughs> right. Yeah. WB, I'm the frog. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was kind of uncanny because it was yeah. weird, the way they had to try to wrap up season five from the past was the with her death. And then they started off with the new shit with her coming back on that other network. I'm just saying, there's episodes of that ho- that show that actually do go pure horror. And I I'm think thinking, that's the way yeah. this Friday the 13th could go. I'm I, thinking a show like this would be better served on FX. Yeah, I could I see mean, that. The, the, you know what I mean? I, that's what I'm thinking. I, I don't know if CW can pull this off. I wouldn't want to see this show on MTV. I don't know if I'd want to see it on CW. I think it'd be better served on something like FX. AMC. Could be a, or maybe even a AMC. Net, or a Netflix type original. I, can, I won't argue. Yeah. Yeah. I won't argue. If that. it was on AMC, I'd be excited. It, yeah. it would be better on those networks. Right. Not an argument. But I do think like it could work. Like I do think it is possible that this isn't a total piece of crap. But Supernatural is fun and adventurous. It's not really scary. Yeah. I mean, I think Friday the 13th can be both, and I think that would be what works best for it if it was both scary and a little bit cheeky. I mean, that's what's fun about the movies to me is they're campy and horror. You know what I'm saying? It's like a camp fest. It depends yeah. on where you're getting the fear from, too, because for me, like, as a, you use Buffy as an example, for me, the fear there was what is going to happen to the characters, not this monster is so scary that I'm afraid of But it. that goes in perfectly in line with Brian was saying what they were trying to do with the show is that they were going to flesh out the characters of Crystal Lake yeah, more. Yeah, that's true. Right. I mean, I, if you look at the original Friday the 13th movie, it wasn't even Jason Voorhees-centric. It was his mother. Right, yeah. exactly. So that's who they, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot that they could do with this. Oh, it's yeah. just like, I don't know if the CW is like the route to explore this on. I would be more like like inclined to watch this on like FX or like Dave said AMC. Yeah. It's a huge property and I don't blame the CW for shipping a pilot for wanting to try it. Yeah, but do you think that they like kind of like jumped on this like a little prematurely like, "Oh, MTV's doing a Scream series with Wes Craven as a producer. Maybe we should jump in on this fucking fucking Friday the 13th thing." <laughs> Probably. Sure. They, they see a property they might be able to make lucrative, but it's whether or not they can actually like have it happen. When it comes down to 
like when it comes down to all of these fucking different horror properties, like my money's on Ash versus the Evil Dead on yeah. Stars. Oh yeah, yeah no, I, 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 I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> You're preaching yeah. to the choir on that one. All right, guys, let's move on. According to the Hollywood Reporter, Bill Murray will appear in Paul Feig's Ghostbuster reboot, which has now been officially titled Ghostbusters. Fuck you, sexist fanboys. <laughs> is, that, is that the real name? No. Oh, Fuck damn. I was going to order that t-shirt online right now. I'm going to be honest with you. You fanboys haven't seen enough of this movie. You haven't seen the trailer, and you're shitting on it, and you have no reason to be. Yeah, I'm just saying it. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. You don't know anything about this movie yet. You've seen pictures and nothing else, and you're shitting on it, and you're prematurely judging this movie. It has some great women involved in this, and I'm not trying to be Dave and his empowered bullshit (laughs) right now. I'm being fucking real. Kristen Wiig, McKinnon... Kate McKinnon fucking kills it. Leslie Jones is very talented. Mm -hmm. And Melissa McBride, I'm not a huge fan of hers, but on the flip side, look at the Rotten Tomatoes. Look at the Rotten Tomatoes review of Spy, and then watch 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 uh, uh, Bridesmaids. I mean, she was phenomenal in that movie. (coughs) She if she is used properly, she can be very good. She's the only real weak link that I see because of some of those movies that you were mentioning. Yeah, but uh, I can't remember her name. But if any of you guys see, but but she's she's teamed with Paul Feig, and Paul Feig, he he, Dave, Dave, Bridesmaids. What are your thoughts, man? Phenomenal Uh, movie. Thank you. And Spy, I haven't seen it yet, but that's another Paul Feig movie. Yeah, I didn't see it. But the critics have actually said, yeah, this is a pretty good comedy. Yeah, you can't argue with her commercial draw in any way. Right. And I have another um, bone to pick with fans of this movie. Yes. Um, Or non-fans of the movie. The chauvinists drive me crazy, but there's another opinion that just makes me want to beat myself in the fucking face. Let me hear it. It's that... Everyone's like, well, I, I would like this a lot more if they weren't just using the Ghostbusters name. <laughs> to, I hear that from all kinds of people. It's like they should have just made the same kind of movie about four females, you know, fighting paranormal things, but not use the Ghostbusters name to make it popular. And it's like, it's bullshit. Like, there hasn't been a Ghostbusters movie for 20 plus fucking years yeah. now. The last, last movie came shit. out in 1989. Yeah, and it was god awful fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. So there's nothing they can do but fucking make the shit better at this point, in my opinion. I mean, I just fuck that. There's one good movie and one shitty movie, and they're just because they're casting these women, they're pissing all over the franchise. Mm-hmm. And if, I don't get it. If they would have done that, let's say they just called it whatever the fuck, yeah. then everyone would have just been calling it a Ghostbusters ripoff, and it wouldn't be the, uh, you know, the Ghostbusters franchise. It's the same Agreed. group of assholes that are bitching about Michael B. Jordan being Johnny Storm. It, it has to do with what they're not familiar with. Which is a fucking shame that I, Fantastic Four fucking sucks. I think right. that's a little bit of a different argument. That's a little bit apples and oranges. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 I agree with you. I, yeah. I start to side with the people. It's like instead of turning all the established characters into like different races and sexes and everything, why can't we create new characters Thank you. for yeah. these races yeah. and sexes? Right. No, 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 it's no. It's not that I'm no, no, anti. No. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, no. Honestly, if they were going to make Johnny Storm an African-American... Mm-hmm. Sue Storm should have also been African American, right? And it should have been an interracial relationship between her and Reed Richards, right. or 
you know what? Fuck it. Let's make Reed Richards African-American. It's like, it's stupid to, to force this fucking thing. Yeah. Just make it... What, whoever whoever you think is going to be the best actor for the film, if you think Michael Bay Jordan is going to be your best Johnny Storm, yes, make him African-American, and then make his sister also African-American instead right. of trying to, like, force it into the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just my feeling. I, I don't like it to be just a PR move. I want it to be a, na- a natural fit. Well, right. what they did was they were like, you know what? We think the best director for the next Ghostbusters film is going to be Paul Feig. And Paul, Paul Feig was like, you know what? I work really well with female actresses. Mm-hmm. Kristen Wiig. That's, I think, where it started. Yeah. And it trickled down from there. I got to imagine Melissa McCarthy was always involved, too. Yeah, sure. Because... I think the two of them. Yeah, but I mean, when you think of like, okay, if you if you are going to con- com- compare one of the characters to another character, you're going to compare Kristen Wiig to Bankman. Yeah, like as far as like, you know what I mean? From the pictures, it almost looks like. Um, oh no, I'm I'm wrong. Bankman is the Bill Murray character. Yeah, I got my characters mixed up. My apologies. You are correct. Yeah, like Kristen Wiig. Like if if you're going to compare anybody to anybody, like. Kristen Wiig is definitely your bankman. But this right. is a perfect example. But I don't I don't want them to emulate these characters. Like I want them to be their own character. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And this is a perfect example of what I like. Like the difference between you know, we're gonna make the human torch into into a different race. Here we're not having these females play the characters. Right. Like she isn't Vinkman. She's not Vinkman. That person's not Egon. It's not that we've taken the characters and changed them into females. Is, right? it, These is are it possible characters. that that's going to be the connection? That Vinkman's going to be her dad? No. I do not yeah. think that, I do not think that Bill Murray, that's, that's a big question about this. I don't think that Bill Murray is going to play Vinkman. No. I don't think that he is going to be Vinkman in this movie. I think he's going to be a different character. I thought a lot about this and what Bill Murray, what I want Bill Murray to be in this movie. I think movie. he'll be a ghost. That's what I was going to say. I want him to be someone that they take down. I think he'll be a ghost. And I don't want him to be a ghost of Vinkman. <laughs> I, I, I just want him to be a I want him to be the version of Bill Murray in Groundhog's Day that did die and didn't come back to life. That's hilarious. That's what I want. <laughs> and I think that fanboys would be get a kick out of that. Sure. Like Because like there was that Bill Murray that drove off the fucking cliff in Groundhog's Day. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be very funny for that, that very same Bill Murray to be the Bill Murray in this film. That'd and be I, great. Yeah, if they could somehow like tie that into this movie I think it'd be that's cool I think it'd be amazing and uh, you know I don't know whatever I love Groundhog Day I do too <laughs> you know, you know that, that was uh, that was actually I probably mentioned this on a previous episode but that was actually filmed in Illinois oh, that's crazy. a lot of those oh yeah um, I, I think a part of that film was actually filmed in Wheaton, Illinois no shit no Woodstock excuse me Woodstock <laughs> I can, W Wheaton, Illinois is where the Belushi brothers are actually from Woodstock, Illinois, is where that a lot of that movie was filmed. And you know the puddle in that uh, that he would always step in. Yes, yes, yes. And he'd always like you know what I mean. He's relived the same day, but he always stepped in that same puddle. Well, there's a sign now above that same spot where the puddle was, and it says Bill Murray stepped here. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, I love that fucking movie. I think I mentioned this on a previous podcast, but Groundhog Day is the movie I paid for so I could sneak into R-rated Army of Darkness. Really? Yeah, wow. yeah. <laughs> they wow. were both playing at the same time, and nice. that's, that, that was my R-rated movie trick, was I would just 
buy a ticket for whatever PG, PG-13 movie there was. And then, and walk, then into the walk into the R-rated yeah. movie. Next thing you know, you're watching fucking Elizabeth Berkeley fuck Kyle McLaughlin <laughs> in a swimming pool. Yeah. NC-17. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever seen an NC-17 movie, actually. I, you've never seen Showgirls? Oh, that was... I have. I didn't know that was NC-17. Showgirls is definitely NC-17. Okay. I didn't see it in the theater. Yeah, that's what fucking sunk that movie was that rating. Yeah. Holy shit. Not the acting? Eh, no. I mean, you can't go wrong with a movie that has Gina Gershon in it, right? I don't know. No, it was the acting. It was not a good movie. Uh... Yeah, so guys, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Bill Murray uh, reappearing in this? And also Dan Aykroyd is slated to uh, appear in this, but we did not get confirmation about Ernie Hudson. <laughs> I'm sure he's bitter. Yeah, he's... He's still waiting on the call. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't never going to come. <laughs> Who are you going to call? Not, not Ernie Hudson. Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> not Ernie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't think that Bill Murray is going to play Vankman. No. I don't think that they'll they'll play that card. Nah. Keep Dan Aykroyd out of this shit, too. Oh, God. God, he's such a fucking washed-up has-been at this point in his Absolutely. career. Absolutely. Did I not see it correctly that he said something about they're going to make a male version, too? Yeah. No, 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 no. That got, that, that got, yeah, he was talking about it, uh, and that, there was rumors of Channing Tatum and Chris Pratt. Oh, yeah. yeah. Doing a Ghostbusters male reboot. Yeah. That whole and, news story felt like a middle finger to the female version. <laughs> it did. It yeah. did. It yeah. Too long after, it's like, what? what? You already had a play in an action. What I don't get, I do not get all the hate for this. I don't either. I don't I get don't it, either. Jake. I don't get it. Dave, do you understand this? Oh, it's, you know, it's just people, it's, it's, I think it's a natural reaction to a lot of the fatigue towards reimaginings. Okay. I think, I think that's what it is. It's the whole you rape my childhood movement. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and so you've got a lot of guys that are guys, guys, and they're like, no, you're not going to do that to my favorite movie. Right. Brr. But they yeah. have. I think a lot of the critics of this have no imaginations. They can't wrap their heads around there being four Ghostbusters that are women that they don't know anything about. Instantly, they're comparing them to the old guys already, and they can't get their heads out of their ass. God, I would insta-tupperware this fucking movie. <laughs> Amy, I mean, if Amy that. Schumer was involved, I would insta-tupperware it right now. I would let Kristen Wiig rape my childhood. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's, gr- she's great, man. Can you? I don't know. Uh, I would love. I would love to see fucking Amy Schumer involved in this. But that's yeah, it me. seems like a natural fit. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth is the secretary. I That's know, funny. I know, I know. I still need, has, Maybe, any, has dude, anybody remember, seen Vacation? Remember yet? the EPA guy? Oh, I love that one? guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, if Amy Schumer could play that character. Oh, oh, that, that would be, be good. That, that would be, be amazing. That would be good. I want villainous Amy Schumer. <laughs> My all-time favorite character from Ghostbusters One is Rick Moranis. Yeah, yeah. I was like I've said from the beginning. I I I want. I would have uh, preferred like I I would like if they did a male version. I would want them to do like the uh, This Is the End guys. You know, James Franco, Danny McBride, uh, Jonah Hill, that group of guys. I really need to revisit that movie because the first time I watched it, I couldn't get halfway through. Uh, but I'm, I'm willing to give it another shot because being, everybody keeps talking about how amazing I don't, Dave, it is. what are your thoughts on This is the End? Uh, Jay Burrichell and all those Great guys. Movie. Really? Yeah, I mean, being raised in the Baptist church, yeah. me and you, like that movie, like it really hit home for me yeah, and I, I loved it. Goddamn genius. Yeah. yeah. And, and I said before on the show that A.D. Bryant would be a perfect casting choice for the Rick Moranis type role. Oh, I love A.D. Bryant. Yes. I, I think that's great yeah. casting that's too. That's good. And, Dude, uh, no way, Charlie Day. 
Charlie Day. Charlie Day would be good for the Rick Moranis right. role as well. Um, I, I can't complain with that. And and Danny McBride would be a damn good slimer. Oh, oh damn. damn. Yes, that was so slimer. That's awesome. Fuck everybody. Let's write our own script. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's I think Paul. Uh, I think. Uh, God, what's the guy's name? I'm drawing. Paul Feig. Paul Feig. I, I got confused with Kevin for a second there. I think. <laughs> no. I, uh, I Kevin Feige. Yeah. I yeah. think he's gonna. I think he's gonna do a fine job. I do too. Uh, guys, moving on to DC news. I got a DC email here. It's from Tim Arnold. He says, "Dear leftovers and whoever else is present." Just wanted to shoot an email to ask, bring up a few things. I started binge-watching Arrow and found season three, and I'm confused as hell as to how I should watch it all. Well, watch it with all the Barry Allen Flash stuff. I found Flash season one, but I'm not sure how I should watch it while I'm watching Arrow or if it'd be all right to watch it after. Any help would be great. Dave, I dropped off of Arrow after season, somewhere mid-season two, I know you're still on it. Yep. Um, as far and I know you watch The Flash as well, which Correct. which I also watch The Flash. Um, what advice do you have to Tim? I mean, should should uh, how should he watch this? Uh, I, I'm gonna say if you're if you're if you're running low on time, uh, the way you're doing it, Brian's pretty ideal because. Season three kind of drops off pretty rough. That's the way he's doing, you mean stop watching Arrow? Yeah, I mean, I, I know, like, it peaks at about season two. But I heard like the Ra's al Ghul stuff is really good. It's everything else that's kind of garbage. Uh, I don't know, man. Really? Like it's one of those if you you don't need to worry about it is mm. would be my answer to him. Okay, because <clears throat> that nothing is so dreadfully interconnected that you're just going to be ruined in the experience of watching one or the other. Okay. Yeah, so don't don't worry. Take a big shit, lighten the fuck up. It's all good. Enjoy the show. Hope you like season three of Arrow more than I did. Speaking of Arrow, Brian, I know you aren't a fan of wrestling, but you have to have some interest or opinion on his upcoming pro wrestling debut at SummerSlam this month. Should be quite a show. Yeah, I've heard about this. Uh, so basically, uh, you know, back in the day, we had Gold Dust, mm-hmm. and now there's a uh, wrestling personality called Stardust. It's his brother. It's his brother, and so it runs in the family. And that Stardust, they've, they've kind of been leading to a uh, battle between him and Stephen Amell. Um, Dave, can you give me confirmation? Is Stardust, I know that the match is happening during SummerSlam. Is Actually, Star- a week from tonight. A week from tonight. Okay, so Sunday. So is Stardust going to be fighting Stephen Amell, or is Stardust going to be fighting Stephen Amell as Arrow? Okay, it, the official match is um, Wade King Barrett, Wade Barrett, and Stardust, the tag team, mm-hmm. versus Neville and Stephen Amell. But oh, they should have had. Uh, but he's gonna come down to the ring as the Green Arrow, okay? Because Neville's finishing move is called the Red Arrow. That's the name of his finishing move. Okay. There's no fucking way he doesn't come down to the ring in the Green Arrow outfit. Okay. They're gonna debut the new look because he went a lot darker look uh, in season three. They're gonna debut the new look that's more traditional green arrow i bet you money i just thought Stephen amell should have showed up at ringside with his partner should have been another arrow cast member black canary mm, 
I, that's when I, of course you're thinking empowered female, but I was thinking, Sorry. <laughs> I was thinking about the guy who didn't trust him from the very beginning. His bodyguard? You talking about Diggle? Yeah. Huh. Absolutely. Diggle's, Diggle's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Diggle's, Diggle's the man. But, uh, they, it's a, it's a promotional thing for the Arrow show, and yeah. I think the new look. They, I, I think it would be, I think it would be a giant wasted opportunity if he doesn't come down to the ring in the new look. Okay, yeah, yeah, because they're going to go more comic book with this. Look. Yeah, and they're they're going to get tons of press. Yeah, because oh, traditionally when these actors show up, they're just promoting something and they can't move in the ring. Mm-hmm. Well, when Stardust hit Stephen Amell at ringside, yeah, and Stephen Amell like you can tell that the guy knows how to move. Like he didn't look like one of those, you know, clunky guys that couldn't move in a ring. He jumped over that wall, jumped over the top rope, and just jumped on top of Stardust. He looked great in the ring. Really? Yeah. Now I got a question for you. I haven't watched wrestling in a real long time, mm-hmm. but I have done a lot of King of the Ring or, or not King of the Ring. You remember the uh, reality show uh, Tough Enough? Yeah, I think it's it was? still on. Is it okay? Mm-hmm. Um, now. Hosted by my favorite wrestler of all time, Chris motherfucking Jericho. Ah, gotcha. On Um, Tuesdays on the WE Network. I watched the first season way back in, like, I think it was the early 2000s when, uh, oh, shit. I'm trying to think of who it was that died. Uh, It was one of the hearts. Owen Hart? Yeah. Anyway, it was around that time, and Triple H had to talk with him. But anyway, the point is, um, we all know that the actual wrestling portion is staged Nothing but respect for those guys because to avoid getting hurt is harder than. Just I would going call it choreographed, it. right? Yeah, but all the storylines are written, right? So how long did they know in advance that this was going to go on, and maybe did they give them a little like pre-training to know what to do? Well, I think it was actually they've been going back and forth on Twitter for uh, months. Okay, the, the Stardust and and Stephen Amell. Okay, and. They actually had this thing happen not too long after WrestleMania, but then Dusty Rhodes died. Oh. And Stardust kind of disappeared for a little while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's because his dad died. Right, yeah. And so now it's actually way better of a promotional thing mm-hmm. for Stephen Amell because SummerSlam is second only to WrestleMania and watches and buys on pay-per-view. Sure. I was just thinking maybe they might have gave him a little bit of training up front. That way, when he jumps in, you know, he knows what to do, how to bounce off the ropes without hurting Well, the guy's legit. Shit. Like, he, he, he knows how to move. And, and I'm, it, wouldn't be, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he's done a little training. He's, you can tell he's into it. Yeah, when not, is that pay-per-view? In a week. Week, oh, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, it's kind of I'd be interested in seeing that. What you doing, Dave, for that SummerSlam? Uh, We're not podcasting. I'm going to say, I thought I was going to be podcasting. In all likelihood, I'll I'll probably be either working or watching. No, I'm taking a week off because fuck you, Army. <laughs> Brian's secretly gonna be watching SummerSlam. He needs shorts. No, I would watch it. You guys, you guys act like I fucking like hate wrestling. Like I used to love this shit. It's just I'm not into correction. The- you act like you fucking hate wrestling. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> no, like I used to love this shit. Like like uh, I, I would- you're, you're the whole reason I love the Macho Man. I yeah I fucking I, I used to love wrestling, dude. Yeah. I used to love wrestling back in the day. It's just like like an Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. Ultimate Warrior. Dude, I fuck... No, okay. You want to hear how much I used to love fucking wrestling? When Ultimate Warrior beat Hulk Hogan 
I fucking cried. I remember. Like, I fucking cried. That's why I loved the Macho Man, because Hulk Hogan was already taken, so I had to love the Macho Man. Yeah. Yeah, this probably isn't the greatest podcast talk, but if you guys want to get together and watch SummerSlam... Fuck yeah, man. Feel free. I mean, I'll you, do it. You guys Is it on a Sunday? My, yeah, you guys can come over to my place, or if, if Dave, if you can't get a sitter, we can come over to your place. So, yeah. like I said, this isn't we'll the best podcasting. We'll figure it out after. We'll guys. watch it. I'll fucking watch it and shit. The Stephen Amell thing is going on. Is Undertaker fighting? Yeah. Brock Lesnar. Uh, dude, I'm wow. down. Yeah. Let's do this shit. Is it Sunday I'm night? fucking down. Yeah, next Sunday. Okay, my kid will already be home, so I could go. My half-brother said they added an extra hour to it, too. Yep. So Four-hour four hour show. Yeah, I've been listening to Matthew Chiquella on the Never Submit podcast, and like he's kind of like made me want to watch wrestling again and shit. So I just watch pay-per-views. Lie. i got to tell you, it's the way to go. Yeah, it, it <laughs> is. You watch five hours of the bullshit a week, and you just you want to shoot yourself right. by the time the pay-per-view comes on. But NXT, uh, you might want to check out. Yeah, my half-brother it's tells me that really all the good. time, too. All right, guys, moving on. Rob Lopez sends us a fucking email here. He says, hey, leftovers, Frank and or Dave. And Horde. The left outs. <laughs> the left outs. <laughs> I, was, yeah! I was listening to the last episode and you guys were talking about the where did the switch happen on people supporting Ben Affleck as Batman and Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, and I believe I have an answer for the Affleck portion. Hmm. Since the time has passed since the announcement was made and people got pissed, I believe, that they went back and checked out Ben's other work over the past few years. People who probably never would have checked out movies such as Gone Girl, The Town, and Argo probably went back and were impressed with what he has been bringing to the table. Personally, I was keeping up on these movies and in Tupperware the casting because of those movies, as well as Hollywoodland and The Company of Men. Now, Gal Gadot, fuck that casting choice. Toss toss the fuck out of that shit. (laughs) Everything I've seen her in has been so unimpressive and have no idea what the hell people are thinking retroactively tuppering or tasting that choice thanks guys for uh thanks guys keeping uh, thanks guys keep on keeping on also fuck shang's anger (laughs) he's just a cunt that comes from rob lopez now guys like he uh, you know and, and rob you're not talking about anything that we didn't talk about on our Ben Affleck casting episode. Yeah, right. we brought up the town. We brought up Argo. Oh, yeah. And we may not have brought up Gone Girl, which came out afterwards, but we have <laughs> since. But we enjoyed Argo. <laughs> we enjoyed the town. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the flip side, I love the di- directorial work in it. I don't think that Ben Affleck was like the standout in this. You know no, what I mean? No. He, he was serviceable and he was good. But it was not like fucking like, oh shit, I'm watching like uh, Dustin Hoffman at his finest. I'm not watching Robert De Niro at his finest. I'm not watching Al Pacino at his finest or Kevin Costner even for that matter. It's Ben Affleck. He's a great director. But as an actor, in my opinion, he is serviceable. And we have seen a laundry list of actors Mm -hmm. try to play both Batman and Bruce Wayne and fail miserably. I don't think anybody's nailed it. I think that Christian Bale is the safest choice to say like, okay, he played a good Bruce Wayne. He played a good Batman, but you can't say that he excelled at either. That's correct. Even in Fincher's Gone Girl, which is a movie I Tupperware, it's Mm. still not because Ben Affleck was like 
had a masterful performance. Exactly. Or anything. And, and you can say Hollywood Land because he won the Golden Globe. Yeah. Yeah. You can say that all day. I'm but warming whatever. to him based on what I've seen with the trailers. What they're saying about how mm-hmm. oh they had an executive screening and he got a standing ovation and they're offering it's like the investors clapping for their exactly. movie yeah. exactly it's like they're sucking Whoopty their own fucking shit they're sucking their own dicks and it doesn't mean jack shit to me I don't even fucking applaud an episode that we get through <laughs> <laughs> we just applaud if we do yeah I'm just happy that we get done with these fucking things <laughs> but the things that I've seen from the trailers. Looks good so far. Yeah. But the Gal Gadot thing, mm. she's in the fucking trailer for less than five seconds total. You're agree- I agree with you. To see her reach her little puny-ass arms out and smack the cuffs together and to see a giant CG explosion. That's why I called it Smoke and Mirrors, Frank. Right, yeah. People are getting excited yeah. over Smoke and Mirrors. I have a theory about what that is. Talk to me, Chief. An orgasm? Um... No. Uh, <laughs> Are you saying Jaleel White and Dustin Diamond make an appearance in Batman v Superman? That, that would completely explain why her hair looks like pubes. Mm. <laughs> oh, damn. Remember in the uh, Brian Azzarello run when she takes the bracelets off? There's the giant Super Saiyan transformation of power. Is that what? Okay, the Brian Azzarello New 52 run. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I haven't read the whole thing, it's okay. so you're going to have to tell me. Well, um, spoilers, everybody. Okay. The, 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 the bracelets are actually what contain her godhood, and so when she takes them off, mm-hmm. there's a giant, like, Super Saiyan, Dragon Ball Z-type explosion, and she goes all super-powered. Okay. I bet that's what that is. I bet they're using that from the New 52, that the part where she, like, she's in the fight, and she's getting a little overwhelmed, and that's when she's like, all right, now shit's getting real. But that's- Frank's saying that's not enough to get him excited. I'm not saying what I saw didn't look okay. Yeah. yeah but yeah. because of the other things I've seen her in, she's got a lot to prove to me. No. And I- hey, look, I got through a complete coherent fucking sentence about Gal Gadot. Woohoo! Yeah. I true. ain't drunk. At least I don't have to listen to you talk about Outlander again, right? Yeah. <laughs> fucking stab myself in the fucking <laughs> stab myself in the fucking brain with an ice pick if I ever have to listen to you out, fucking review that fucking show again. Best part of that right? first episode. Am I right, episode? guys? Am I right, guys? Or am I fucking with you? No, that Outlander like, seriously, review. That's seriously, if, if, there's a, my if there was an shit. ice pick in front of you right now, Jake, <laughs> yes. and he started talking about fucking Outlander. Would you not fucking want to grab it and fucking, like, drive it through your fucking skull? Yes. Yes, I would. <laughs> I would, too. I have friends that have been telling me to read those books, and now, thanks to Frank, I will never, <laughs> never fucking touch that shit. It could be good in book form. And I will let you know, if you know, when I watch the rest of it, mm. but I, I can't disagree with what you were saying. I, I, I was inebriated heavily when I was watching the first 40 minutes, and that's the only reason I got through it. Guys, let's move on to some more DC news. Uh, were you one of the 12 people on the planet that enjoyed NBC's Constantine? Nope. I know Dave wasn't. God <laughs> fucking no. Well, even if you didn't like the show, I think we can all agree that the problem with it wasn't the actor that played John Constantine, Matt Ryan. He was one of the show's few, very few bright spots. A big problem with the show was the writing and the fact that it was on NBC to begin with. Constantine got more viewers than Arrow or Flash, 
but because it's on a juggernaut like NBC, those numbers are small potatoes to NBC, and it got axed. I'm also worried about Supergirl for this main reason, uh, with that show being on CBS, that uh, it may get larger numbers than both Flash and Arrow and, you know, um, some of these other uh, uh, shows that are on some of these uh, smaller cable channels. Um, also, Supergirl has to compete with Gotham, mm. which I'm... In all honesty, I'm kind of over Gotham. I gave up on Gotham. I'm ready for Supergirl. I watched. Did either of you guys finish it? I no. finished. I finished season one. Really? And I was not impressed with the ending of that season. I really it's confusing, but really started. I, I loved it, and then uh, that final episode, I was just kind of like, you know what? Yeah, spoilers. They killed Maroney, and then they fucking killed uh, Fish Mooney. And, uh, In the most goofy way possible. Exactly. And I was, <laughs> was kind of like, you know what? I'm kind of over this show. <laughs> Dude, everybody's going to be over it when they start fleshing out the origins of the Joker. Like, that's going to yeah, be, kinda taboo, that's gonna be a way more that's, major thing. Thank you. Thing. Thank like, you. Like the, once they start getting into that, people are going to abandon yeah. ship. So yeah. The killing sad, joke dude. touches on it, but it doesn't in such a way that it doesn't bother me. But because I know they're not going to approach it the same way, I don't mm. want to have anything to do with that part. Yeah. No, that shit's going to train wreck hard. Yeah. The moment There's they no start way. exploring the origins of the Joker. Because that's right? some of the best shit about him is you don't know who he is or where he's from. Precisely. He's a fucking conundrum. I will watch season two. Yep. Because I do appreciate uh, the Penguin. Mm, yeah. Alan Lord Taylor, is that his name? Yeah, that's correct. Yep. Oh, is that like the Robin? first name is wrong. Robin yeah. Lord Robin Taylor. Lord Taylor. Yeah. Okay. Wow, he's named after... He's named after Robin. Robin. That's that, fucked up. It's kind of fucked up. I never even thought of that. No, it's the best, yeah. uh, you know, alternative media presentation of the Penguin ever. Absolutely. Because I was not a big fan of Emperor Penguin in the New 52. No. Like, Detective Comics really tried to, like... I, and I was hoping that they... they like I, I was hoping that they'd make Emperor Penguin badass and shit. Like, I was really hoping for that. But, like, it never really kind of worked for me. But anyway, uh, there will be life after death for Matt Ryan, uh, who played John Constantine. He's actually going to return on an episode of Arrow. This news comes from Variety. Ryan will reprise his role for Arrow, episode 405, titled Haunted. In a statement of Arrow, uh, in a statement, Arrow co-showrunner Mark Guggenheim said of the casting, we are thrilled to have Matt Ryan reprise the role of John Constantine on an upcoming episode of Arrow. Matt is an incredibly talented actor, and his portrayal of the beloved character was always something we admired. The introduction of magic and mysticism on the show this season has provided a truly organic opportunity for us to bring John Constantine to Arrow and the CW's DC Universe. It will be a well-deserved tip of, a, of the hat to all the Constantine fans who were so incredibly supportive of that series. See, that's that, that that's just confirmation they're going to continue to fuck it up. The problem with the goddamn show is that Constantine is not a good guy. Right. He's a scumbag. Right. Like, he's a completely self-interested, backstabbing, like, pervert scumbag. See, yeah. the thing is, I, I think that Matt Ryan could actually play that character right? But if but, given the direction. Yeah, he's got to be written that no, way. No, but it's, he's saying this is for all the fans of that show. Of they're that not, show. They're not yeah. going to make him a bad... They're not yeah. going to make him a shithead. Okay, okay, okay. So basically, like, this is a gimmick 
Can we agree? This is, okay. Do you think, like, do you think that the NBC, like, this is going to boost Arrow in the ratings? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I disagree. I disagree. 100%. No, I think this is a failure. No, they're going to they're going to get a little pop from all the people that the, were the 12. Yeah, those 12. All 12 people. <laughs> it's not even going to put it up a point 1 on the on the yeah, ratings. It was more than 12. This more is, than nine. it's not even the season opener. This is like 5 episodes into season 4. Yeah. yeah. I would bet money that whatever episode features Constantine will have Lower ratings. In the this sounds before. like desperation to me. I'm with Jake on this one. See, if they're going into... Okay, it looks like Damian Dark's going to play a pretty major role in this season. And if 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 John Constantine... And that's, where, and that's where they say it's going to be organic to the story this season. Yeah, if he comes in allied with Damian Dark... Then okay, that that could be interesting. You think the fervent fan base of the Constantine NBC series is going to like flip over and start watching Arrow because of this appearance? That's sure. what this gimmick is going yeah. for. They're hoping to gain an audience. Yeah, they're going to. I don't think NBC's gonna, not promoting this, Dave. They're going to try to. They're going to try to get people who were who were really fired up about their show. On to NBC's not going to be promoting it. I oh, got to no. say, I'm surprised though, because like when other websites were, you know, announcing that yeah. Constantine was canceled, yeah. the threads were full of people saying, oh no, I'm going to miss it. I'm not saying that they're right oh, in that you're assumption. You're always going to see that though. Yeah. There's always going to be petitions for people that like want a show well, to come back. That and Facebook activism is limited in how effective it is too. Mm-hmm. You get 20 people that say, yeah, I'd watch it, and then two tune in. Yeah. I don't think it'll boost ratings in the least. I don't either. I'm with you, Jake. I don't even either. A fucking point one from the previous episode. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I think it'll go. I think the numbers will be down from the week before. Wouldn't it be a episode. bitch if that murdered Arrow? Then like, oh, no. I, I, I want to see the numbers. I want to see the numbers. I, I, I think I think season four will start. I think season four, episode one, will start off with the highest numbers. Oh, that's traditionally how. It, yeah, I agree. But you know, like if you think that, like, okay, they're going to do this cross promotion with Matt Ryan's Constantine, which has been canceled. I don't think it's going to pull in the audience that they're wanting it to. No, no. I disagree. I On don't. the other hand, if they halfway through had an episode with Supergirl in it. Yes. I think the numbers would go up. Absolutely, because that's a show with Greg Berlanti, and I think they, like... It's still on the air. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Uh, you guys did also hear, like, the little bit of news that came out that they are kind of done with uh, CW spinoff shows. Like, hmm. they think that, uh, what was it, uh, what's the new one that's Legends coming out? Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow oh. is going to be the last spinoff show there. CW is kind of done with spin-off shows at the moment. Of that universe. Of that universe. Yeah. Can they drop a line to AMC and tell them to quit doing the same thing? Well, I mean, okay, guys. Hey. I, what? I, I want a Titan show, god damn it. I'm talking like Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, oh, he's okay. talking Fear the Walking okay. Dead. Okay, I've seen Dead. Don't talk shit about no Titans, man. What? Titans no, is on, uh, that's on TNT. Oh, okay. No, because, no, uh, I mean, I've seen previews for it, and the previews don't do jack shit for me. And I love The Walking Dead, the, the core series. Yeah. So, I mean, that airs next week. I actually like the That's extended trailer. Huh? That's on I next did. week? Fear of the Walking Dead? August 23rd. 23rd. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yeah, but we'll... we're going to be watching SummerSlam, so fuck that shit. <laughs> There's a DVR. Oh yeah, that's right. Wait, I, we'll they come back and we'll come back and talk about. This. I actually like the I like the extended trailer for the uh, Fear the Walking Dead. Awesome. I did. Yeah, 
Nothing about the promotional campaign has done a thing for me. I'm going to watch it. I mean, they're going to have to develop the characters properly for me to get yeah. invested, just like the original show well, did. Sure. But I, so far, it only looks to me to be a cheap cash-in. I feel like it's a very under-the-radar promotional campaign. They're expecting the name of The Walking Dead and Buzz to pay, sell it for them. It's they nothing different, like it's nothing different than what Star Wars is doing with like Rogue One. I right. mean, they can't call it Rogue One because if you, if you just call it Rogue One, it's just another sci-fi movie. Right. Yeah. They call it Rogue One. A Star Wars story, or yeah. you know what I mean. But I right. guarantee Rogue One won't be an under the radar promotional campaign. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> now, if you go to, I mean, if you're watching AMC anyway, because right now they've got five weeks of all five seasons of oh, The Walking yeah. Dead they out. Pull that crap every and, time. Yeah, well, yeah, and the fifth season ends the same day that Fear the Walking Dead comes yeah. out. So they're pumping it within their own system. The people who are already watching The Walking Dead are going to segue right into that anyway. Yeah. They're not we're really gonna, looking for a new audience. Guys, we're going to stop. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about Marvel News. Cool. Okay. Awesome. Marvel News. Marvel News. Hey, welcome back. You just heard the fucking uh, Marvel News fucking bumper, so we're going to talk about some Marvel News. I had some Marvel emails, but you know what? Michael J. Borelli fucking uh, wrote the longest email in history ever, so I'm not going to read it this week. I'll oh, read shit. it like in two weeks and shit, because it's fucking long as fuck, and we've gone on really long this episode. We so. started late, too. We started Normally, late, we start yeah. at like one. We started at one, and fuck. this week, we started at, uh, what? It was, it was after five. Five o'clock, oh, yeah. 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 This is amazing. It's yeah. 11.08 right now. Yeah, exactly. So thank On you, Michael, for the world's longest fucking email that I don't want to read right now, because <laughs> it's pretty, it's it's condescending. and he, It's like the first 40 minutes of sounds Outlander. Fun. No, it's it's... <laughs> Yeah, it's exactly. I'm sure it's better than that. <laughs> it's way better than. No, 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 no. Actually, I think I'd rather watch Outlander than read this fucking email. <laughs> Jesus, that's yeah. <laughs> it, seriously, the chick. Never mind. Never mind. Don't right. start talking about it again, guys. He's gonna do it I was again. Just gonna does. say she's hot. Last week we had an episode about Fantastic Four. Fantastic. Uh, some new hearsay news from behind the scenes of the Fantastic Four movie this week came out. From the print edition of Entertainment Weekly, and here's what it said. Quote, on set, Trank was said to be abusive and insulting to the crew and cast. That sounds like every episode of Pop Culture Leftovers with me. It's like they just fucking, like, yeah, I don't know. They, it's, like, it's like an episode of this show. Are you Josh Trank? I, I might be. <laughs> The studio hadn't wanted Whiplash star uh, Teller, but Trank had fought for him. Then he ended up almost fighting Teller, who had a who has a reputation for sarcasm and recalcitrance while working. Well, what a, the fuck kind of drug is that? Uh, recalcitrance. <laughs> yeah. If you experience anal bleeding, <laughs> please stop using recalcitrance. Yeah, consult your doctor before use. <laughs> Frank, this is amazing. Oh this yeah, it's drink. Really good. Yeah. What I mean, do you call this? I, uh, you I need to know. name the this. Man Hammer. Man Hammer. There we go. Yeah, no, stop no, no, drinking no, no, no. it now. Guys, 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 seriously. With all due respect, Frank has given me this drink. And it looks like, dude, no, seriously. Frank, what the fuck is in this? Because this is the most delicious drink 
<laughs> I have ever partaken in it's, in my entire life. It's 50-50 uh, rum chata with strawberry milk. Holy fuck. And uh, it's blended in with whole cherries. Can I... Can I fuck this drink? Take it outside. Don't make a mess. <laughs> Not in front of us. <laughs> Can I give it a strawberry quickie? Because that's what it looks like. All of a sudden, I'm going to come out to my driveway in the morning. It's going to look like no. some broke up. A of common strawberry milk. <laughs> <laughs> Warm it up a little before you fuck it. Put it in the microwave or something. Mm. Wrap a warm towel around Oh, my God. This is <laughs> no, no, that's necrophilia that that works for. Frank, this is, this is an excellent drink. See, my wife can cook you food, and I can make you drinks. Mm. When your wife made me that cake, yeah, holy fucking shit, that was orgasmic. If I could drink, if I could eat that cake uh-huh. and then like wash it down with this fucking drink, it's good. It's amazing. The only bad thing is, is it's not particularly potent. Now there's ways I can make it potent, and it still tastes fucking are you, good. Are you gonna jack off of my drink, Frank? Give you a little tip. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm sh- I, I think that my semen is probably at least eighty proof. <laughs> Funny because it's true. I think that's a hint that he already did jack off in your drink. <laughs> I'm reading between the lines there. Jesus. All right, so let's man, uh, the manhammer, the official you, drink of yeah, That's why it's called the manhammer. Dude, this is, yeah. I'm dude, guys. I'm not bullshitting you. This is fucking tasty. Now, as the fuck. official drink of pop culture leftovers can't this have milk like, in it. This is like I'm getting I drunk. <laughs> yeah, this is like I'm getting drunk and like getting my f- like fill of calcium. And your right. bones are getting stronger. Exactly. <laughs> it does it for you. It does a body good. Yeah. Hey guys, but anyway, on set, on set, Trank was set to be abusive and insulting to the crew and cast. Sounds like that sounds like I've been there. (laughs) That sounds like the early episodes for you. That sounds like uh, recent episodes for you two fuckers, doesn't it? Every once in a while, just to make myself feel better, I'll go back and listen to like some of the first twenty, and then hear you dig in. I warned you. Did I not warn you before we recorded? I said, Frank, if you if you fucking say some bullshit, I'm gonna call you out. Yeah, I I was fully warned. Did I or did I not? Yeah, you did. You're lucky I didn't get a warning. Yeah. <laughs> well, by the time I, I showed like, who up, the fuck is this guy? By the time, by the time I showed up, you'd have, you'd been fired and come back like twice. I oh, think. That's true. So <laughs> there's already been an established norm. I guess the firing was my warning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Shit's crazy. Jake in the Lazarus pit. Yes. <laughs> I was like Batman in Dark Knight Rises. I climbed out. The studio hadn't wanted Whiplash star Teller, but Trank had fought for him. Then he ended up almost fighting Teller, who has a reputation for sarcasm and recalcitrance while working. Man, I've been drinking all night, and I still said recalcitrance. Nice. Isn't that amazing? Awesome. How do I pull that off? You're an articulate motherfucker, you. I am. At one point, the conflict nearly became physical, with Trank and Teller chest to chest Daring each other to throw the first punch. Looking at those two, I see it being a slap fight. <laughs> Neither did. And that came from Entertainment. <laughs> that came from Entertainment Weekly. Apparently, Trank didn't want Kate Mara as Sue Storm either. And quote, sources say his interactions with her at times ranged from cold to cruel. So it sounds like there was like a lot of like onset hostility between the actors, the directors, and and this just sounds like a fucking train wreck from yeah. the get go. Where's this stuff coming from, Kinsburg? 
Uh, this came from Entertainment Weekly and from some of the people that they talked to that were involved in the production. Mm. Uh, no direct quotes from Kinsberg himself. Mm. You know, though, it's hard to say whether or not, you know, this shit really happened. I mean, everybody's scrambling for excuses now. Trank started on Friday, of all things, when the fucking movie was released. Yeah, I mean, the day before actually. Oh, really? Was it Thursday? Yes, it was. Mm. Wow. I mean, it's just it's just. Yeah, ridiculous. it was August sixth that he came out with his tweet. This is getting to be a fucking cop out trend. I mean, it first started with the Edgar Wright stuff, and then after Age of Ultron got criticized, Joss Whedon bitched and whined, mm-hmm. and now we have Trank. Just own your fucking movie, dude. You were the fucking director. Well, he can own his movie as much as he wants to, but if, if he's not able to put out his final cut, then I can understand him saying, like, this is not the movie that I wanted you to see. I guess, I but can you see that there's anything redeemable about it, that there could have been a movie that was worth seeing? Well, no, but on the flip side, they're saying he's saying that there were three action scenes that they once... Okay, the budget was supposed to be $150 million, mm-hmm. and they said, no, it's going to be... 120 million and we're cutting three action scenes out of this thing and there was a clusterfuck of an action scene at the end of the movie yeah and the one they had to keep the one they had to keep because they had to have something yeah um do i think that this could have been a better movie had they kept it the director's cut no i don't think that there's i don't think that there's a great movie in here do i think there's a movie that people would have thought was better than this yeah, possibly. But do I think that there's like a great movie no. somewhere buried in this fucking train wreck? No. Yeah. I don't think that there's brilliance in this at all. I agree. But there was definitely better than an 8% on Rotten Tomatoes yes. to be had in here. Yes. And the people that did like the movie the way that it is, you're liking a movie that even the director himself says sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I love. I'm just gonna say I love you, Ernesto. But your <laughs> your love for this movie dumbfounds Does me. Does he Tupperware? He loves he this loves movie. Oh. He's been searching everywhere for somebody to like it, and I think the yeah, uh, I'm sure he has. I, th- I think uh, TC and them on Epic Comic Cast they liked it, or at least they well, liked they it. liked it. They, they love did. it, but yeah. they liked it. Like as far as our rating scales go, I yeah. guess they would have given it a taste it or a high taste it. But like I I I I. I even if the, if the director comes out and says like I, this is not the movie that I wanted to put out. I there's not there's nothing redeemable about this movie in my opinion. There's nothing except your well, memes. Your memes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Help, help me, help me, me. It's true. Yeah, it's true. God, I can't believe they called the shit thing sauce for the Denny's burger. That blew my That's mind. Nasty. Thing sauce. Yeah, what's in thing sauce? Oh, what do you think? Eighty proof cum. How did that? How did that get past PR? Frank, did you fucking just give me thing sauce? No, because this shit's only forty proof. Hammer sauce. Mm. Hammer sauce. <laughs> Dude, this shit's amazing. I can't drink can't it. It'll drink fuck it. me up. Mm. Not, not in the good way either. It's, yeah. It's creamy goodness. Not in the way yeah. that'll fuck you up. It'll. All right, guys. So um, pe- there's a petition on Change.org right now that uh, Fox uh, give the rights to the Fantastic Four to Marvel Studios, and it started six days ago. And within six days, it has thirty-two thousand followers. Now I signed it. Hold on, guys. Dave, it kind of tapered off a little bit because within the first two days, Dave. It had 20,000 followers. So that means 10,000 followers per day when it first started. People were fine, they were signing this petition. 
It's at 32,000 with a goal of 35,000, which actually, I think if we checked right now, it probably would have hit that number. But you know what? If you did the math, if all 32,000 people actually went to see that pile of shit, then Mm. it would have made money. So most of those people, or half of them at least, are signing just because they're signing. They don't have anything really to go on. Well, Fox is saying that they're committed to a sequel. Have you heard of this? Like, okay, the the sequel is greenlit. Well, hold on. Jake, okay. The movie's still out in theaters. If Fox comes out and says right now that they are not committed to a sequel, they're basically saying, don't see our movie. Right. We no, that, don't, that, we don't believe in our fucking movie. We don't believe in the product that we put out there. Until this movie is out of theaters, Fox is not going to make an official statement. Guys, you're fucking crazy. Listeners, you're fucking crazy if you think that this fucking pile of shit is going to get a fucking sequel. You are never going to see Miles Teller, Kate Mara, Jamie Bell, and Michael B. Jordan return as the Fantastic Four ever again in any movie. Fox is basically holding this close to the chest and saying, yeah, we're we're still committed to a sequel. That's fair. The movie's still in theaters. They're not going to abandon their fucking movie right now and say... They're not going to Josh Trank it. Exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, um, this movie's not getting a sequel. But, guys, you know what? We're going to end this Fantastic Four on one of my favorite fucking uh, segments. We're going to end it on a Pete's Tweets Where's, God damn it, Pete, where's your fucking, uh... Pete's Tweets. Thank you. That's, that's your... <laughs> that's what we're going with. Thank tweet, you, Frank. Tweet, tweet, tweet. <laughs> Pete's Tweets. Because I can't find his fucking, uh, bumper. Um, Pete's Tweets this week. Hey, guys, with the flop of the Fantastic Four. I can't see Fox going forward with a sequel, but they would have to in order... To the right, uh, to in order to uh, the rights uh, to the property. My question is: Do you think Fox should go ahead with a sequel, a reboot, or my suggestion, make a solo movie based off of some of the other names in the property, like a Silver Surfer or a uh, someone from the Fantastic Four's list of rogues and allies? That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, so he basically he's saying like, should they do it like a uh, Silver Surfer movie, solar movie, uh, solo movie, or should they? Um, or should they reboot this thing or, or do a sequel to, like, this Josh Trank piece of shit? Hmm. I think the Silver Surfer idea is the safest idea because you can completely 100% distance it from even being involved with the Fantastic Four. Just the fact that right. they have the rights to – that's entangled with the rights to Fantastic Four. They wouldn't have to do it until – they wouldn't have to start, like, uh, production until <coughs> the year 2020. Yeah. And it wouldn't have to be released until 2022. And that would be 14-some years, maybe, since 2007's fucking... Uh, 14, 15 years since uh, Rise of the Surfer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, I think but, it's fine. Think of how quick they turned Spider-Man around. Yeah, yeah. true. But their, their track history is garbage. I mean, complete garbage with it. Yeah, but, okay, on the flip side, okay, I, honestly, I, I think it's going to go one of two ways. I either... Okay, right now, Fox is losing money on the property. So at this point, you know what I mean? Okay, what happened? What happened? Fox lost money on Daredevil. Daredevil mm-hmm. was a flop. Yep. Daredevil was a flop. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what did Fox do right before they lost the rights to Daredevil? Well, they hired Joe Carnahan to uh, 
release a sizzle reel of what he was going to do with a Daredevil property. Guys, was that a real thing that was going to happen? Was Joe Carnahan really going to come out with a fucking movie? Or was it a way to like kind of like get Marvel Studios to think to them, like, okay, yeah, we're not really giving, getting rid of Daredevil. It's a bluff. We're, it's a bluff. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. And Marvel, you know what? Marvel was actually prepared to deal you know, with them. Yep. Like, oh, okay, uh, you guys get to keep, you guys get to keep Daredevil, but we want Galactus and we want Silver Surfer. That, that was on the table. Yeah. That was on the table. And then when fucking Fox, like, what Fox was like, uh, no, we plan on making a Fantastic Four movie in the future and we need Galactus in the future. We might need Silver Surfer in the future. All right. You go, you go ahead and take Daredevil back. <laughs> we lost. <laughs> We lost, you win. And so Fox, Marvel Studios, they got Daredevil back for free. Mm-hmm. Punisher for in that same deal, right? Punisher came back for free. Ghost Rider, for free. Let's Blade, ride. Blade, for free. So What happens when you fuck it up? So, okay, guys, I think Kevin Feige's not being like, oh, okay, your movie was shit. How much can we pay you to get the Fantastic Four back? I think Kevin Feige's just like, all right, let me see what you're going to do in five years. Right. Mm-hmm. Are you really going to sink more money into a franchise that you haven't gotten right? Yeah. You didn't get it right back in 2005. You didn't get it right back in 2007. And you fucking destroyed it in 2015. Are you really going to give this another fucking chance in 2020, 2022? No, I, I think that Marvel's thinking, we can get this back for free. Once they get it back, Marvel's going to be like, okay, we're just going to have in one of our movies some scene where there's a scene where back in the 60s, the Fantastic Four went into outer space uh, and uh, they got lost in a black hole and never came back. And then all of a sudden, here we are in like 2022, uh, Marvel Phase 5. And uh, the Fantastic Four, they uh, some somehow come out of this black hole, and they're and, and from the sixties, and they thought they 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 thought they've been gone for just like five minutes. Oh, that'd when, be great—a fish out of water story. When in all actuality, they've been gone for the last fifty years. Yeah. And there's your Fantastic Four movie, everybody. <laughs> The Fantastic Four needs to come out of a black hole. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very meta thing you just okay. said. <laughs> I just took a look, and it's sitting right now at $144 million worldwide. Yeah. That's pathetic. Yeah. yeah. That's bad. Mm-hmm. Domestically, it's only $41.9. Oof. Total. Guys, uh, Pete's tweets, what are you guys thinking? That's that. Those are my thoughts. What are your thoughts on this? Do you think it should be Reboot? Um, do you think they should go with Silver Surfer? Or is Fox just kind of like basically like in uh, what the fuck do we do mode? Like we're fucked. Yeah, like I said, it's either I think either do the Silver Surfer thing or give it back, in my opinion. I don't think they should do, they should do jack shit with it. They're just going to fuck it up even more. So you think they should just let the rights lapse? Yeah. I think they're going to do a Joe Carnahan thing. I think they're going to hire somebody and threaten Marvel in a way. And then in all actuality, Marvel's going to be like calling her bluff, yeah. and they're going to be like, okay. Kevin Feige's right. going to reach into the wall and be like, what can I get you here? Oh, 
and pull up the big middle finger. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I think they're going to do a Daredevil Joe Carnahan. I think that's what Fox is going to pull. And, and Marvel doesn't need the Fantastic Four. Nope. No. They're doing no. fine with that. So Unfortunately, it's not Spider-Man. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And they've already got that yeah. in their hip pocket now with exactly. Sony. Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah. yeah. Dave. Yeah, that's the long-term plan is to let that shit wither on the vine because that's why there's no Fantastic Four book right. announced. They like they're they know that these people don't know what the fuck to do with it. Yeah, and whatever they try, I like I, like when we talked about the possible X Men Fantastic Four crossover, and I cried bullshit. They're they're done. Yeah. Out of spite, that's a great point about the comic, Dave. Out of spite, I could see. I mean. I don't know if it ever really happened, but like if Fox was to generate a sequel mm-hmm. to like just make it so far fucking out of whack that it's not even funny, like do give it like a scary movie treatment, like make it horrible. It'll be four money. different actors though. They, right. yeah, oh, yeah, they, they right, can't, exactly. They can't lose money on this anymore, right? Though. Just make it so ridiculous that you're shit on the property on purpose. Yeah, because for all the talk about the X Men Cold War. You know, with Marvel Comics, they're yeah. still putting out X Men books. Yeah, there ain't even a fucking Fantastic Four book. That's true. Like, like the thing is in his own book, and like that's, all these characters. Secret are in Wars. There. Yeah, that's what this is. This is their final Fantastic Four story. Yeah, that Hickman loves the Fantastic Four. Yes, and he found out that they were getting rid of him, and he was like, you know what? I'm going to take over Avengers so I can do my final Sayonara to the first family. And he's doing. He's doing justice to Doom. Yeah. Oh, He's yeah. always done a great oh, yeah. Doom. Yeah. yeah, like the the scenes with Reed and Doom have been the mm-hmm. best stuff in That's Wars. That's what Hickman's really good at. Yep. Hick- Hickman's Fantastic Four run was phenomenal. Yep. Right. And FF. Yeah, well, I consider it the same run. Kinda. Absolutely. Yeah. They kind of go hand in hand. Um, guys, uh, moving on. MMA fighter actress Ronda Rousey during a Reddit AMA, uh, AMA said that uh, that she'd love to play Captain Marvel's uh, Marvel's Captain Marvel in a film. Since that statement, tons of artists have been posting fan art of, of Ronda Rousey as Carol Danvers' Captain Marvel. Uh, guys, what are your thoughts on Ronda Rousey as Captain Marvel? I want to talk to you first, Dave. I know how Jake feels. I know how I feel. I don't know how Frank feels. But Dave, I know you're a fan of Ronda Rousey, but Ronda Rousey as Captain Marvel, talk to me. I am absolutely a fan of Ronda Rousey being and doing all of the stunts for whoever actually plays Captain Marvel. <laughs> Thank you. That's an honest answer. That's the thing. She just doesn't have enough acting experience. No, no. no. It's that, that is a. If you go through the history of the comics of Carol Danvers' character arc. Holy crap, she's been through some shit. Now, Dave, what if I told you that this uh, Captain Marvel movie was going to star... Okay, hold on. What if I told you that this Captain Marvel movie was going to be directed by Angelina Jolie, but it was going to star Charlize Theron? How would you approach that? Would you be like, oh, okay, I'm all behind that? I, I think Charlize Theron's a phenomenal actress. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm not sure that... I'm not sure that that's... I don't think that I don't think that they should go for as big of a star as that. Really? Yeah, I think Katie should, Sackhoff. Are you leaning towards her? Um, possibly. Uh, that's who I. If I was dream casting it, okay. that's who I would want. Okay. But um, I, I just think that 
in order for people to really embrace the character, it's got to be somebody that isn't so fucking worldwide well-known. Okay. I can see that. I, I, I taste the idea. I was really excited about it at first, but I think that was just kind of a high of me coming off of a recent victory. And I think that she could do better acting if she had the right director, if she had the right script. Yeah. This, if, if it's a multi-dimensional character, it might be a little out of reach. She could maybe do it, but I think that there's far better choices, Katie Sackhoff being one of them. Okay. Well, just it, the character progression of this of this character through the comic books, mm-hmm. she's been through so much crazy shit. And it, if they took any one of those elements, they're going to need somebody who can, who can pull off an incredibly layered character. They right? need an older actress, too. She, they need an older actress. So Charlize the, uh, Theron and Katie Sackhoff make sense. Going with somebody younger does not make sense to me. She is a colonel in the Air Force, am mm-hmm. I correct? Mm-hmm. So they need an older actress. Somebody right. that's established, you know, that has a ranking in the, uh, in the armed forces. So. Yeah, Rousey's only 28. Exactly. So they need somebody older with a little bit more maturity. And they, they need an actress. They need an actor. In this. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely tossed this idea, and I mean, I, I couldn't disagree with some of the She shit. looks great, yeah. and I've seen the concept art. I'm not going to argue. The concept art looks phenomenal. Yeah, she can cosplay Thank as you. Captain Marvel <laughs> Thank you. as much as she wants. She can Absolutely. come down to the ring dressed like Captain Marvel, and I'll fucking applaud for that. Yeah. But I, I couldn't disagree more with Frank. I don't care if Martin Scorsese directs her. I don't care if you get the best screenwriters in the industry to write the script. She's not an actor. She's yeah. had no formal training in acting. Chris Hemsworth was not an MMA fighter. I know. And, and I mean, going into Thor, I didn't know Chris Hemsworth from fucking anybody. Right. And, you know, and I'm not saying like, you know, like he's like dazzled me in other films. I thought Black Hat was kind of really, yeah. you know, but I mean, <laughs> and like Rush, I haven't seen it. I'll be honest with you. Unless but. she's playing Ronda Rousey. Right, she can't do it. Which is actually kind of funny. If Ronda Rousey, if they cast, if they cast Ronda Rousey in that Clint Eastwood movie, what was that movie that he did? Million Dollar Million Dollar Baby. Then I'd be like, okay, cool. Well, uh, this might work because, like, okay, you tell me that fucking Eminem, Eminem is going to be in a movie called Eight Mile. Uh, I'd be uh, whatever. Eminem can't act, but he did, and he did, and he was great. Yeah, he was really good in it. He essentially played Eminem, though. And you right. know, you, you, do you know who was supposed to be the lead in the movie Southpaw? Eminem. Oh. Ugh. And he dropped out. No, I'm, I'm thinking he could have done it. Yeah. See, the thing is, too, is... <laughs> that, movie, like, that movie wasn't great to begin with. The thing is, too, is, like, if you look at her body of work, I didn't see Entourage, and but I did see Fast 7. And yeah. She was like, I, oh, nothing. I mean, she had a nothing part. Yeah. All she had to do was she end was up in Expendables ass. 3 as yep. well. Yeah. She was kind of garbage in that. Too. I saw I saw Entourage, and she didn't even play herself very convincing. Oh, really? The, yeah. The, the, scene, yeah. And, uh, the thing about her being a stunt double for the character is perfect, because yeah. the scenes in Expendables 3 where she was fighting were great. Yeah, yeah. And with that Fast yeah. 7, they were great, too. Yeah. So, But she's not a great actress. 
And True. It's probably I, just the respect that I have for her as a fighter and as gotta, versus Cloud. Nine. Sure. I mean, but but like holding an entire movie. Right. That's another story. Like I'm like guys. Like I'm worried about fucking Jason Momoa holding an entire oh, Aquaman me, me movie. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I love okay. Cal Drogo. I love I love fucking Jason Momoa. Dave, you're the only one that's watched. Was it Red Road? Yep. You're the only one that's watched that. So you're saying that like you think that he can do it. But I mean, yeah, his scenes and his scenes in Red Red Road is great when he's on screen, guys. And I've listened, I've listened to Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith said he fucking shared some time with him on a fucking plane and shit. He said that you know Jason Momoa is gonna fucking kill this and blah 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 blah. Mm. He said Jason Momoa. I know, I know, I know. You put a lot of stock into fucking Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he's you know, I don't either. Kevin Smith can say whatever the fuck he wants to. I love Kevin Smith. I think yeah. he's a great human being, and he means well. But he can talk about how big fucking uh, Jason Momoa is in real life and, like, what a huge mountain of a man this guy is. But, like, when it comes down to it, can fucking Momoa hold an entire Aquaman film? I don't know. I mean, does Momoa have more charisma than Henry Cavill? And Jake thinks that Henry Cavill has... Zero charisma. Yeah, I think maybe he does. So, okay. <laughs> maybe. I don't know, guys. I think Dave brings up a great point, too. It, not only does she have to, like, hold up an entire movie by herself, but she's yeah. also playing one of the the most layered female characters from the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Do we really want that in the hands of an MMA fighter? Who who can pull it off, then? Yeah, I don't. I don't. Not, yeah. not, not at all. I don't know. I, I'm terrible at casting. You're right. It's cosplay. She looks great yeah. in that role. Yeah. She does. I mean, I've looked at the pictures. Man, oh, man, she looks great. Ronda Rousey, she's an attractive woman. And I, and she's tough. She's tough. But on the flip side, she can't act. And she's also got, I don't know, if if there was a scene between her and Tom Holland, she's got a mole underneath her right eye and Tom Holland's got one on his chin, I'd go cockeyed looking at those fucking moles <laughs> if they shared a scene together in a fucking movie. But it's funny because I, I don't know if there's anything ever been officially talked about, but all this came from that AMA that she did on Reddit. Yeah. And it was just a casual question. Somebody asked her, like, you were going to be a superhero. Who? Yeah. It's, it's, it's basically the equivalent of, I'm sorry, Dave, but, uh, Keanu Reeves during his, uh, Reddit AMA where he talked about wanting to be Doctor Strange. It's the equivalent of that. I wouldn't be surprised if Marvel people approached her and asked her to stop talking about this. Like, I don't think they're even considering this. Uh, well, I don't know that they would do that, only because even if they don't cast her, it helps. It's not like they put buzz. a fucking muzzle on fucking uh, Anthony Mackie. Yeah, but Boy. he was already cast. That's true. Well, <laughs> it, it does create buzz for a character that not everybody knows, but a lot more people, I think, probably know the name Ronda Rousey than Miss Marvel. Well, unless that's in that's why I think they'd want to squash it, because right. they don't want all these Ronda Rousey fans that don't understand why this is so terrible right. fucking they don't have to cast her so i think we can all agree for the most part that ronda rousey's not the best choice yeah i agree with that not the best choice yeah even though i like her more than everybody else I, yeah let's talk about is captain marvel dave i like the idea of that you guys don't like it at all i eh. but yeah there are a lot better choices all of them actors. <laughs> <laughs> Jaleel White. <laughs> Jaleel White and Dusted Diamond. You know what? Let's move on. I was going to talk a little bit about the, uh, the the Captain America trailer and all that shit yeah. that was released, but I'm not going to. You know, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. 
Uh, let's but talk about- in two weeks, we may actually get to see the real deal anyway. Exactly. Hopefully, within two weeks, we'll actually see the trailer. Then we'll talk about it then. Yeah, that thing was a fuzzy mess. Yeah. Well, the trailer that was released was yeah. fake that I saw. The one that I posted on our page, I thought it was the real trailer, and then yeah. Yeah. it's fake. They're I about like, shit myself because I was going all over the place, like, spreading it around. Yeah. And then I went to the thing, and I looked at the description. I'm like, wait a minute, June 18th? I'm like, oh, fuck. So I was going back and deleting it off everything I posted. <laughs> Let's talk about some uh, Star Wars D23 uh, news uh, before we wrap the show. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah, then we'll, we'll wrap the show with the D23 news. Um Let's see here. Yeah, Star Wars news. He got what Amisa's saying. You were supposed to be here with me, listening to Pop Culture Leftovers podcast. That's not true. That's impossible. All right, guys. We saw. We got our first look at Luke Skywalker and the Force Awakens with that leaked pick. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Love it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I, I taste it. Really? I Tupperware. Yeah, I Tupperware too. It's uh, reminiscent of uh, Ben Kenobi uh-huh. from uh, A New Hope. Absolutely. I Tupperware the fuck out of that picture. I absolutely loved it. I couldn't have envisioned it to be any better myself. It was everything I wanted. <laughs> better than Frank's drink? It was better than Jaleel White and Dustin Diamond fucking each other in a movie. <laughs> well, I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> I taste it for me. There's not a lot better than that, though. Them fucking in a movie is a high taste it? No, no. It's a a Tupperware. Somebody's going to be tasting something during that bitch. Dave. Yeah, I think you looked like a million bucks. I I, I have yet to to see any official things released that make me, that give me pause. Exactly. Moving on, EW Entertainment Weekly had some news about Kylo Ren's character in Star Wars The Force Awakens. If you don't know who that character is, then you've never listened to one of our episodes. <laughs> or you're living under a rock. Help or you never me. make it to the Star Wars Help news segment. <laughs> He's the character with the metal mask and cloak that is rocking the lightsaber with the cross guard. Well, Entertainment Weekly, they spoke with J.J. Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan about Kylo Ren, and this is what we learned from Entertainment Weekly about Adam Driver's character. We came to learn that he was allied with the First Order, a remnant of the Empire that remains a fearsome threat to the galaxy and its denizens. Above, he is seen flanked by their uh, stormtroopers, striding with intense purpose through the smoldering ruins of a once peaceful village of Jakku. What does he want? That much remains unclear. Even although he seems to be a Vader obsessive with an appearance influenced by that dark lord of the Sith who met his demise long before Ren's birth, the movie explains the origins of the mask and where it's from, but the design was meant to be a nod to the Vader mask. Abrams tells Entertainment Weekly, Ren is well aware of what's come before, and that's very much a part of the story of the film. So he knows the history. He knows the lore of Vader. As for his weapon of choice, Abrams can confirm what many suspected. It's a tool he crafted all by his lonesome. Hmm. The lightsaber is something that he built himself and is as dangerous and as fierce and as ragged as the character, Abrams said. So this character sounds like, okay, if we're going to look at this fucking lightsaber... 
the character is an extension of that lightsaber, and this guy is off his fucking hinges. He's not cool, calm, and collected. Underneath that mask, this guy's fucking psycho. I have a question. Uh Uh-huh. Do you think we'll see underneath that mask? Adam Driver? Yes. Absolutely. I I think there – maybe not in episode seven, but I I do think that he is related. I think he's the – I think he's – I think he's the son of Han Solo and I think – I think he's the the son of uh, fucking uh, uh, Leia. Leia. I do. You think we'll see underneath the mask, Dave? Oh, yeah. Yeah. In episode seven? I don't know. I, I would hope so. I think when he kills Han, he's going to take the mask off. Uh, Could be. Han's going to die in this, right? Yeah. yeah. I think he's going to take the mask off and kill his dad. We saw all the um, leaked action figure picks this week, mm-hmm. and Kylo Ren is on the back of every fucking card. Like, that's the design of the cards, is that yeah. it has Kylo Ren's head. Just him. He's the wow. only character on every card of every action figure. Did you guys see the uh, the black series, the the five mm, figures? I did, that, I did. Man, I cannot wait to get my hands on those. God, September fourth is just going to be crazy. I wasn't a big fan of the John Boyega figure, though. I don't like the look of it. I, I really, I don't, I didn't like the Chewbacca either. I like the, I like the, uh, the, um, the Ray is awesome. I like the Stormtrooper. Yeah. Um, what was the other figure that came out? It was the Kylo, Kylo Ren. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the Kylo Ren, but I did not like the, the lightsaber that came with it. Yeah. But, did, you, uh, did you see all the Legos this week, too? No, nah, I didn't check uh, out the Legos. They were cool. Speaking of Legos, can we thank the guy who made the Lego leftovers? Oh, yeah. Oh, Finn that was Finn. Dude, that was Finn. holy shit. He's got yeah. the fucking oh, he did it before. This is like a follow-up to what he oh, did in the past. See, uh, I, right. I was just like, Finn, God damn. Finn's 15, dude. I know. Yeah. Like, I was just like blown away by that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You're, you're bald. It's all right. It's bound to happen. <laughs> Finn's got you ahead of the game. He's got you lurking in the back in both pictures, too. I'm a bit of a lurker. I'm a bit, I, I loom occasionally. I love that I had the Harry Potter body. Yeah, he, he, he had the perfect casting. He and had the, me as Deadpool. And he had me as fucking Aquaman. Yeah. God bless you, Finn. <laughs> you put me in the back of anything in an Aquaman outfit, I'm good. Uh, EW goes on, they say, but there's another wrinkle to Kylo Ren. In typical Abrams fashion, the more the filmmaker reveals, the more questions arise. It turns out Kylo Ren isn't the character's real name, or at least not the name he was born with. Remember how... <laughs> no shit. Yeah. A Sith Lord with a name other than what he was born with? Thank you, <laughs> Darth, Darth Brian. Remember how he eventually learned that Darth is not a first name, but kind of a title. Right. It appears the surname Ren is something similar. Quote, he is a character who came to the name Kylo Ren when he joined a group called the Knights of Ren, Abrams says. But that's as far as the writer-director will go. What are the Knights of Ren? You're going to have to wait until December 18th to find out. Quote, he is not your uh, prototypical mustache-twirling bad guy, J.J. Abrams offers. He is a little bit more complex than that. And it was a great joy to work with Adam Driver on this role because he threw himself into it in a deep and remarkable way. There are many implications to this piece of Kylo Ren's history. If he had a different name before aligning with these mysterious knights, maybe we've heard it before. Maybe we know his parents? 
Oh, jeez. Oh, I know. Come on. So mysterious. I know. Dun, dun, dun. We're definitely going to have to wait for that. Loris, Kans- Loris Kansden, uh, the screenwriter for Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, as well as The Force Awakens and the 2018 Young Han Solo movie, says, I've written four Star Wars movies now, and there's never been a character quite like the one that Adam plays. I think you're going to see something that's brand new to the saga. What sets him apart? He's full of emotion. No matter how he express, uh, no matter how we express ourselves in the world, whether we hide it and act very calm or whether we're very out there and demonstrative, everybody's roiling with emotion and you want your characters to be that way too. Then they have to deal with their emotions at best they can with what they are. Kasdan pauses. I'd say that is as far as I'd go, he says. The Knight of Ren. Yeah. Hmm. You idiot! <laughs> Dude, do you guys think that we're going to see like a scene with Cinnamon Toast Crunch Man? <laughs> oh my god! That's how Kylo Ren is going to die. Is he's going to pee on the electric fence. <laughs> somebody's going to use the flying butt pliers. Oh, nice. That's how he controls his rage with his happy helmet. Yes, yes. Guys, am I alone, am I alone here? Are you guys going to, is anybody going to be September 4th at Toys R Us? Are you guys going to be hanging out in line? Oh, dude. Uh, yeah, I brought it up a couple times. I'm, I'm going to be there. I'm, I'm going to be at Toys R Us. Then I'm going to be at Walmart. Then Good I'm going to be at the Walmart in another town. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yep, I'm definitely going to be there. It's time to start bribing Toys R Us employees right now. And then yeah. I'm going to read every back of every action figure and know the entire movie. All right, we're going to talk about Star Wars Rogue One. We're going to finish this bitch. Anyway, on to Star Wars. Uh, more Star Wars news. Star Wars Rogue One is officially titled Rogue One: A Star Wars Story. So it looks like they've abandoned the anthology. Ooh, I like the anthology better than a Star Wars story. Did see the reason? I think the title implies that casual viewers might not be smart enough to realize that this is a fucking Star Wars movie. Yeah, but if they've seen at least all the movies in the main series, they're gonna know what Rogue One is, or like Rogue Squadron. I feel like anyway. promotion can make it pretty fucking obvious. Yeah, I, I, I just think like you know what I mean, like. Casual fans are going to need to see Star Wars somewhere in that title. Star Wars anthology is fine. Fine. I I know. Like a Star Wars story. Couldn't they just say Star Wars colon Rogue One? Uh, It sounds like a fucking golden book. (laughs) Rogue One. A Star Wars story. I'm not saying. I'm not saying Uh, it's the best thing to do. I'm just saying that people are fucking stupid. I don't disagree with that. But fuck stupid people. Jesus Christ. Let's not call this shit a Star Wars story. Is that official? It's official. It's official. This is official news. It's called... Mythology doesn't sound like young and hip and fresh. But seriously, I mean, literally, just say Star Wars, Rogue One. I mean, they call them shit off all the time. Star Wars, Rogue One. Thank you. That's your fucking title. Why is it a Star Wars story? A Christmas story. I hear your argument, Dave, but I don't think that a Star Wars story sounds young and hip and fresh either. I think it sounds even less young, hip, and fresh. Unless you're like four. Unless you're talking that young. It's fucking redundant is what it is. No, no, and that goes back to your statement where this is a golden book. I'm not saying that this is a good thing to do. I think it's it's pandering and it's just like we want to make sure... (laughs) 
everybody knows that, yes, you're going to come and see a Star Wars movie. It is the laziest, lowest common we, denominator way of thinking. Okay, from the cast photo, does it look like a Star Wars movie? Sure. No, it does not. In oh, my opinion. I'm sorry, I'm thinking of the set picks that I mean, came out. Put the Death Star in the fucking poster, yeah. and you're good to fucking go. You don't but, need a but, Star Wars okay, story. Okay, the cast photo that we saw, did it look like... Okay, okay. Could dude, you, I, dude, I thought Firefly. Like, when I saw it. Thank like, you. I was like, yes. somebody's a Firefly fan. Or, or, or could this have been like, oh, this is Neil Blomkamp's new Alien movie. But you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It didn't scream Star Wars to me. No, it's, 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 it screamed. This could be any sci-fi movie out there. Oh, so there it screamed I, Firefly to me. I didn't see any. I didn't see any aliens like Mon Calamari. I didn't see any Wookies. I didn't see. You know what I mean? I. But everybody wearing all the brown, uh, like, yeah. like tone. I yeah. was just like, wow, holy fuck! Somebody misses Firefly. Like okay, Jake's saying with uh, the Death Star. Yeah. There's an O in the word rogue. Just make the O the fucking Death Star. Rogue One. And you see the Death Star. Just a Star Wars story. Come the fuck on. That's pretty lame. You want to see Rogue One and they turn the O in the Rogue One into a Death Star? I still think that's better than a Star Wars story. How about you just poke me in the dick (laughs) with a fucking toothpick? (laughs) I I think that's an okay idea, Frank. I like it. It's better than a Star Wars story. A Star Wars story just makes me want to fucking vomit. You're exactly right. It's a little fucking gold book. <laughs> a Star Wars story. And it's we, supposed to be like dark and about war and like... Starring Funko Pop characters. All right, all right. Title of sorry. Let's talk about the fucking cast. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. A, a Star Wars Force Fable. A Force Fable. Fuck off. Star Wars meets the Bernstein Bears. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Jesus. One Jedi, two Jedi, red Jedi, blue Jedi. <laughs> Fuck me, a Star Wars story. Uh, God. The little Wookiee that could. (laughs) Jesus Christ. All right. Anyway, we got an official cast listing and a cast photo. The full cast consists of Felicity Jones, Diego Luna, Donnie Yen... Uh, Yang, yeah, Donnie Yen. Donnie way. Yen, That's yeah. That's awesome. Jay texted me earlier today, and he's really excited so, about yeah. that casting. When I saw that, I was like, holy fuck. Uh, Yang Wen, uh, Forrest Whitaker, of course. Uh, Alan Tudyk, uh, who's going to be a motion capture character. Uh, Riz Ahmed. And these are the two uh, castings that uh, I was really excited for. Of course, Forrest Whitaker. And then finally... Confirmation. Yep. Ben Mendelsohn. Yep. Ben Mendelsohn. Well, I smiled ear to ear when I saw that for you. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I know Jay had to have been very happy. Um, there's uh, Ben Mendelsohn's uh, in a new movie with Ryan Reynolds coming out shortly called uh, Mississippi Grind, I believe. And uh, I can't wait to see that either. I mean, uh, ever since watching Bloodline, anything Ben Mendelsohn does, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a shot. Sure, whether it's shit or great. But I mean, I'm just so happy that he's involved in this. Kathleen Kennedy, who is uh, the top dog at uh, Lucasfilm Disney, she said Rogue One takes place before the events of Star Wars: A New Hope, and will be a departure from the saga films, but have elements that are familiar to the Star Wars universe. It goes into new territory, exploring the galactic struggle from a ground war perspective while maintaining that essential Star Wars feel that fans have come to know. Gareth, she's talking about Gareth Edwards, Mm -hmm. 
the director, is such an innovative director, and I'm so excited to be working with him and the extraordinary ensemble cast he selected for Rogue One. Um, so, yeah, Gareth Edwards, the director of this film, he was the director of Godzilla, a movie that I tossed the fuck out of, but he also directed that short film, Monster. So, guys, I'm... I, I'm excited for Rogue One. Mm, just, me too, me despite too. Despite the director. Despite the title. <laughs> despite the title. <laughs> and then uh, moving on here real quick, uh, we have our Star Wars Episode Nine director, oh, wow. Colin Trevorrow, mm-hmm. who directed the third highest top grossing film of all time at the box office ever in Jurassic World is going to be Episode Nine director. So we're looking at wow. Episode 7, J.J. Abrams, uh, Ryan Johnson's going to be taking on episode eight, and then Colin Trevorrow, uh, the Trevorrow, the safety not guaranteed director, the Mark Duplass movie, Jurassic World movie. He's going to be doing episode nine. Guys, I'll be honest with you, I gotta freeze it. I Tupperware Jurassic World. I Tupperware fucking uh, safety not guaranteed. But giving this guy the Episode nine, right? The final film in the franchise, as far as like this, this saga. Yeah, I've got to freeze it. I'm not sold. If they would have told me Ryan Johnson was going to be doing episode nine, I would have Tupperware it. You're really surprising me with this, guys. I love I love Colin Trevorrow. No, I'm with it, man. When I saw this news, I was like, who the fuck did this guy blow? Exactly. Yeah. Holy shit, Dave, 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 Dave. There's a difference between making a fun Jurassic World movie but and concluding a saga for Star Wars. I I loved both of his movies, too. I was just like, holy shit. Yes, yes, yes. No, no, no. This guy could be Josh Trank on so many levels. Am I right? Yeah, that's exactly Josh Trank came out with Chronicle, which is basically the equivalent of fucking Colin Trevelyan doing... Safety not guaranteed. Yep. And then this guy gets Jurassic World, which was a safe, fun movie. Mm-hmm. And it was huge. And the reason it was huge was because that it was a dinosaur movie, and people wanted something different than the superhero movies that we've been getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it blew up because it was different. Because, yeah, people, I mean, we can watch a superhero movie. This was different. We People wanted dinosaurs again. And for some reason, this summer, it fucking hit because everything else sucks. I'm just yes. surpri- I guess I'm more surprised that you wouldn't also freeze Ryan Johnson I mean because no, no 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 because no. on paper Trevolo has a two Tupperware resume for you no I, I'm telling you Ryan Johnson when it comes to his relationships of characters and how they work together in movies I think Ryan Johnson is going to be able to like once these characters meet each other mm-hmm. in the first films I think I think when John Boyega, when Finn and Ray, when they go on to that second movie, Ryan Johnson is really going to be able to connect these characters with the audiences even more. Mm-hmm. And I loved what he did. I loved what he did in Brothers Bloom. I loved what he did in Looper. I think he's I think he's a great director. Colin Trevorrow, on the other hand, I love Safety Not, Safety Not Guaranteed. And I loved fucking, uh, what was it, uh, Jurassic World. But on the flip side, like, Dude, you're giving him the reins of the final movie. I don't Tupperware it either. I don't I'm Tupperware just, it at I'm all. I'm just surprised that at your, you wouldn't freeze Ryan Johnson. No. Oh, no, no, no. I Tupperware Ryan Johnson. Absolutely. T- 
Tupperware all the way. I I think Star Wars Episode Eight is it's. I'm looking so forward to that film, but Star Wars Episode Nine, I'm I'm very hesitant on. I I, I have to freeze this one. I this is the one I have to freeze. I'm gonna taste it. I like what he's done so far, but yeah, the tone of especially of Jurassic World is so different than what the final chapter in a Star Wars. It was safe. As much as I enjoyed myself in Jurassic World, it was nothing that was mind blowing and innovative. The story it was a safe complex. movie. The story's not a safe I'm not gonna he didn't write it you. though. Well no, I know, but he still has to handle all the all the actors and all that. Yeah. Yeah. With, it was with a safe some, movie. with a Kasdan script most right. likely. Well yeah. I it's know. just it's a taste it and more, I agree it, with that. I think it's more that it's a property that and and, a, and which film it is in the series that carries so much weight. It's like you're going to put that on his shoulders. This is the least this I like 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 this is the least like excited I've been of of, of any Star Wars announcement so far. And you keep calling it the final. You act like there's not going to be an episode ten. Well, no. there probably no, will. No, no, no. This is the <laughs> final. No, no, no. Hold on. This is the final <laughs> in this trilogy, this saga. Yeah. In this saga. Because I've got, you've got things, so far, though. this is the start of a third saga. Mm-hmm. The first saga was episodes four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. The second saga is one, two, and three. And here we go, seven, eight, nine. This is our third saga. Yep. Do you think that there's a chance that after episode nine, we could jump three episodes ahead? That would be the way to do it because, I mean, honestly, okay, what Jake's saying is we started. In the eight in the seventies uh-huh. with episodes four, five, and six. Yeah. I don't know. Then man. we went back to one, two, and three. I know, but that, like, that oh, takes out the know. suspense Ooh. of like what we know from the characters. Like we know Anakin's going to make it out of this, and he's going to become Darth Vader. Now we're just watching the story again. It takes out a little bit of the. Uh, it does if you if you ever go back and do the ten and eleven, twelve. See, I yeah. just I I don't know that they would do that. There was a reason. Oh, so is this, is this Leonard part? Whatever Leonard Part yes, Six, yes, 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 and we know ne- we never get to see Leonard Part One, Two, Three, Four, and Five. We just go straight to Episode Thirteen after Nine, <laughs> right? There, looking back at the original trilogy before we had a chance to watch the prequels, mm-hmm. there was a major demand to see Anakin and how he turned to the dark side. Now I don't know if they're going to set the stage with these next three films. If there's going to be something that is worth skipping ahead and then coming back to. Or if they should just – if they're going to skip something, mm-hmm. I wouldn't make it a plan to where they're setting themselves up for prequels later on. Yeah. I would jump ahead a couple hundred years, distance yourself from the so other let's, stuff. So let's, let's do Star Wars Legacy. Could, yeah. But I mean, that, 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 that's, that's, the, that's an anthology film or a Star Wars story in my opinion. That's not a saga film, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, right? I agree. Dave, make some sense out of this. Talk to me, Chief. Uh, well, I think that what we get is we get the – the culmination of what we're doing right now, and then they're going to take a step back and see where they're at. I don't think there's a master plan beyond these three films and their Star Wars stories. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to wait around long, though. You gotta have I, to think they I, got I think story before episode nine somewhere. comes out. We're going to know. Hmm. Okay. Just like episode seven hasn't even come out, we've got an episode right. nine director attached. And I mean, you're looking We're at the company Disney, who also has po- Marvel guys, set at up this point, are they, With episode seven coming out and episode eight already kind of like, you know, mapped out, mm-hmm. Are they, is Colin Trevorrow kind of like just on cruise control at that point? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, makes I sense. Think so. Hey guys, 
can I? Uh, you are out. Yeah, it's midnight. I only got the babysitter for another half hour. Yeah. I got to get going. Dave's got to get going. You know what? I think we're done. Yeah, we're done anyway. Guys, it's episode 103. We are done. Episode 104. We will return in two weeks. Don't worry. We're not going anywhere. I just need a week off. I got it like... Uh, I gotta work fucking like seven days straight and shit. So hit us up if you want to run into us at Six Flags next next weekend. Yeah, well, not next uh, weekend, no, but twenty ninth. Twenty Yeah, we're gonna be in Six Flags. So if you're in the Chicago area and you want to meet up with me and Jake, and is Jay coming? I invited Jay. He says he can't make it. Oh, Jay can't make it. Uh, Ryan Mears from the Comic Slobs will be there. Oh mm-hmm. wow. Uh, Frank, are you going to show up? I'd be 50-50. I'll see what I can do. Tell, hey, tell, tell, tell me as I said hello. Like, we'll do uh, I would okay. love to meet that guy. Well, yeah, Dave, Dave, you're more than welcome, too. More than welcome. I, I can't with Triton. Understood. Understood. I will be there, so we will fucking uh, ride some roller coasters and I'm, shit. I'm looking forward to it. John Hawksby, I'm fucking calling you out, dude. You need to fucking come out. I know you're in the Chicago area. Fucking, uh, what's it, what's her name? Asen. A- Asen? Malas? Our Turkish listener <laughs> that wants to be a dating disaster. Oh, yeah. She's up in the Chicago the area. Christen the Manhammer. Here we go. Asen, hit me up. We'll meet you in Chicago. So let's do this. <laughs> that was totally my favorite email of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good one. <laughs> it was it was good. And I'm 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 glad that if she's going to if she comes to these states and she's listening to one podcast, it's one pop culture podcast in in the U.S. That it's us. That's that's awesome. It is awesome. So thank you. All right, uh, episode one hundred and three in the books. We're done. Mm-hmm. We'll be back in two weeks. And just like all good leftovers say in their doggy bags, thank you for listening. Thank you for your patronage. We'll see you in two weeks. Talk to mm-hmm. you later. Bye. Is it time for my comic book corner? <laughs> <laughs> You motherfucker! <laughs> All right, no, 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 no. Take take starve with you, Ooh. Brian Wood. Starve. I want you to read that, and you're gonna get uh, an so ex- pretty. You'll get an extended comic book corner episode one of four in two weeks. All right, we'll see you guys later. Later, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations! I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, "I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap." Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and it's all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat But it's all been done before and we don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Good and toss it, good and taste it Do we love it? Hey, let's face it Can't erase it, let's embrace it Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carryover, counterculture, pushovers Pop culture Leftovers And we're the uncool kids What's to say's already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Podcasts that are original and good Have already been done before So we should Separate the wheat from the shaft And we're the shaft The crap Even though we're the shit Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap 
good at toxic, good at taste. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace it. Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Pushovers. Pop culture. Leftover. And with the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftover. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture, leftovers. Hello, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that fucking is stupid as fuck.